A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like oh, a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Come on! Come on! Yeah! Another quiet, this subdued, <laughs> probably short episode of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the dulcet, rigid tones of Tom the Unmoving. Joining us as a special guest with Ross the Uncaring. Yeah, it's one of them hey. weeks, baby. Oh, what a week Forget, it's been, forget huh? Newcastle United Super League, uh, Champions <laughs> League nonsense. This is the group of death. Oh, yeah. This oh, is the group of death. Yes. I don't know how long this podcast is going to be, but I can feel the gif already taking effect, baby. <laughs> That's the second time I've said baby in this podcast baby. already, baby. But at this way, you're listening to it. We're still recording it. <laughs> Yeah, we've looped. Time is, <laughs> time is uh, on repeat. But uh, yes, how the hell do you guys do? We'll start with you, Ross. Oh, well, I had to pick up Jack's workload this week, so it's been all tickety-boo. I've had two of these oh. on the bounce. We're flying through the podcast. Let's go. Come on! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> he picked the worst week to take off. Bless his cotton socks. He's worked hard over the past couple of weeks. I accept that. That's fine. But there was two pay-per-views this week and everything else. Come on! <laughs> Plus, his, yeah. you know, he's been listening to There Goes My Hero. Watch <laughs> <laughs> He was so sad on Twitter this week, wasn't he? Bless him. About the old CM Punk stuff. There's the first mention. Hey, hey. For those uh, drinking at home every time we say CM Punk, don't. <laughs> you will die. Yes. And Tom, how are you doing, Paul? I saw the SpongeBob musical the other day. Mm. Oh, lovely. It's great. Oh, it's so good. How bad was it they had to replace SpongeBob because he started a fight with <laughs> Mr. Krabs? We had that first song, and then somebody's, <laughs> and, then, and then Squidward does this scene where like he has to smash a glass, and he looked down the barrel of the lens and went, "Rayon glass, cry me a river." <laughs> 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 he came backstage and Tony Carr went, that's cost me money! <laughs> <laughs> they keep on saying Squid was not a good promo, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to retire. They have to retire. Oh, so Tony's crabs, Squidward's CM <laughs> Punk. <laughs> Who's Patrick in this tonight? Samoa Joe. <laughs> Stop going! <laughs> I want to do a Wembley! <laughs> What's the matter, kid? Right, the podcast. Let's get out of the way, shall we? In the news this week, CM Punk did the lunge. That's nice. He was down for the skeleton. At Tony Khan, following a backstage altercation with Jack Perry at AEW All In. Uh, despite being a mental night for AE Dub and progressing in general, all talk coming out of All In was unfortunately centered around CM Punk and Jack Perry having a backstage fight, with numerous reports attempting to stitch together what happened. And he was a report. 
Yeah, I tried doing the Martin Muscles thing, so oh, it just didn't sound I right. I thought it was an impersonation of an Asian person, Matthew. No, 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 no. It's a very popular... Tom's here. I'm doing reference to our mutual friend. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. What's it? You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> Now, it was an impression of Mac with muscles, <laughs> as was the style at the time. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Jesus. And he's reporting from Dave. Whatever. Meltzer's report indicates that Punk lunged in Khan's direction. Uh, but we saw him MMA. He probably wouldn't have hurt him if he hit him. Oh. The altercation was broken up, but several people got in Punk's way. The former AW. Will you stop leaning on the bloody table? The AW they World Champion can't take me and Tom. It can take me and Jack, but me and Tom teeter it too much. We're going to keep my hands down here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why have we bought a table that you can't lean on? Not even a little bit. It's disgusting. Anyway, carry on. See it's probably Jack's massive ego <laughs> making things awkward. The information comes from a neutral source backstage who is, quote, not a wrestler. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. <laughs> Many Comega. Yeah. <laughs> with their account, also says that during Punk's fight with Perry, Perry ascertained that his crime year of the comments were just his attempt at getting heel heat. Punk is then said to have shoved Perry hard, then sucker punched and choked Perry when he got in Punk's face. Uh, during this, Khan was said to have been yelling at Punk to let the former Jungle Boy go. As for Punk lunging for Khan, this ties in with early reports suggesting that Punk and Perry's fight occurred in front of Khan and saw monitors knocked down onto the AW boss. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I saw. Paul, can't film my legs, Paul. <laughs> I saw Jericho beat Kane at the Armageddon 2000. <laughs> Meltzer says, noted that he toned down the language when reporting on Punk's lunge, saying on the radio, if you saw the actual wording, what was said, lunging was toning it down. It was more than lunging. Thanks, Dave, for uh, getting us through this fog of news that you always do. Thank God Dave's got a nice dog. That's all I can say. I'm I just listening to I that. love Dog Melter. Dog Melter's a great dog because his writing's. I think jazz <laughs> happens. I think it's where you put it, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, yeah. I think what he said there, it's from not a wrestler. Dog Melter's not a wrestler. <laughs> Woof, yeah, isn't uh, Larry as well. Was Woof. Larry on the scene? Larry's dog. <laughs> Larry's Larry. telling Dog Melter. That's it. <laughs> What, what happened, Dog Meltzer? Whoa, woof. He won't talk about his pulses. Uh, woof. Oh, I like that one. Pulses! <laughs> I like that one. That was so crap, it was good. Pulses! Just call me Dog Throat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Khan felt... It's a very serious issue. Was I know, yeah. Well, whatever, we've had an entire week of hearing nothing but this, because this dropped on... Um, Saturday. When he got yes. sacked, but the rest of it was a little bit before Saturday. Yes, um, before the Chicago edition of Collision, and obviously like hours out. before the yes Chicago hours before, collision. and then obviously Khan talked about how he felt his life was threatened by uh, by CM Punk. So yeah, yeah, CM Punk is out. That's uh, the bit that's really the the, the hook though for the, the entire thing from you know an, an onlooker's perspective because to say your life's in danger that is super serial that. So that is ramifications for legal action on CM Punk's part if it is indeed not true. So it must be true. So what did Punk do? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. I'm going to talk while very eager to hear CM Punk's side of things, of course. Yeah. He's allowed his day in court. Uh, however, we have not heard anything from him. So knowing how this insane news cycle uh, goes, we'll probably hear from him minutes after the podcast goes live. Yeah. Just making us look like amateurs. Uh, but until then, we have to speculate what we've got right now. What did Lennon say? Sometimes there are, year, there are weeks when decades happen. And then there are decades when weeks happen or something like no, that. I think like Lennon that. said, imagine all the people. Oh, for God's sake. I could see it coming a mile off. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's a young <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, 
Security confiscated CM Punk signs ahead of AW Collision, apparently. It was notified by lots of people who saw this thing. And, oh, here we go, lads. The Chicago crowd are definitely going to be talking about Punk all night. But. No, they didn't. One sign made it through the net. Did you see it in the front row? I saw row? a few. Uh, Tony Khan has cured cancer. Front row on the barricade opposite the hard cam. That one slipped through the net. Whoops. No, oh, the anti-punk <laughs> ones. Oh, yeah, we're all right with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were a few that you could see on camera, and you're like, oh, can't see them again. I remember, so, if you saw an anti-punk sign, you didn't see an anti-punk sign. That's their spirit. <laughs> Aye. Uh, then, more news about CM Punk. Apparently, he had an altercation with William Regal at Revolution 2022. Uh, they fired Punk on Saturday, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it came out that uh, by Bodyslam.net, Cassie Haynes, hey, how you doing, said that, where are we going? During the altercation, Punk reportedly refused to shake Regal's hand, and then he got in Regal's face, telling him he didn't like nor trust him that Regal was a stooge for Triple H. He was right in the end. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it might have seemed a bit like left field, but, you know, the way the cards are being dealt, it probably is true. Yeah, he was like, well, I am now. <laughs> Guess who's not getting recommended when they want a job? And finally, CM Punk was open to returning to WWE in late 2022. So this is that story that I almost forgot about because how can you keep up with this nonsense? When CM Punk decided to go see people back, you know, oh, the reason town, I think I'll go say hello unprompted. And people were like, what? What? WWE? Don't they hate you? Like, don't you hate them? Have you spent like over a decade talking about how much you hate them? And he, people have speculated that he was trying to like get his price up from A-Dub to re-sign all that mm -hmm. stuff there like, like wrestlers have done for decades. Um, but apparently he was pitching this like, yeah, I'm okay coming in. I'm more than happy to come back to WWE and wrestle Kevin Owens. He was like, deeply embroiled right. in the bloodline story at the time, remember? Like yeah. this, this December when he went back for this like, little stint backstage, that was just after Survivor Series when Sammy and Kev had the big moment That's in War it. Games. How would that have played out? Well, in theory, CM Punk went, I've got an idea, right? Get Kev out of that storyline. <laughs> How about he eliminates me from the Rumble and we have a match instead? Mm. Main event night one of WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, yeah, main event night one of WrestleMania. Yeah. He's getting his booking tips from Shane McMahon, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it seems like so, it. Uh, yeah, nothing but CM Punk news and obviously affects the rest of the wrestling, but we're not going to talk about him much for the rest of this. Uh, so, any thoughts, Ross? I think at the end of the day, I think it's the right thing to have happened. But this all could have been avoided. And it's all like, easy to look back on now. It all could have been avoided if Tony Khan was stricter back after Brawl Out. If he was stricter back then, because it felt like after Brawl Out, there was certain it, Punk was treated differently to the rest of the roster. Obviously, we read about the stuff about collision. People can come backstage. They're not allowed backstage. Uh, the roster split in half, yeah. softly or hardly, however we want to put it. It felt like a lot of things were moved around to compensate and accommodate Punk, and it still didn't work out. So it just, if Tony Khan was harsher back in the day, I think we could have avoided a lot of what was happening, but he didn't. So this is where we are. And I think if, for the company, it's the best thing to have happened. Because now, yeah. but then again, time will tell. Because if we're sat here in a month's time going, Jack Perry's fighting with Penda or something like that, then it's just, it's a, it's a problem that's like not just saying punk. Right. That then makes it like a bad call. So let's come back in a month and not say anything else about it. <laughs> It wouldn't. <laughs> Anything out there, Tom? You'd hope that that Punk would get rid of Punk would send the message of like we'll take nothing from anybody. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. this guy, we we you know we we put on a high pedestal and he's still gone. I did a whole video on it. Where did AEW go wrong with CM Punk? We did like a, I did like an eighteen minute video essay. So all my thoughts are there, but pretty much what Ross said mm. that that press conference. He sat there. Tony Khan sat there and just listened to CM Punk 
just dress down the locker room, just eviscerate the EVPs. And Tony Khan just sat there and went, I'm sorry about that. Could Mr. I have Punk. a drink, please, Phil? Can I have one of your drinks, please, Phil? <laughs> Mr. Punk. Can I make a point? I'm the owner of the company. And he'd be like, just... well, I ain't seen Punk's like, Mleh. Yeah, that's well, the, fact no. that, the fact that he got away with that. Like, there's no boundaries there. Yeah. That's the big thing. Then again, on, on from Tony Khan's point of view, back then, Punk was, you know, he was a bit, of, not too much of a needle mover, but he was moving needles. So from a business perspective, I can see why we want to keep someone like Punk happy. Because mm. there was that stat that came out from uh, Collision at the weekend. After he made the announcement, there was a big drop off. And then by the end of the show, there was it was in the 200,000s, I think, the viewership, which is not normal for Collision. I yeah. think I've got that right. Um, Let me stick around for the Punk main event. <coughs> yeah, so it's there obviously... We'll have to, again, come back in a month and see if the decision from a business perspective and sort of the harmony of the dressing room, yeah. if it's made sense or not. Yeah, it, fe it feels like the right thing to, to right. happen. I mean, they were able to rebuild after last year's. We mm. got the very good MGF run that started because of, well, this big punk-shaped gap in the card, and now we're at the rebuild. I mean, if only they were able to rebuild with some of the talent that got the roster, given that they've signed nearly everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, one person who isn't signed anymore is Sonny Kiss. It's gone from A-Dub, one mm. of the AW originals. And Tony Khan gave a response that was like, well, look, yeah, we can't have everybody be on the company. And I like Sonny Kiss. We have a roster of over 100 wrestlers now across AEW. Sonny's a great wrestler. I've done a lot to keep the locker room stable. I have a lot of people I don't only keep on a contract, but I've done well not to do major mass layoffs. Um, so, yeah, Sonny Kiss is gone. I don't think they ever really had any chance to shine. I mean, was the, was the biggest thing they did was Kenny Omega beat them in, like, Five seconds. Had a or... TNT title match against Cody as a tag team, with, tag team with Janela, wasn't there for a little bit as well? Oh yeah, they did. They did a last man standing match or a, a lights out match on Dark. Yeah, because they did the promos building up to it, mm. and then it just kind of Janela drive around in his car. Oh yeah, and then that was it, really, yeah. wasn't it? That voice that, oh, oh well. So they did. Yeah. They did bits, but there was always I think, and then Sonny joined the Trustbusters <laughs> near the end. Oh, that was yeah, yeah, that hot angle, yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah, it's just one of those where there were a few of the originals that were brought in when the company first started didn't really get out of the sort of the second division really, and then when the company grew and grew, yeah. it was just a case of well, bye. And it's like yeah, obviously he's got the new toy syndromes like Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, because yeah. like hi. But it's, yeah, the, yeah, it's the nature of the business, unfortunately. You're going to get people that start with you, like MJF, who came yeah. in as like a as you know as, as a mid card type position and has just rose and rose and rose through. You think like I, if I'm right in thinking like you know MJF, Joey Janela, Sunny Kiss, a few others were sort of in that same kind of time period when yeah. everybody started at the same time, and it just. Some caught on, some didn't, and some would say it's down to creative favoritism. Some would say down to its its initiative. I don't know, but it's, Sunny Kiss will be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we agree. But the details on AR Fox having heat with AEW over missing all in. It's still not been said why or why AR Fox had to miss, and uh, apparently why the becoming is that he kind of left it late. Uh, about telling them like, oh, okay, so I have to shoehorn this angle in the week before the biggest show I've ever done. Cheers. Uh, apparently, Fox hasn't worked any international dates since 2016. So the report suggests that AW felt he did, hadn't been forthright about his travel situation. Man, I love AR Fox, but I mean, that's that was gutting. That's bad, that, like, yeah. on his part. If he, has, if he has, like, withheld the information, that was really crucial for a trip to London. Because um, it was such a shame when the angle went down, because him and Swerve, just as a team, yeah. they looked the dog's bollocks. Um, but yeah, there's no more. So he was on TV this week, so it can't be too bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. And judging by what we saw on Dynamite this week, I think Swerve's going to be just fine. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. Uh, the curse continues. Piper Niven, <laughs> you may know from uh, making herself the new <laughs> co-owner of the women's uh, one half of women's tag team championship. Uh, she is out for a bit. Uh, she, and it was not clear to compete 
on Raw. Spent a tag team partner, Chelsea Green, was in singles matches on the show instead. Uh, she won't be out of action for long, although Fightful Slate Report Niven is dealing with a short-term illness and she will hopefully be on TV soon. I would just throw those belts away as yeah, quickly as possible them. and then run. Yeah, they should just burn those belts and then make an angle of like, you know, creating new belts that aren't cursed. I think burning them without, I imagine they're so cursed that the gas that would emanate from them <laughs> and it inhales them. It's just... there's, there's potential to, to lean into it and own it. Like Chelsea Green backstage, like walking up to Candice LeRae, go, Candice! And like, no! <laughs> Nobody wants to hang out yeah. with Chelsea because she's kind of got yeah. this, she's got the wicked itch. Yeah. She's, got, she's got the cheese touch of wrestlers. Candice is driving on the highway and she sees one of those big trucks or the logs sacked on her. She was like, no, 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 I'm not going to that. No, no. It was funny though because when they got the tag team championships, Piper and Chelsea, they did the whole like, I don't know what the, the, the process is called, but they were rubbing stuff on it and cleaning them and spraying them with stuff to, to decurse them. And it's not worked. <laughs> it was on Twitter, yeah. They were actually putting stuff on. Yeah, just so just a load of bollocks, really. Under the ah, the Jacksonville Jaggers pulled their WWE title belts. I, I, I like saying like that. Sorry, Jacksonville Jaguars pulled their WWE title belt from sale. Uh, the WWE and the NFL announced a multi-year licensing partnership this week to create NFL-inspired WWE legacy title belts. All 32 teams in the NFL received a, a title belt, and they are available to purchase. The Jacksonville Jaguars title belt was quickly removed from sale, though. The Fanatics claiming that the belt sold faster than we could have imagined. And they were like, no, no, we've taken them off for sale. They haven't sold out. You can't buy them. So I wonder how that would have worked. Because who really wants to buy one of those? I couldn't imagine. Tony Khan. If they released like, <laughs> if they released like a Premier League selection, like the teams over here, mm. I couldn't imagine buying myself a Newcastle United WWE Championship. I'm the Newcastle United World Heavyweight <laughs> Champion. <laughs> yeah. I am Shola Ramiobi. <laughs> here is my belt. Yeah. <laughs> with the, the name blue. Yeah. Yeah, because you wonder how much of a like a big revenue stream it is for like the American football teams, the partnership they must have. I don't know. I've no idea. Me American either. football. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even football, is it? <laughs> it's like rugby with extra steps. Uh, <laughs> silly Yanks. <laughs> I like it when they play rounders though, that's good. <laughs> oh, God. They do rounders in the big stadiums. <laughs> that's nice. They like that rounders. They love rounders in America. <laughs> They love rounders. Also put the, the trunk in the boot. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so bizarre. Weirdos. Uh, that was I news. like America, me. I think it's one of my favourite places to go. That's good balance, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they oh, drop the, the letter oh. U from colour. <laughs> Just for fun. I Same hate time. spelling it with that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they pronounce horror, whore. <laughs> That was the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of them. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah, the Hall of Fame. And condescending order from last week, Jack Perry versus CM Punk. 24%. Well, that aged like milk, didn't it? Uh, Jack's wrestling friends from Plymouth, 29%. They weren't even real. Um <laughs> Jesus. They were. He was in the hotel lobby after All Out. Uh, yeah, right. All in, sorry. They're right in here in the room with us right <laughs> now. And everything MJF and Uncle did at All In 2023. 47%. Wow. That was yourself, wasn't it? It was, I. Fantastic. Up wow. the wrestling. Up Picks. the wrestling. Right? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going there again. Because with their oh. backs against the wall, the AEW roster last weekend, they pulled a show of the air contender out of their arse. So that spirit of the Blitz <laughs> <laughs> goes through once again. 
The AEW locker room's camaraderie and spirit to produce one of the shows of the year with All Out 2023. Can you confirm or deny that they all sang We'll Meet Again before <laughs> the show started? Imagine that was when Punk was walking out the arena for the last time. <laughs> Hopping on a train, sticking his head out the window. Get out there and have a five-star match. And together we can stop the rotters from giving us a zero-star rating. <laughs> That's right. Do your part for all elite professional wrestling. <laughs> Go out there and wrestle your ratty socks off. <laughs> Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Punk? We're going to go a few words out around with Punk, and none of them which you could say on this podcast, so we'll move on from that little bit. A good pick. It was a wonderful show against some odds. Not all the odds, because it was a good card, but against some odds. Yeah, with near build, near punk. That's the AEW way, though, isn't it? Like, under-deliver with the build and over-deliver with the, the, yeah, the pay-per-view. but even a week's notice is, oof. Yeah. See what oh, you got. They're going to do it next year again, I think I saw Tony oh, Khan no. saying. So, yeah, we'll be at Wembley Stadium, then the next week we'll be in Chicago. Well, maybe not in Chicago. Maybe somewhere else, now that Punk isn't there. Maybe Sky Blue. She's the one to bring it back to Chicago. We'll be in again. Sky Blue. That's where All Out will be next year. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, that's Sky TV's <laughs> naughty channel. <laughs> Ah, that's a good pick. Cheers. Uh, Tom, what have you got for us? There's been far too many wrestling mentions in the Hall of Fame, so I'm nominating this table for the Colton Hall of Fame. Oh, God, the concept of tables. No, 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 not concept of tables, this Uh, exact table. Uh, Where did we get it? I don't know. We need need a deep dive into it because... looking, because this space is a very tight box, like either side of the walls of the frame there. It's very tight. So we needed a table to put on the angle here. So we're like, oh, we'll get a square table. That'll be a good idea. But the way this table's set up below here, it's just a column in the middle. So any like any pressure and it's over. There we go. There you go. That's how that. little like pressure. Like Jack, any pressure. <laughs> and he's over. He's not even here. <laughs> so yeah, Matthew, it's... you wouldn't say this to a fa- Oh, yes, I would. Yes, that's right. <laughs> So I will try. We'll try to get like sort of legs bought for it, but they've never sort of been sorted out. So maybe we'll have to push that issue through a bit harder. It's one of those things where this. Te- I always think it, it's like some certain jobs I've got at home where every time, like I'll, I'll open a drawer and and the latch will come a bit loose. I go, oh, I need to fix that, <laughs> and then I won't think about it again until I need to go and like, oh, I definitely need to get around to fixing that. And every time I sit in yeah. here and I do this, I go, oh, we need to fix this table. Yeah, we do. It I is think- so bad, though, when you like you like leave it for like a year and then you fix it in five minutes, you go, oh. <laughs> That's all it would have taken. I tell you oh, what the right. issue is. I think because we sort of got this studio just before lockdown, and I think we've got it all. You know, paid lots of money for the walls and the telly and all that sort of stuff. Mm. That had to go home for however long it was initially, and just didn't get round to it. And I've never done it since. Mm. But it needs to be done. So what you're saying is we need another lockdown yeah. for us to get our <laughs> stuff together. Yes. Book it, Boris. Yeah. So in the event that another lockdown Boris. does send this table, <laughs> book it, Boris. <laughs> That's the first Almost time. Things, Boris. The first Jesus time anyone Matthew. has ever said that with a northern accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, before it go, before it gets replaced by another table, which I'm sure will happen in the next four years, <laughs> uh, let's put the table. Let's put the table, which constantly comes up in Carlsholic podcasts, into the Hall of Fame, where it belongs, and it can rock back and forth. For all the time. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to nominate something to do with wrestling, but now I feel a bit silly. Well, because I thought you were going to go for the obvious pick this week because of the comments I've seen already. I thought you were going to... So I'll take your pick. And then people think it was you. And I'll look really clever. And <laughs> when they win, they're like, oh, bollocks, it's Matthew's pick. Um, I don't have the picture ready, Joel, but could you Google dog melter? Yay! Look, it's a sitter. The most charismatic <laughs> dog of all time. No, not, not one word. Oh, yeah, there actually, he is. Yeah, there. You know what, that works. Yeah, well. It is now one word, is dog melter. 
There he Dog is. Dog Melter. Oh, there he is. Dave There's Melter. The boy. Dave Melter cleaned. <laughs> Dave Meltzer cleaned his room for the first time in 30 years and found that there's a dog. <laughs> he has no memory of buying. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. That dog, that dog is looking at the screen as if to go, tell you the grammar on that he is ne- dreadful. He never shuts up, this guy. <laughs> Every um, it's a year off my life, the dog said. I keep, yeah. say, I keep saying I thought we were going for a walk. He says, plans change. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because you know that thing where dogs get used to routines like pa- Pavlov and that dog hears like blah 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 Jericho told me blah 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 <laughs> he goes oh he's going to be sat by the couch yay <laughs> always comes up for a song and then there's Dave with his mic <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. From his karaoke Tron 9000. <laughs> Look at this state of mic. I love it. I was going to say in that picture there, he's counting how many girlfriends the dog has. Remember that from school? <laughs> no, he's, no he's, just, he's just done like the fingers over the dog's face. Like, ah, loser. That's why the dog's going, no, Dave. Remember that from school when <laughs> someone would stand behind you and put their hand over their mouth and their hand over your head? And if you didn't turn around and go, ooh, I caught you, you'd have like 67 girlfriends. That'd be the worst thing ever. No. <laughs> Does that work now? <laughs> Is that what they did to try and get the curse off the women's tag belt? I have no idea what you're talking about. That was a thing in my school, let me tell you. <laughs> what school did you go to? Everyone had a harem. Hogwarts it was. Hogwarts! So. It's a special one behind the McDonald's. <laughs> school spelled with a K. So. Yeah, whatever. School, yeah, get out the house, Ross. Leave us alone. Do summer. Go and, and look what happened. He was years later talking about famous, <laughs> the most famous professional wrestling journalist in the world and his dog. I love the idea of you know you know on YouTube you get like those videos for like lo-fi beats. Yes. And, it's like, and it'll be the picture of the girl like writing yeah, 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 yeah. A, a, a school article and the cat will be next to her. I want like a lo-fi beats video <laughs> where the wallpaper is Meltzer on his. 87-year-old PC, <laughs> surrounded by chaos, and the dog just sleeping on the sofa. It's PC, it's PC that's so far behind. If it has any viruses, there's no one alive that knows how to fix them, so it's just screwed. <laughs> it's becoming so old that if it has viruses, you have to put slugs on it. <laughs> <laughs> you to, if his music gets a virus, you have to release one of the humors. <laughs> What are you doing, Dave? I'd be getting leeches for my PC. <laughs> oh, leeches, not slow. Yeah, they, we know you, man. Do you remember when he tried to turn it on that time and they caught it on the audio and he's going like, beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, Dave, are you okay? Are the Doctor Who aliens hurting you? And he goes, no, no, my PC's just loading up. And you're like, PCs haven't made that noise in decades. What? Like, insert cassette. You're like, what the hell is he doing? So I like the idea he's got his dog that talks to him and tells him on the news. And also the dog gets a it's got quite good for a sarcastic look down and again. <laughs> the look of that dog oh, just spe- says so much. Speculative here. Oh, <laughs> God, here we go, yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll give this match five stars. Dog goes, <laughs> get me out of here, dog, Brian. <laughs> dog, dog watches The Office. We're not around Dave. <laughs> dog Malvin, three at best. So this is Dog Malvin. It would have been six stars of the Tokyo Bone. <laughs> You mentioned there he's doing the Jim Halpug. <laughs> no, that didn't work. I was going to say the Jim Halpug look to the camera off the office. <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah, nice. That's all right. It's, it's check with VA. It's good. <laughs> it's not. It's offside. It's been disallowed. 
Oh, oh I love dog. Oh, I hope Dog Meltzer wins the Hall of Fame. <laughs> dog Meltzer. Gosh. The only reliable news source in wrestling. <laughs> do, we, do we know for definite that he's called Dog Meltzer? He's obviously I, not called Dog Meltzer. Of course he's called Dog Meltzer. What do you mean? What sort of questions that? Imagine if he is really called Dog Meltzer. <laughs> I named my dog I Dog Meltzer. I named my dog Dog Meltzer. <laughs> Imagine he's actually called Dog Meltzer. You named the dog? <laughs> dog? Uh, yes. Dog, mass, dog, <laughs> dog Meltzer, brackets, Fido, close bracket. Oh, God. Yeah, so oh. these are the award-winning picks here at Hall of Fame. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, mine is Dog Meltzer. Yours is AEW All Out. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> and Tom's Mine's is... Dog Meltzer, too. <laughs> Uh, Tom's is this table. <laughs> this table. Oh, yeah, the, the, the table. <laughs> this Which is great table. for audio listeners. Like, they're on a table? All right. <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, these picks, and you, these picks alone are yours to vote at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. That's us. This week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah, ah this oh. week in wrestling. Uh, how long it was. Friday night, Jack should take his laptop down to an Italian restaurant. Hey! hey! It's good, Dad. That's the only one I've done this week because... Oh, that's a shame. It's a, Tom did one for the Dynamite. Notes. I did one for Dynamite. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> John Cena returns and finds himself as a furry with all the pandering. <laughs> it's good, that's it's good. Sem up with the, the left and him with the right. He's done to the crowd. He's thanking the fans for everything including a trip to India. He is coming up soon where he is going to do some wrestling. Cena, in, uh, sorry, Cena announces that he is going to be the host of Payback. John is interrupted by Jimmy Uso and James. <laughs> James explains... <laughs> the table's gone already. Know, uh, all the fame. Explains that he turned on his brother Jay because he didn't want to see him turn into a corrupt so-and-so like Roman and Cena are. You see, Jimmy thinks Roman and John are the same as they both take, take, take. But the only difference is John takes with a smile on his face. Jimmy also takes the piss out of John's clothes. Cena believes the pressure is going to Jimmy, so again, and he has been waiting three years to say the wrong Uso quit. Jimmy goes through a super kick, and John lands an AA. So Stu was there, Stu the cameraman. We learned this right at the start, which is very poignant for the weekend and how Monday Night Raw played out especially. Lovely Stu. You know Stu. You look at me, you don't know who Stu is. Stu the cameraman. He's always at the front of the on the stage. He's it's the, Stu the cameraman. He's the guy oh, that's a cameraman. He does Stu. the entrance cameraman stuff. <laughs> After the cameraman's names now? Go oh, he always says, hey, <laughs> Stu, how are you doing? Nice to see you. Does John Cena? They're canon now. Yeah. Aww. Stu, canon, camera. Camera They Stu. were roommates. <laughs> um, we also learned that Cena's going to be here for months because of the fans while he was doing that furry panda stuff. Um, Jimmy has three M's now. We learned on the on the name slate thingy as well when he came mm. out to interrupt him. Jimmy. Mm. Must be a sexy boy. Um <laughs> Shame on them for not adding more M's as the weeks go by, like Jimmy. Do you think Stu did that? Does the Chiron as well? <laughs> Screw you, Jimmy. No, that's Kevin. He, he Chiron Kevin. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Chiron Kevin. I've never liked him. Chiron Kevin. <laughs> I like Jimmy's theme, though, because it's sort of like Romans, but not really. It has that, mm. that medieval instrument. I don't know what it is. Loot. Do, 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 do. Huh? Loot. Is that what it's called? I think so. Or, um... I'm going to say Luke. <laughs> anyway, plenty of Luke Harp down at the ring. And yeah, this was, you know, people like John Cena's on SmackDown. I was like, wow, that's enough for most people. So I thought they did something with Jimmy. 
he didn't get to look good because it's Cena. They'll be daft. But yeah, yeah. They, might, they might have a match, I guess, off the back of that segment yeah. potentially. Miz nice. might have a match as well. Eddie might might have a match as well, but I think that's reserved for WrestleMania. Right. Um, but yeah, that line where he says like, "I've been waiting three years to tell you the wrong who so quit." Doesn't like, make any sense, does no, it? No, it happened two weeks ago. Yeah, it two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Unless John Cena travels through time. Oh, I mean, anything's possible, John Cena. The original plan, according to, I think it was Fightful, apologies if I got that wrong, was uh, the switcheroo. This was meant to be Jimmy's segment to start the show, and John Cena was going to interrupt. Ooh. But they went, no, we'll have Jimmy interrupt John. There's a bit more of a power play there. Mm. So I thought it was quite nice. I'm very intrigued to see Jimmy Uso as a solo. Not solo, because he's a different person. <laughs> uh. But Jimmy Uso doing his own thing. Mm. I quite like him. I thought this week he was uh, a pain in the ass, but in a good way. Yeah. Yes. I was weird that scene is just, oh, there's a strike on, right? I'll go to Reston because there's no unions. So, I did. That's... Is that, hmm, is that a good thing or not? It's like, uh... I'm back for the fans. Is it not just because you can't do anything? Right. <laughs> mm. Which is why a lot of people thought like it really ramped up that The Rock would be right. back around now because like because of the sag after show. Because obviously he, does, he hasn't got one film to do, so he's destitute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. You're only as good as the last film you made. Oh, and the last film he made was Black Adam. Um, he was kicking so... out of rocks. Oh. <laughs> Sonos says, come on, Rey Mysterio, defeat the team of Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, a.k.a. when you select the same character twice on a video game. Uh, after Santos takes the proverbial, oh, I hate that word, proverbial, there we go, bullet for Ronald, allowing Waller to hit a rolling stunner thingy for the win. Uh, during this match, Theory got called The Rock by Graves. I know. No, Graves, no! no that's that's our thing. It's LA Knight. LA Knight, Corey! Mm. Dickhead. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting how Ray got his own entrance, even though he's out there with his faction mates. That's a that's not a very spirit of the blitz thing to do, is it? <laughs> You're right. They don't, they don't know about what's happening in the world. He wouldn't see the family. That doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Stop, Ross, while you're ahead. <laughs> uh, the throw over the top by Santos to Ray was terrifying. Could have gone one or two ways, but yeah, yeah. thankfully it's fine. Um, I just thought Santos looked very good in the match. That was my main takeaway. I'm intrigued to see where they're going with the storyline because it feels like they're bubbling maybe a heel turn for Santos against Ray. Maybe that could be the next US champion. Who knows? Because mm. uh, it just feels like it feels like theory's done. Especially after payback. We've said this for months now. Yeah. <laughs> He's still here. Uh, oh, well. Uh, Mission is talking to Adam Pierce when a rogue Jimmy Uso interrupts. Adam Pierce tells Jimmy off of being proper rude-like. Then Mission is talking to the Good Brothers, who aren't being helpful at all, before Uncle Alan Styles appears to say he'll sort <laughs> Jimmy out for being disrespectful. It's Uncle Al. Everyone loves Uncle Al. I've got These an, notes are I've better got than the Uncle segments. Alan. <laughs> I've got Uncle Alan. All right, Tomo. <laughs> That's how he talks as well, wow. Big shout out to Uncle Alan. <laughs> Hello, Al. Um, I thought it was interesting how the Good Brothers was like, nah, you don't want to get involved in that bloodline business. You want to stay away from that. It's too dramatic. Just get away from it, Machine. Um, but yeah, that was just about it from the thing. It's just funny how Jimmy Uso, she was in a conversation where she's like, things are ready to go. And then Jimmy Uso's like, get out. Bless thy. Thank you. Uh, Matthew just sneezed on the podcast. That wasn't Jimmy no, Uso's no, no. promo. <laughs> Get out, bless thy. <laughs> AJ Styles' new thing now is he's horrible to some people, then pays him a compliment afterwards. You're no good piece of trash, yeah, yeah. but bless you. I'm going to beat for the title, but God loves you. <laughs> Bobby Lashley's here to tell us what is up with him and the Street Profits. Basically, real recognises real, and the Street EPs are very thankful for that. Lashley says that three of them are here for power, control, and championship gold. As they're leaving up the entranceway, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are here for a bit of a stare down, but after payback was a stare down. This was a stare down that aged like former WF lady and absolute whopper, Sonny. 
It did. It aged terribly. Aged beautifully. <laughs> aged terribly. <laughs> what so I mean, an absolute whopper. Sammy, Sammy and Kevin lost the titles. The Street EPs won't be fighting them anymore. So the yeah. stare down aged a bit like Sonny. That's the tease, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Isn't excuse to go? <laughs> yeah. God. I like Michael Cole calling them the suit. Oh, God. The suit profits now. That's a great pun. Oh, that's great a bad pun. One. Yeah, yeah. Really great. Um, <laughs> I, did, I think there might be a little bit, <laughs> there might be a little bit of an issue with Bobby and Montez because Bobby was like, "Yeah, we're going to be serious now," and Montez would be in Montez, which doesn't fit in with being serious, does it? Is this where we see Montez mm. break away? Mm, potentially. Mm. Again, another thing we've been saying for about a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they get really angry whenever people go, oh, "When are you splitting up?" <laughs> he splits up because people kept asking him when they're splitting up. <laughs> but now they'll stay together out of spite. Yeah. yeah. Every time someone asks when you split it up, they add another year on. Yeah. Uh, crowd love Lashley and the Prophets, plus Lashley smiling, so it's not a heel turn. No, they're definitely baby faces. Yeah. Even though I think you'd, well, we said this every week, don't we? The initial intention was to turn the Street Prophets heel, but then yeah. when Bobby would come out, everyone would go wild. So yeah. They couldn't do it. No, it's not just Bobby. It's Bobby in a suit, and they all look stunning. <laughs> <laughs> they're listed internally as heels. They're listed internally. Internally, they're the internal WWE list of like rankings and stuff. My like liver well. is a heel. <laughs> <laughs> My lower intestine is a baddie. Oh, my, my bowel is a heel. Um, <laughs> the internal list says that Bobby and the Prophets are baddies, and LA Knight is apparently the top babyface on SmackDown. Well, obviously. Obvs. Duh. Obvs. Let me check the script. What's LA Knight? Do you know what's, what's funny is that like we've been like on the, on the LA Knight train, on Cultaholic, for years. The night train. The night train. And now everyone is. I feel like, you know that episode of Doug with the Dylan Farnham look? No, I hate Doug. What did he do to you? I'd never liked it as a kid. There's an episode of Doug where this guy, this, act, this, this teen actor called Dylan Farnham appears in a TV show dressed exactly the same as Doug. And, and, and then Doug goes to school and they're like, oh, Doug, you're copying Dylan Farnham, mate. He's like, no, I've always dressed like this. And then everyone's wearing what Doug wears. He's like, oh, you're copying... No, I've, this is what I've always worn. No one's ever noticed. I am the original street prophet because it's been <laughs> over two years that I have been bigging up The Rock as The Rock. Mm -hmm. And yes. look at what's happened now. Ross Tweddle, Street Prophet. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't relate to any of what you guys are saying. Uh, Gunther's doing all right right now. Eh? Mm. Uh, Owens and Zayn then beat Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde of the LWO in a match that goes under two and a half minutes after the match. And then Passion Sami Zayn tells the Judgment Day to bring it, whatever it is, it. at Payback. Uh, we learn in this match that Joaquin Phoenix... Uh, not Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, what's his name? I often call him Joaquin Phoenix by accident. <laughs> Joaquin from the LWO. I forgot his name. Wild. Wild. Thank you, Tom. Uh, he can never go to AEW because we learned he never knew his birth father growing up. It's happened again. The watch is talking. Every bloody week. Uh, but we learned he didn't know his birth father. So Christian's licking his lips watching this if he ever goes to AEW. <laughs> that was such a good line. And your watch just ain't all, did it? Your watch is... I don't know. It's, I can't work it out. Does it, does it start listening to you? Yeah. So it's, it says, is it a Siri one? or it's, is it's, it? It's an Apple one, yeah. So so it obviously hears you say something along the lines. It sounds a bit like, hey, Siri. Yeah. And then he seriously listening. can't go to and AEW. I should enunciate. I hope it doesn't do it again. It's doing something. Oh, it's happening again. Oh, they couldn't say. Anyway, back to the match. Kevin Owens put an extra bit of stank on his pop-up powerbomb, didn't he, Matthew? <laughs> yes, he did. What a good move. He seriously hit him with that powerbomb. <laughs> Old Cruz del Toro on the receiving end there. Um, Legado got a bit of offense in there, but this was like... I've, I've written down here the tune-up match incarnate, which makes no sense. But I was shocked to see Legado beaten so conclusively. That's kind of what they hate it. Really, I was going to say, guess. yeah, it just yeah, makes sense. That's their position on the roster. Is... Right, big matchup payback. So, yeah, yeah. beat these two dudes. They can take it. Oh, Britain just... can take it during the blitz. 
You must do your part for your wrestling promotion. You must lose to Owens and Zane. <laughs> Kevin Owens will put a lot of stank on that power bomb, but don't worry, we'll be putting a stank on the baddies thanks to your hard work. Were you around during those times? Because this is uncannily <laughs> I remember those days. It's part of the Tom Busters. Dancing, <laughs> dancing to 21 today. <laughs> Jimmy Uso is going to leave the arena, but is stopped by Uncle Alan Styles. The pair have a scrap, but Solo is here to help Jimmy. Solo then tells Jimmy he'll leave the bloodline when Solo, Paul, and Roman say so. Jimmy says those lads can't tell him a thing before leaving the arena going, hee hee hee. <laughs> so we learn here that Jimmy is CM Punk. AJ Styles oh, is Jack Perry. Nobody wants it here anyway. It was a carbon copy. And they do a little pushing match. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I've read too much about that bollocks this week. Maybe, yeah. I really enjoyed Solo Sokoa's massive flip-flops that he wore while he was beating someone up, <laughs> like a dad, <laughs> just around the swimming pool on holiday. Yep. Hey, you're going to bomb near my daughter, are you? <laughs> Bash. That's what Solo Sokoa says, Bash. apparently. <laughs> and Jimmy here confirmed, because the, 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 the trajectory of Jimmy through this SmackDown episode was really confusing. At this point, he's conclusively out the bloodline. There's nothing that can tell him. And then that all changes by the end. <laughs> No, he's saying, he's saying, no, uh, no, sorry, Solo's saying, no, you're not leaving the bloodline. Yeah, but then Jimmy's like, you can't tell me anything. I'm out of the bloodline. See ya. It's like, bye ya. See ya. Bye ya. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll see you next week then. <laughs> That'd be really awkward. Jimmy comes out, oh, yeah, we're on SmackDown again. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, next, we see an, uh, an angry Uncle Alan and a still really unhelpful set of good brothers. Styles does not calm down after what just happened with Jimmy and Solo. The segment ends. Yep, sounds like a good brother segment. <laughs> yeah, the good brothers still don't want to get involved in that bloodline stuff. You, you'd get involved, wouldn't you? Ooh, that requires effort. No, I'm all right, pal. <laughs> I'm too busy thinking, I'm too busy writing a Sour Boys movie. <laughs> I haven't got time. I'm enjoying catering, thank Could you. Could you imagine a Sour Boy movie? That would no. Be, oh, there's only one person who would be happy about that, and that's Aiden. Aiden, and they call oh. him Aiden Styles. Aiden Styles upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the spirit of the Blitz, he was yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, he remembers it well. He was, he was there with me. Me corned beef pasty. Oh. I don't know why I was from Yorkshire the now. Beef. <laughs> hey, look at what we have to eat. It's a beautiful pasty. <laughs> the missus here to speak some words with his mouth. He lies and says he's better than The Rock, whom he has been feuding with the last few weeks. Yeah, that Rock, dummy. Yeah. The Rock appears and puts himself in the same bracket as Dwayne Rock and John Cena Rock because they're all superstars Miz has impersonated. The Rock is out there talking about the journey he's been on to make it in the WWE and spits facts when saying Miz isn't on his level because Rocky's on a higher one. The Rock also makes it known that he wants to shag Maurice. <laughs> I almost said Maris because he wasn't <laughs> Frazier. He wants to shag Maris. Mi well, well, technically, he was fighting Maris on Raw. Yes. Oh, very good. Very good. Miz says he'll send The Rock back to practice some promos into his hairbrush in front of a mirror at his roach-infested apartment. And now it sounds like the lyrics to Common People. <laughs> a skull-crushing finale and a pull-apart brawl later, and the segment comes to an end, but not before LA Knight says, Firstly, Miz, you can't fill out a shirt, you skinny little turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great when he's like, oh, he's going to send the Miz back, like broken, disheveled, empty man. And oh, Miz will have a, sorry, Maurice will have a hole to fill or something, and he'll fill the hole. <laughs> you know yeah, what the promise yeah. Beat you up, shag your wife. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. better when LA Knight says it, I'll admit. <laughs> it was nice of the Miz to reference like uh, the reality show called Hero. That Ellen Knight apparently got voted out of very early on, because I had no idea that was a thing. That was the first time he interacted with the actual rock. Was, oh, ooh. It's hosted by Dwayne Johnson. 
So 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 what? they they have like a bit of a back and forth at one point. It's like point. Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah. Tell, the Rock stars like a, like a Star Wars. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker is the Rock, the Daily Light version of the Rock. All yes. makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So if you want to see the yes, keep it up, keep it up. We're proud of you. See the Rock and the Rock. It's on that show. God, I'll have to. Mm. Does he upstage him? Like we know he. I think he, he he sort of he he scorches him a little bit because he isn't very good at one of the challenges. <laughs> Little. What do they have to do? Like just so they have to sort of act out like move big action movie things. The one the the one scene I've seen is LA Knight scaling a skyscraper, like Spider Boy. To, kind of into, yeah, and as a team they have to sort of break into a building and they all work together and stuff like that. It's very cool. Mm. Something like that. Fair enough. <laughs> Facing the trailer. You know, what? good for him. I ain't got time. Uh, <laughs> I'm always interested. Is... <laughs> <laughs> this podcast for one. <laughs> Michael Cole was mentioned a window that opens, but might ne- uh, that might close, but never open again in terms of Elliot Knight like seizing the moment. So not like a window at all, then. No, <laughs> unless it's because windows I famously never open a rust- again. A rusty hinge. One <laughs> <laughs> well, of those ones on the bus. That one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Michael Cole's first Very apartment, cool. where the landlord went. Now you can open this window once, but then you have to leave it shut forever. <laughs> oh, that must be how windows work. Yeah, Cole's, Cole's never questioned it since. I'll never questioned it. <laughs> but you know those lines that are sometimes fed the commentary from the powers that be. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon that might be one of them, or are you yeah. a hack? <laughs> no, no, I, I am also a hack. So, uh, no, I know that is not a line because Cole is really good at commentary now. He's going to say something as daft as the, the window that never opens. <laughs> the new horror film coming out the soon. The forbidden window. Ooh. Didn't the windows in the Punjab? Oh, the doors weren't they? The doors in the Punjabi prison. Once they shut, they shut forever. <laughs> Do you remember? That's Mem- poor Mem- Mem- you're Mem- thinking. Mem- <laughs> Crystal Maze. That's a TV show. I'll tell you before I'm not on a Fort Bayard, because uh, Dirty Den would always go, Jack, the door. the door. And then the assistant would always open the door. My brother thought that the door was named Jack. <laughs> What a weird show that was. He's just, just expressed, Jack the door. Like, oh, hi, Dirty Den. <laughs> hi, Dirty Den. I like to think the wizard fella's still up there in his tower today, <laughs> just on his own. It's, yeah. He's, oh, they'll be back soon to film another one. <laughs> <laughs> very hungry. That was Tom Baker, right? It might be him then, if that's the case. Was it Tom B- the Doctor Who fella? Yeah. Oh. oh. So it might be. This is Looney. Oh. That was Friday nights on Channel 5. Yeah. That. Uh, worldwide, WCW, followed mm. by Ford Bayard. Crash, bang, wallop, yeah. for Bayard. Kapow. <laughs> An interference from Charlotte on the entranceway where she almost kicks EO Sky. <laughs> and a big old dirty DDT from Shotzi is enough for the s- f- fight there. Psycho, almost a physio, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the physio to defeat Bailey. Yeah, you know, I like that version better. <laughs> physio beats uh, yeah, A lot of people are not happy with the giant Charlotte, boom, 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 like getting the big boot up. Because like, EO Sky is down here with the title, just like up here. It's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Shotzi looked fantastic with the spiky hairdo. I think it works mm. for her in, in terms of a look. It's a shame the crowd don't give a toss about her because if it was like the investment was there before the haircut, right. this would have been this would be gangbusters. This feud. Yeah, we've said this every week. If they'd made her like a relatable character with something they attached to, fine. But they made her crazy goth psycho woman. Yeah. It's like okay, cool. yeah. That, that's Maybe what she's she, that's like what she that. says. She's that's right. To fit in with us being old wolves, you know. Yeah, oh, Tom, have you done the, the the quiz, the fairy quiz? I haven't. No. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe we'll have to do that at some other time because this podcast will be long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Any other week when there's not two pay per views, please. <laughs> 
Well, let's just lose the bell bag and I'll do the quiz. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we don't need you. We know you're a wolf anyway. Everyone in here is a wolf, aren't yeah, they? It's, it's, yeah, we'll do the crap one. I wanted the, the, the one one where he was an angel. Or else it's in the same one where everyone's a wolf no matter what you do. So I'll just skip ahead. I was the bear. Because Alex would sometimes Other tell me Other people describe you as a bear, yeah. She'll, she'll tell, yeah. <laughs> I get called so. I was told off of scratching my back on the door frame in the morning. <laughs> Did you really? I was oh, there. you really are a we bear. Just, we just woke up. I, I just woke up before Alex, and she was just waking up, and I was in the doorway, like, "Hey, oh, good boy, do you want a coffee?" And I was just in my underpants, just running me back up and down the door frame, and she went, "Have you looked at yourself?" It's <laughs> mean. You got to do what you got to do, and you can't reach that spot in the middle. I know. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What are you meant to do? She's marrying me next year. <laughs> do you, Alex, take blue <laughs> <laughs> to be your husband? Of course you do. <laughs> It's like she walked down the aisle in the L little. Anyway, Michael Cole's got an inside joke with Bailey, which shattered kayfabe for me. Go on. Uh, it was Beyonce, Beyonce or something. I didn't quite understand what he meant. Oh. I think Bailey went to see Beyonce, you know, the singer. Yes. This oh, week. Thank you. And there, was, <laughs> there was some sort of inside joke with Michael Cole and Bailey, which shattered kayfabe for me. They might hate each other, those two. Yeah. Look at that. A WWE star doing something out of WWE. <laughs> they shouldn't have time. No. They should be too busy being sports entertainers. <laughs> they got no cells with the windows not open. <laughs> <laughs> I like the robot commentator whose name I can't remember. Kevin saying, Patrick. The robot commentator <laughs> saying, wow, look at uh, Shotzi. I'm not lost my thought. There we are. There's my thought. Well, look at Shotzi. That's someone who used to be lovable and nice. At which Cole and Graves went, what? Shotzi? When was she nice and lovable? She's to kill people with tanks. Shut up, robot. <laughs> Is Kevin Patrick on SmackDown as as a punishment for someone? I just for us, yeah. Because nah. no, he was, the, I'm just thinking he was the lead guy of Raw, uh. and then he was, and now he's sort of like he just chips in with sound bites on SmackDown. Is this kind of taking him away from the Monday night to kind of get him a bit better primed? Because he did, yeah. he did rise through the ranks incredibly quickly. Yeah. Well, they wanted Monday Night Raw, not mundane Night Raw. <laughs> so he's getting you. So he's getting experience. <laughs> Being next to Graves and Cole. Cole's yeah. experienced one and Graves are sarcastic twat. So <laughs> he can learn a lot from those two. There's a lot to They do can rub off next to him. I don't think he's I don't think he's terrible. He's not good either. He's not I know, yeah. he's yeah, there's there's yeah, work. I, I agree with both there's of you. much cleaning to be done. Um but there's something there. Like there's there's something about like his his mannerisms and his general cadence that I think is very WWE, which is probably why they're persevering with him. Yeah, yeah. the fact I only notice he's there when Cole and Graves make fun of him. <laughs> he is like a, a, the old regime's wet dream in terms of a play by play commentator. No character. Get your, your buzzwords and your catchphrases in, go home. You're yeah. there to get the product over, not yourself. Mm. Weirdo. Uh, Jimmy Uso pushes AJ Styles off the top rope to allow Solo to defeat the Phenomenal One with a Samoan spike. Jimmy celebrates with Solo and the world is confused. Solo pushes Jimmy away. Paul is on the phone ordering a post-show kebab. Jimmy beats up Styles some more. What's going on? We have to watch next week's episode of SmackDown to find out, obviously. Yeah, there was a nice bump from Uncle Alan off the inside of the ring post, which I've not seen him do too many times, but it was lovely to see. Um, I thought that the predictable ending happened with Jimmy Uso getting involved after what we saw with the backstage fight. But again, you go back to him, Jimmy, sorry, pronouns, pal. They say in the wrestling commentary. They do say that Jimmy, with three M's, saying to uh, Solo, you lads can't tell me what to do early in the night. And then towards the end of the night, he's out there celebrating with Solo as if he's back in the bloodline. Paul's ringing Roman, you would assume, not the Donna Kebab quip I made there. But uh, yeah, don't know what's going on. Maybe he's just doing whatever he wants to do, but he just doesn't like Alan. <laughs> so it just happened that his brother yeah. was fighting Alan. I'll help like, you. 
Yeah, like, I'm not on the bloodline. Will help us win a match. Your pal, mm. cheers. I'll take her. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not paying the Daniel fee to join the bloodline, though. No? <laughs> take her for free. <laughs> WWE Payback 2023, the first pay-per-view of the week. Uh, Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch burn it down. Not really. Inside of a solid steel cage. Yay, <laughs> like that throwback. Thank you. <laughs> Becky wins with an avalanche manhandle slam, despite the best efforts uh, of Zoe Stark, who found herself in the cage. After the match, Trish and Zoe announce their marriage is coming to an end, and the pair will go their separate ways, like Journey, but will endeavor to raise the kids as best they can. <laughs> what a match. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the match that I think Trish always wanted to have. Like on mm. the classic SmackDown review, which Maff and I do on a Saturday morning. That's like, right. Trish is Trish is like keen to get some some work some movement for the women's division, but it's always gravy ball matches, bra and panties matches, two minute squash matches or whatever. But here, like she's like, I've always wanted to do a cage match. And she came out of it bruised, battered, gnarled, and she looked delighted with that. She was like, working yeah. on something to a shoot, wasn't she? She really did, brother. Becky brother. was ramming her head in the cage mm. at the start. She was really twatting her forward off the cage. Yeah. Fair yeah, play. She had, she had the, the bruiser. Yeah. The bruiser. Went for it. The dick. The Dick the Bruiser. No, sure. <laughs> there was a wrestler back in the day yeah, called no, Dick yeah, the Bruiser. Kids this list going, why? <laughs> Missing the joke there, like. Richard T. Oh, Shiner, isn't it? It's not a bruiser. It's a bruise, but you call it a Shiner. That's right. Yeah. Or bruiser, if you're dumb like me and sometimes mix two things the up bruiser in Bruiser is the person who admonished us the bruisings. Becky was being a dick by giving her a bruiser. Yeah. Hey, we fixed it. <laughs> We're great podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a couple of spots which were terrifying which fair play to Trish for taking them where she's hanging upside down by her legs on the outside oh, of the yeah, cage yeah. dangling there that must take some ballocks uh, the massive top row bulldog where she just lands on her ass especially when she did the same spot on roll like the go home roll where she landed on the floor on her ass I bet her ass is sore this week um <laughs> the massive superplex off the top of the cage from yep. Trish as well, taking that bump and uh, yeah. boss man Hogan. Yep. Oh yes, it was just a, a, a barn burner, a cage burner. Uh, yes, yes. No, no barns were involved. No. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Trish is somehow forty-seven. Yoga. That's the answer. That's right. Yes, that Jericho does it. Trish does it. Brock probably does Other it. Other blonde Canadians do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I said, it could have done without Stark interfering in a cage match, but I remember it's not 1993 anymore. <laughs> like, no one's doing that anymore. Everyone interferes in a cage. Plus, it meant that that's the end of the yeah. Zoe Trish thing. So that's well, it made Becky fine. look like a bad ass. It certainly did. Right. It became both of them. No excuses. They split up. So that's like Trish out the way. And yeah, what a definitive feud out of this was. Both working their asses off. And top marks as again, well. There we they, go. They, 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 Becky Lynch and Trish wonderfully together mm. and hats off to Zoe Stark who called got called off from NXT and just seamlessly in amongst it didn't feel out of the depth didn't feel like this was like a big challenge just com just completely felt right there and has done ever since I think Zoe Stark's the one you know yeah I think that's Zoe right Stark's, Kevin Patrick you listening yeah, I think so <laughs> hey. I think I think Zoe Stark's the one I think I wouldn't be shocked if we live in a, in a timeline where Zoe Stark turns babyface and beats Rhea Ripley oh she needs to come up with her promos before that. Like, oh that's yeah, the there's, there's, there is work to be done there. Oh. But in general, there's a there's a something about her. In terms of the sheer wrestling, she's, there's fair not many athletes on her level. No. I feel like I'm on the country table for all now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not many athletes on her level. It's <laughs> nice that. It's like your glory days with Jim Cornette. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. See you later, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the bus home, are you? See you later. <laughs> I was so hungover there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the fact that they waited 
until payback to do this, so that we all thought, oh, SummerSlam would be the blow-off, but it's like, no, 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 SummerSlam's already loaded. Uh, we've already got lots of stuff happening. We'll put this on this little pay-per-view, PLA, whatever, I'm calling it pay-per-view. Um, I'm not a Tory. And uh, yeah, it gave it enough time to shine. Mm-hmm. It was a good shout. Yay. It was. John Cena is here to tell us all he's done a lot of things, but he's never been a guest host. He's here to make tonight special. So he's going to be the special guest referee for The Rock and Mrs. Match. Miz is here to tell Cena how to be a guest host, as it's something he's done before. He also says, when the people making the Barbie movie call you, don't say you'll be a merman. Now, I have to interject. I don't get why that was like, aha, you were a crap merman. I'm like, did you not get the film? <laughs> it's not supposed to look like a proper merman. I only put it in the notes because I saw a lot of people on Twitter going, ooh! But I'm like, why are you acting? <laughs> You're going, is this, again, Pavlov, bloody dog melter again. Like, <laughs> oh, I saw that. You look rubbish. Yeah, they're playing action figures. I'll tell you who I might know. Phil Man Joel, do you have an answer for that line? Why was that like an ooh? I haven't seen Barbie. Joel hasn't seen Barbie. I haven't Barbie. seen Barbie, he said. <laughs> Bloody hell, you all right, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> I've been down the pit all day. <laughs> Joel's never sounded like that ever. I thought it was a bit smoky. Yeah. <laughs> Joel started speaking, all I heard was doo, 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 doo. For some reason, Joel's in black and white and the rest of the, the room's in colour. Going up the hill to buy some bread. God, it's a sheepdog down there. Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody want to pop to the O2 shop afterwards and get a new phone contracts? <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Let us know in the comments if you know the answer to that question. Yeah, we really answered that question, didn't we? Sorry, John, I married a Yorkshire woman, so I'm allowed to say this. I'm, I'm welcomed in. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine He's allowed to be racist. I'm allowed to be racist to Yorkshire. Miss- that, when she's like, sitting on the altar, does she go, how do? How do? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do bear. <laughs> You're marrying us a what like? Oh, sorry. Miss- three weeks in the pit for me. Do you, Alex, take Tom to be a lawfully wedded bear? How do? How do? <laughs> you now kiss the wife, bride and cut the wedding pie. <laughs> three tiered pie. As is tradition, the bride and groom will go down the hill in a bathtub. <laughs> Full of gravy. <laughs> Northern boys love right, gravy. Right. Enough, enough, enough. Enough, next, next. Mr. Jess taking more initiative and getting more involved in the night. Oh, a line from the play. Inadvertently cordoning, cordoning. <laughs> Bloody hell, screw you, Zack Ryder. Condoning Cedar's call to make himself referee after disagreeing with John for doing that very thing. What a wanker. <laughs> You don't have a ref shirt, says Miz, only for Cena to be handed one by a man at ringside. That's Presumably, uh, Kevin. Stu! The, the Cameraman the, Stu! No, you can't be that as well. <laughs> the, Chiron Simon. Steve, it's, it's Shirty oh, Steve. Oh, Steve, there we go. I'm sorry for getting the names mixed up. <laughs> uh, there'll be a quiz at the end. A ding-dong battle to end them all. See Cena call it down the middle as the rock pins the Miz after some BFT. After the bell, Cena gets his nips out for some reason just so he can raise the rock's hand. The pair shake hands in a rather intense way as the main event for WrestleMania 40, night one, is booked. Oh, nice day of the night there. That's why he took his shirt off for, you know, the, the final uh, shot of the thing, of the pro, like the pre-match promo package, that slow motion like that. Yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. It writes itself. You know, I was excited for this match because of the build being really good. I really like the promos. It's nice seeing The Miz being serious for a change and it working. And then Cena's like, I'm here. And I'm like, oh, all right, here we go. Right. He so, called it down the middle, to be fair to him. He didn't mm. get too involved. He did a bit of an Aubrey Edwards spot when Miz was trying to use the ropes for leverage. He kicked them off, uh, kicked the arm off, and then was pushing. But Aubrey does that, so it's fine. All the greats do it. 
It's a bit like going on a date with somebody, then all of a sudden they bring their little brother along. Like, <laughs> yes. All the builders, oh, all right. You're, you're, oh, you're dressed nice? Yeah, why aren't you? Oh, you see the kid. <laughs> oh, hi. But I thought the... Like, in terms watching of, Barbie, so we'll get that joke. All right, great. Just, just in terms of three humans in the ring at the same time, this was like a step above the opening segment of WrestleMania 30. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I wish that one would have Back at WrestleMania 30, you had Hulk Hogan, The Rock, like the Dwayne Rock, and Hulk and Steve, uh, Steve Austin in the ring at the same time. This time you had more star power. That was the yeah. little quip there. The Miz, The Rock, and Cena. That's, that's good. That's Cheers. good. Cheers. Well, it's good. good you have to think about them sometimes. we don't remember ah. that because Hogan's not lied about that recently. <laughs> Yeah, what's your greatest achievement? When I forgot the name of the stadium I was at. Oh, <laughs> when when right, I good. was the only one that remembered the name of the stadium and everyone else yeah, forgot yeah, it. Everyone else was wrong. <laughs> everyone else got it wrong. I wrestled Brock Lesnar first after his <laughs> yes. UFC thing. Then I leg dropped a sick kid backstage at Wembley Arena. <laughs> Lion bastard. To be fair to Hogan, which no one's ever oh, said before. No, no good, nothing good can come of this He sentence. did wrestle Brock and O2, so he just got his wires crossed on that one. I'll let him off with that one. About wrestling yeah. after you. Hogan, seen. you get one. That's the one pass. The rest of it, scandalous. Yes. Uh, I thought The Rock did a lovely flying clothesline off the barricade mm-hmm. at the ringside, which was lovely. Uh, the right man won, which was the most important course, thing. Yes, yes, yes. And obviously, the, 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 the little handshake at the end there was the passing of the torch. That is the new franchise, the face mm-hmm. of the company. Yeah, I'm like, oh, good. We're going to get Night Cena. That's fantastic. That's a segue. Uh, then we watch later episodes. It's like, oh, they're doing Ms. Cena again. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get in India. <laughs> Uh, a SmackDown match finds its way in the pay-per-view card as Rey Mysterio beats Austin Theory for the US title in a match that didn't even go 10 minutes. It didn't deserve to. Um, look, this match wasn't like a special match. It wasn't amazing or anything else like that. It was very decent. I was just there looking. I can't believe Rey at this stage of his life is still putting out really watchable matches with the crowd still invested in him, even against guys like Austin Theory when Rey Mysterio's body is full of more metal than a dodgy Wolverine. I'm <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, he's just still able to do, do this match. It wasn't anything. You'd probably forget about it as soon as it was finished, but he was still looking great. I was shocked. Take that how, for granted. Shocked how young Ray actually is. Cause I had to Google it myself watching this match. He's four, I think he's 48, if memory serves. I thought he would have had a five on the start there for certain. Yeah. Only 48, that's how long he's been around. Incroyable, as the French would say. They did uh, say that. He did a nice slide under the bottom rope in it with DDT. I'm trying to think of the highlights of the match. There wasn't too many. Theory was just doing bog-standard basic stuff, going for the mask like you always do when you're a generic heel. I thought it was a decent little TV match. It was just a bit like, I think this was the piss break breather segment mm. after the, the star power of the match before. Yeah. yeah. WWE are good at pacing shows like that by giving you little piss break moments. You know, AEW, it's all killer, no filler. Could do with a bit of filler. Yeah. <laughs> Just so we could have a You got the entrances. Yeah. Quick yeah. dash back there. Hey, no, hey, the, hey. One, the one, I went to the live reactions for All Out. The one time I thought, right, this is my moment to go to the loo. Missed the final countdown by Europe. Oh. Christ, give us something to go to the toilet hey, for. So Wembley, they had Fozzie play live. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a queue at the bar then. Uh, <laughs> that was just Jericho. But they did have the, the last shot of the sort of segment or the match, whatever, was Theory looking really angry towards Ray down the aisleway. And that normally means something in WWE. So goodness knows what. Maybe a change of gimmick, maybe, for Theory. Becomes a, I don't know, an evil man. No, he's, he's just, yeah, my new gimmick is Piss Break Theory. <laughs> piss Break, Piss Break, that's my name. Get out. Everyone needs the loot. Get out there, Austin. <laughs> Backstage, Becky Lynch is interrupted by NXT Women's Champion Tiffy Strat. Tiffy says, whoopsie, because she claimed Becky was a former NXT World Women's Champion. Which she wasn't. Becky says Tiffy should focus on her own title and she might see her soon. What does it mean? The subtext is too hot to handle. I don't know, <laughs> right? Oh, God. 
Really Dog, Dog pro- Melts has not reported yet, so we don't know what they're safe. <laughs> it was a fantastic, it, what turns out, a deliberate promo from Tiffy Strat making that mistake. Sorry. That was good, that, yeah. I thought you were, but you weren't, you whopper. <laughs> you whopper. That's, that's your word for the week. Bloody whopper. I want all the wrestlers to call themselves whoppers. <laughs> hey, did you see Becky didn't make it to India? Because her passport was slightly torn. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no. That yeah. broke today. Well, mm. yesterday as you're watching this. Oh. She, she put out a tweet saying that because she had a slight tear in her passport, Qatar Airways wouldn't let her on. Mm-hmm. A wow. slight tear. <laughs> Imagine we see a picture that's just in. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. like, hang on, hang on. It's all in crayon. <laughs> Becky lunch. <laughs> Why is it Becky lunch? Shut up! It's my passport. <laughs> Becky uh, lunch. <laughs> She's picked up Rue's Crayola passport instead. <laughs> a Lego Land wins a driving license. <laughs> Big Rue Rollins. Is that not Rue Rollins? That's Seth Rollins' gimmick name. Rue Lopez. That's his real name, isn't it? Beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> like, he asked me questions. What's his name when you're doing this? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we can't let you on the flights. I think this 100 says otherwise. It's a £100 of Monopoly. Right? <laughs> 100 green Legos. <laughs> Street fight time as the judgment day when the tag titles from Sammy and Kev, who must be cursing their luck for having this match, so giving this match a stipulation that heavily favoured the faction with four and a half brackets JD is a very small man <laughs> members one cause <laughs> who, 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 who would have thought it eh they made the match the street oh, yeah. fight did Sammy and Kevin it bit them on the arse well when you say it like that <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was nice that Kevin Owens was allowed to sort of unveil the Terry Funk shirt and then yep, did the trash, gray. trash can kendo mm-hmm. stick spot uh, Dom getting involved making sure he was the MVP of the JD of the night was mm-hmm. I thought was nice Bit of storyline there for, for big old Dom. I thought the ice hockey stuff was fun. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Because you see Kevin Owens pop up and he looks gnarly with his blood all over his head and whatnot. But mm. my first thought was, oh my God, it's the goo! <laughs> the goo! <laughs> 1996 is back again. Um, Owens just swung Tom Bomb off the thing to the yep. floor. He landed on his ass like Tristratus did. Must have really hurt. Yeah, he landed. Um, really, uh, he barely hit the table. That's mm. going to be one of If they bring back those segments where Kurt Angle used to say, I think I broke my tailbone. <laughs> I don't like Kurt Angle sounds like that, but there we go. No, no, they call that Kurt Angle. Go, oh, my tailbone. Oh, injured my ribs. Kevin's going to go, wee! <laughs> dude, I don't have a dude, tailbone. try this at home, kids. It's great. YOLO. <laughs> Uh, Rhea spearing Kevin Owens was enough to see Michael Cole shag his desk. <laughs> Have you seen this? Careful, this desk might not make it through. <laughs> this desk has been shagged. <laughs> and I thought the finishing sequence was uh, was thrilling. It was with uh, all the moving parts uh, yeah. and whatnot, and the JD nicking it. Uh, JD McDonough taking that wasn't even a pop-up poem. It was like a pop-up. <laughs> Whatever that would be called. Pop a border uh, toss. Yeah. That, one of those. I don't like you. Yeah. He really doesn't, does he? Nope. Extra stank on that thing from Kevin Owens. Well, it's Kevin Owens started calling him JD, don't Google me, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So yes, there's, it was. there's some of that. What's he referring to? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> don't Google <laughs> it. Whatever you do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a good match. It certainly was. The tables, the dives, the hockey references, the blood, the Steel City cum rags. Bloody hell was everything in this match. I think they're called terrible towels, I think. Maybe. Well, you know one wants to go to the shop and go, hello, can I have a cum rag, please? <laughs> one terrible towel. Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Tim told himself, the voice in his head. 
Uh, yeah, so yeah, I was very surprised at like, how much they did in this match because it was like, yeah, we're going to go all balls out here. We've been feuding for m- what feels like months now. Mm. Every episode of Raw is had done by these guys. That's a big old match. Lots of Terry Funk tributes to make up for that one SmackDown match that people <laughs> like, oh, the one table match. Yeah, <laughs> Terry Funk's loving you. So yeah, loved it. And it was about six times where it could have ended, but just kept on going and going. And now the JD have all the tag titles. Sorry, mm. all the tag titles, you idiot. All the titles. Mm. They do. They do. They do. And don't look good with them. They do do. They Will do, they do, take do, the do, main do. one? That's the question. It's like a Liverpool no. treble, isn't that right, Joel? Mm. Not quite the treble. Not like we win the proper one, like <laughs> oh, yeah. the Champions League, FA Cup, yeah, Premier yeah. League. It's like the UEFA Cup, FA Cup, League Cup. Mm-hmm. Not the treble, a treble. So they've got some of the belts, but not the belts. But they will get the... No, they won't get the belts. Joel wasn't, <laughs> able, Joel wasn't able to answer there. You said him go... <sighs> <laughs> That's just him breathing out his pipe. <laughs> Look, he's had a hard life, man. He's <laughs> retiring next week. Cody Rhodes is on the Grayson Waller effect, talking about how new Grayson is to all of this while paying tribute to the likes of Carmelo Hayes. Cody displays that he has watched the wrestling at least once before in his life by laying out how a chat segment with a heel host and a babyface guest normally goes. Cody then says he has pulled some strings and is actually here to introduce the newest member of the Raw roster, Jay Uso. What are you? It's just me, Uso. Day, day one ish. <laughs> me, Uso. Day one ish. Jay super kicks Wallet to bring the segment to a close on a good episode of uh, Saturday Night Raw. <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes has a disdain for NXT. He loves calling it hip toss class. <laughs> like you're burying the entire you're burying come Tuesday as we watch it every week we, no he's, he's, he's no! right no Tiffy Strats is there Carmelo Hayes is there Trick Willie's there Ely is there not for do long do I need to continue Terry Spunk's there as I call him now come Tuesday <laughs> after his Terry hard, Spunk after his hardcore exploits <laughs> he loves a hardcore match does Terry Spunk you can't be burying people like that <laughs> It is on this day <laughs> that, we, that we retire on Tuesday. Many will be happy. If we were the innovators of come. We we'll were the innovators. <laughs> <up. laughs> we were. We say goodbye to Come Tuesday and we welcome Terry Sponks. It writes itself. Terry Sponks. <laughs> My be- horse kicked me. It's <laughs> <laughs> my Terry Funk impression. <laughs> I've always the come that's Tuesday. Itali- that's Italian. Itali- forever, forever, forever. Till Tuesday. <laughs> so now it's Yorkshire. He's a caveman. Forever. <laughs> My dad is a computer. <laughs> it was a good segment, though. Cody yes, pulling these strings um, just to get Jey Uso to Raw. I think it makes oh. sense. It was sort of implied in this segment, but then hammered home on Raw that SmackDown's getting someone back, and that guy would be Cody to sort of get the road to WrestleMania. Going, uh-huh. but we need to find out who that is first. Mm. Yeah, who is going to SmackDown? All right, right, right. Yeah, I was like, okay, decent, but this is a pay per view. Right, yeah, well, it's, yeah. There's a, it, after, he's back after two weeks. Whoa! He left the company, Matthew, <laughs> and now he's back. <laughs> this was an earth-shattering return. So it was he's on a different pro. He's on a different night now. It's Whoa! Because they always stick to the program. He was days away from debuting for Ring of Honor. Days, right? And they've wheeled him back in now at a premium live event. It's great stuff. (laughs) Thank you, Cody Rhodes. (laughs) Mammy defects? That's not right. Defeats. Big Mammy Cool in the Mammy Derby. (laughs) Thanks to a riptide. (laughs) In a meat-slapping affair that went over 17 minutes. I want to like this so much, but the crowd were cheering for Mammy instead of Big Mammy Cool. This is getting awkward, isn't it? Uh, so it was him for Rhea Ripley instead of Raquel. 
and it went on just way too long. Did you think so? Yeah. I think it served a pit. The way they batted each other in the early going, like Rhea Ripley's like bloody nose played a part in like the nice um, aesthetic, I guess the word is, like making it look badass. Okay. But Rhea, I guess the, the the part that did drag on was Rhea's massive like heel stretch of the match, like the long plot and bleed, uh, beat down. Mm. Bleed down. Sheep weren't involved. Yeah. Beat down of Raquel. I guess that was a bit that dragged on for a bit. But I thought in terms of it being like a 17-minute match, I thought it delivered. It delivered. It delivered. <laughs> Try to fill the dead air. <laughs> That's this advert brought to you by Just Eat. So, yeah, it was, like I said, it was on paper, it was all right, but it just 17 minutes, and if the crowd's not into it, oh, they're just like, wow, Rhea Ripley's really cool. Um, bless her, Ra- Raquel, for trying, though. She wasn't smiling. She but... got a lot of stuff in towards the end, especially, yeah. like, um, Rhea, the, but Rhea's fight back towards the end of the match as well. What caught my attention, apart from Michael Cole's mention of China on commentary, mm. which is news because of what, Triple H said a few years ago where they're like, what if my go- what if my daughters are? Google are China are. What will they see? We can't mention her on air because they'll see the porn. Yeah, and, the, yeah. and I'm sure they'll never hear it from anyone else if they yeah. don't mention it on WWE television. Bollocks, isn't it, Tom? So it is yeah, Tom but, she, but, but Rhea Ripley's dressed like China. The outfit was an homage to China. I was because yeah. I was like, so now she's to. dressed as her. I'm like, oh, the rest of the time she's not. But I'm saying, yeah. No, but <laughs> but it was a nice homage. I saw a picture, I saw a picture it, yeah. and picture. Yeah. It was literally the but I didn't even notice until someone pointed out. I'm like, oh, she yeah. usually dresses like that. But yeah. Up the China. Yeah. Up the China. Up the China, indeed. Raquel did a lovely big power slam on Dom, which allowed Rhea to hit the riptide for the win. But I thought, yeah, the, just the heel bit of Rhea's like, beat down, dragged mm. on, but the rest of it was hard. Tough. Oh, thank you, yes. Oh, God. John <laughs> Cena has been slipped some hallucinogenics and is dressed like a diddler, it says here. No, he's dressed like his character from Southpaw. Uh, while doing his best, Tom Spiracy is able to use the Judgment Day. The Goths insist after their recent troubles, uh, their win at Payback means they're stronger than ever. A great, lovely, strong promo while stood in front of Diddler John Cena. I love that as he uh, yeah, spread his legs so he looks shorter than everybody else. <laughs> and he even said Lance Cameron. Well, that's shout- not, yeah. Got, yeah, Lance Cameron got a shout out. What was Fandango called when he was in love with Renee Paquette? Oh. Or Renee Young? I can't remember. Any I can't of their remember. Names. Yeah, it was great though. Mm. Halcyon days. Really I can't remember Lance Catamaran wearing like nerdy bow tie and stuff. I know. He d- I know. I don't think he was dressed as Lance Catamaran. I think he just went, "I'm going to do my best, Lance Catamaran," oh, as right. if I'm interviewing hey. people backstage. I don't think it was a cosplay of Lance Catamaran because mm. mm. Lance Catamaran had so many more layers. He was a very troubled, <laughs> troubled soul. Was Lance Catamaran? <laughs> Seth Rollins then defeated Nakamura despite having a broken back in two places. After the show goes off the air, Nakamura hands Rollins. Rollins, Rollins' own ass to him on a silver platter. Platter? You put did play, he? Uh... Uh, Yeah, I know you did. Oh, but, God, there's like 17,000 words. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> been two typos so far. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the, the match. Overall, I like the build-up for it. it this, all of the show felt like one of those, uh, when it was a single brand doing a show, where they had to build up one yeah. dude for a thing like that. And I thought, oh, that's a nice change. And... Um, Nakamura looked like a big deal. Crowd like, yeah, we accept Nakamura. And those great problems he was he's been doing. And yeah, he's like, I. So it was up to Rollins to figure out the puzzle to defeat Nakamura. And I thought, oh, that's a nice change of pace and style. And how great to go like from Nakamura, where Nakamura was to main eventing a pay per view and it not seem weird. Like it was like, yeah, this is great. Do it. Mm-hmm. It's the presentation. The presentation's changed. He's doing the the, the, the the fighty stuff and his promos. I think the backstage promos has made a big effect on how people look at him now because yep. his promos aren't just filled with silly Americans going, Whoa! in between mm. every single line he cuts in a like in-ring promo. But the, between the sort of really badass intro thingy, Keiji Muto at a yep. B show on yeah. the front row, I was like, he's winning. 
The broken back's mm-hmm. been made a big thing in storyline. He's winning, but he didn't. But it was a good match. Mm. And he did target the back a lot. He did, yeah. Which was good. It looked good until like the finish came out a bit of nowhere. I was a bit I like the way it wasn't it, telegraphed, like... though, the stomp, because sometimes yeah. it can be a bit telegraphed, but Rollins, like, he saw his, he saw his opportunity and he went there. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like very, oh, I don't know, maybe critical Monday wrestling where it's like, how are you going to figure this out? I'm just going to just ignore the move you did to me. I'll just hit you with a finish. There was a lot of that from Rollins because he kept yeah. doing like big splashes off the top rope and stuff. And I know that Corey Graves is like trying to get the point across that he works through the injury. But it's He's like, a tit. Yeah. <laughs> When the injury's been made such a, a focal point of the story, surely like him selling the effects right. of doing certain moves would help the thing along. Um, he did a Rainmaker as well. Mm. Shocking. Keiji Muto in the front row. Nakamura no, also Keiji, there. Yeah, I've kicked out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've kicked out of that. I've kicked out of that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there was the point in the match where Nakamura does like the avalanche white noise, then a Kinshasa, then tries to go for a second one, and Rollins does the little fall down bit, and you're like, oh my God, it's going to be over. Mm. But it wasn't. He got back nope. up, and that was it. But it felt like Sucked. it could have been, which reminds the difference between that and the uh, mommy, the mummy off. Mm. It felt like Nakamura could have won. Ooh, good point. Mm. Also, shout-outs to the Cinnamon Crunch mascot who was following Rey Mysterio around. Was he? Yeah, because he was at the match at uh, Rey oh, vs. Star WrestleMania, and he was at payback again for Rey's match. <laughs> but he, he stayed at the back knowing that Rey could beat him up this time, I guess. <laughs> A serial killer. It's a great long-term storytelling, <laughs> this is. Oh, that's nice. Don't milk it. <laughs> AEW Collision, switching gears. <laughs> Tony Khan is wide-eyed and bushy-haired as he welcomes us to the show. He tells us that Phil Brooks has been terminated with cause. <laughs> They've shot him in the head. Um, the instant in- endangered people, all right, including Khan, who was fearing for his life the first time he's felt that way in his 30 years of attending wrestling shows. Fair play. You're like, how are they going to do this? Tony Khan goes, yes, I, I fired him. He's terminated. It was a He's brave, not here. brave thing to do, hey, like, first up, like, straight away, because that's obviously the main thing people are, who, like, follow wrestling like we do, watch you in info just to see how they're going to deal with it on air. And to get out of the way first was brave. And he actually came out uh, the start, before the cameras went on air, and he spoke to the crowd before the show started. Oh, I've only seen a little clip of that. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to release the full thing, but probably for the best that they don't. Because, no, it was... Whew, get people have said that's actually one of the smartest things he's done in a long time. Like, his character, obviously, like, business, anything else like that. He went out there and went, all right, look, boo me. Take the arrow, yeah. Boo me. He and it worked. all the arrows. I thought, oh, here we go, lads. One of those rides to Philadelphia crowds you remember hearing about back in the day. No. They all got all the energy and booze out on Tony Khan. He was on his little chair, and he's that one clip of that Chicago post. Ah, you pussy, you know. <laughs> Boo, shut up, you. Like all this. He's on his little chair going, Ooh. like Yeah, it was, it was perfect. Was... In the cr- yeah, it, well, hey, he's, he's learning something. Yeah. It was, there was, I think the one, I think a lot of people have, have given him grief for this. He feared, I feared for my life line because people see it as a bit exaggerated. When you said it, when he said it to the Chicago crowd, you almost heard them all go, oh, F off. <laughs> and you could hear like his voice crack. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I was scared for my life. And it's like, I get it. He probably was. I'm not disputing the fact that he was. But I think in that moment, yeah. you, you don't, can't, you, you sort of push that emotional bit down. You don't try and earn that sympathy. You just go, I'm terminating with cause. There was a scene backstage. That is not how we do business here. And let him boo, let him boo. We've got yeah. a great night tonight. This and and ninety nine percent of what he did, I thought, absolutely the right thing to do. I would, I, I give a little grief to Tony from now and from time to time again. But I thought this was the right thing yeah. to do: take all the arrows and then let the guys go out and have a great night. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, brilliant work. Yeah, excellent work by Tony. They definitely need like a Jack Tony figure. 
who's just playing the role of a dude who's in charge. <laughs> I quite like that it was Tony because 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 you know as, as much as Tony didn't want to make that decision to sack him, he went. But I'm the boss, so this yeah. falls on me, and and I should be the one that suffers the slings and arrows. No, no, Stoke. Stokely Hathaway <laughs> is now the oh, the mouthpiece for Tony Khan. Lexi, there, so your pugs be fired. Pugs dead. He just come out have fun with it. And what? What are you gonna do? He'd sit. He'd sit cross-legged on the ram. He'd sit cross-legged on the ram. We've had to make some cuts. One's a cut of personality. Hey. <laughs> bricks thrown at him. Uh, Tony Schiavone is in the ring and brings out Ricky Starks and Big Bill, who are here to challenge Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ricky, you have issued a challenge to Ricky Steamboat, a 70-year-old man. Are you out of your freaking mind, he says. Well, yeah, great line. Starks cuts an impassioned babyface promo about having to start again, again, and how he always overcomes whatever bollocks AW throw at him. He does, what did he say? He's like, you can't put a pot... He can't put the lid on a boiling pot. Yeah, he said that was a lovely line. He's that. sick of starting over and over again, and he can't stop. And no matter what you throw at him, I was like, mm. "Wow, he's turned babyface off the back of this." That's what I thought. As then well. he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Starks put over large Billington for a myriad of things, including overcoming addiction. He put did a lovely yeah. job putting him over. Wonderful babyface yeah. promo continues for the time being. Yeah. Starks then says he sat at home watching All In because he was suspended for strapping the dragon. So it all out, he wants that to st- like stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so it all out, he wants to strap. Going out, I'm strapping the dragon. <laughs> With the aforementioned fire-breathing beast, Dick Steamboat. Then come on, let's give him his real name. His real name's Dick Blood. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Dick yeah. Blood is here and wants to sign a contract for the match like they did in the oldie days. Ricky signs it without, which is obviously Joel's days. Ricky st- signs it without reading it, seemingly turning heel again in the process, but the name on the contract does say Dick Blood. <laughs> but it's Brian Dick Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Blood is here and Ricky Starks is livid. He can't believe it, the silly sod. <laughs> uh, wonderful babyface promo from Starks. I hit all the bell, even the, the, the stuff the big bell was nice to see. Uh, classic stuff from Dick Blood. Out he comes with the contract and whatnot, but the name on the contract is a different one. Ricky mm. Starks is back heel by the end of the segment. Yeah. I hate when I get Dick Blood on my contract. <laughs> oh. uh, it does say the dragon. Out comes Dragon Izu. And the crowd go wild! Izu! 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 We should... Wompy W's no there. context. No, no context. Wompy W's there. Cry me a river. <laughs> I've still got me uh, my Dragon Izu shirt somewhere. Yes, please. Yeah, wonderful. Um, I love Nigel's reaction when Brian Dick Blood arrived as well. He's like, oh, he's all right now, is he? Uh, one, week, yeah. one week after Wembley's over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a really good segment. Now, I enjoyed it. Now, yeah. um, Brian was apparently due back around October, they said, but... Um, obviously, in in the light of what's been happening, they went. I, I, Brian said, to an extent, I can go now. So he's a grown up. He's made his own decision. I don't know. You know, obviously, you liked a bit more time to recuperate. But the match, as we'll talk about, ends up happening. It, whilst it doesn't look so, it is relatively safe. It's a, this is not going to make much sense. But a strap match being the match for him to come back to, if he's not one hundred percent, was a good thing. Because mm-hmm. while the the the, bite, the beating they take with the strap itself is gnarly and the blood and all that stuff is gnarly, the moves he can actually do are relatively low risk. You know when they call it like a high risk maneuver. You can't really do many of those in a strap match, can you? Off the top rope, table, oh. calm down. <laughs> Off the top all rope the and stuff like that. So I think in terms of a match to come back to, 
I think they've weighed everything up and went, he can get through one of these ones. Yeah, like Daniel Bedingfield's got to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> John Moxie cuts an unreal promo. Yes, he does, where he puts over OC better than anyone ever has in AE dub. Cassidy is a cosplay wrestler. Well, who's he pretending to be, says Moxley, uh, who thinks Cassidy is the real thing and ends the promo by saying a lot of people believe in OC, so he better not let them down. Yeah, yeah it was an unreal promo. That, he looked more handsome than usual, Moxie, in this promo. He did himself <laughs> up for this. I'm on a date with OC. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, for, for, uh, good job. Like I said, this is all a Hail Mary. And at this point, we were still wondering, is this the main event or not? Because we still want chores. Like, yeah. Is it? Mm, okay. I, think that, I think by this point, they might have mentioned it on Rampage in passing. So they hadn't mentioned so it. So they hadn't mentioned it to anyone that heard. Yes. Um. <laughs> God bless Rampage. Yes. That's the, I guess that's the, another big fear, like the ramifications last weekend, is what is going to happen with Collision? Like, is it going to stay? Because it mm. has been, for a while, head and shoulders above above Dynamite, in my opinion, at least. I don't I know agree. what you two think. Um, so, yeah, will it, will it suffer without the figurehead being there? Well, they said that uh, the soft brand launch is ending. So I think it'll just be like uh, the, you want it to make you want it to be its own show because the reason that Rampage got such a rep is because it just became dynamite overspill. Yeah, yeah. And so Collision needs to have its own stories told there, mm. and it needs to be kind of considered in that way. Yeah, yeah. I like the line from Moxie as well. Where he's like, "I can smell BS from a mile away, but orange is the real thing." Mm. Oh, the subtext again. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> great. The House of Ass defend their trios titles against Dan Garcia, Matt Menard, and Cool Hand Ange. Hey, remember when they were doing an angle where they were getting courted by the House of Ass? Who? These three. These three by the House of Ass. I can't remember that. No, can you? Yeah. Tell like, me about it. Is that like a? <laughs> is that like maybe two months ago? They were like, yeah, we're going to join the House. Of, oh no, that or the House of Ass going to join the JAS. Ah, yeah, yes, it was wasn't it? Yeah, My round, yeah. Oh well. Uh, I like Nigel saying, where did he get the name Daddy Magic? And Kevin says, I believe it was Jericho. Nigel says, oh, not prison then. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy Ass and Dan Garcia with some top tier sports entertainment in terms of the chop evasions from Garcia, followed by Mr. Ass telling him to suck it and then giving him a good old biff and then his head going into his winky. (laughs) So he kind of (laughs) did. Sports entertainment, everybody. We are sports entertained. <laughs> are you sports entertained? Hit him with the dink. <laughs> Dark Order say they're ready to win the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles are all out, whether they want to or not, we. <laughs> We're moving on quick. Yeah. No, we certainly um, are, yes. Yeah, the, the, the Nightcrawlers got a mention, which was nice to see after a little while. The Nightcrawlers, where, the, you know, Hangman was involved up, the Nightcrawlers. I like that song. What are you talking about? That's the Nightcrawlers. The nightcrawlers. Dark the answer to both questions is the Nightcrawlers. <laughs> Why Dark- are they the Nightcrawlers? It was like what Johnny Hungy would call him and Hangman and Alex Reynolds, and they were, they were the Nightcrawlers. Oh. It might have been a BTE thing. Oh. oh. Non-canon. Then. Yeah, but I've never really watched that. I don't yeah. know. Well, I've heard it before somewhere. We learned also that Alex Reynolds trained MGF, which I've never mm. heard before referenced on there, which was a good thing to reference. Yeah. Well, Maybe they, they were the Beaver Boys. Were they actually? Reynolds and... Oh, no, sorry. Got Reynolds and Hungy were... Kevin Dunn's children. Beaver Boys. <sighs> They eat shrimp and white wine. <laughs> There's a Tim and Eric. There's one Tim and Eric awesome show. Great job, fan. That's watching this and went, I understood that reference. <laughs> hey, these nerds are I know, like, coming on our podcast, ruin it all with a silly bollocks. Daddy. <laughs> Ricky Stark says he's ready for dick blood dragon at all out because just like with everything else he does, he'll knock the dick blood out of the park. More babyface stuff from Starks to yeah. end the night. 
I'm going to be really good because I am really good. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, Train isn't it? Set up. It's not his fault he's handsome. Uh, a. Corollius? What? What does that say? I had to Google it. Go on. I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce it. Go on. A Radio Man. A. Coriolis? There you go. Is enough for Aussie Open to defeat the team, uh, the team of Nick Wayne and Commander. After the match, Wayne talks about how upset he is with Darby Allen over Allen's forgiveness of AR Fox. Allen is here saying that he didn't make things right with Wayne's father before he died, so he wanted to make things right before the same thing could happen with Fox. Darby thinks Wayne should do the same, but also wants the little boy to be <laughs> to be in his corner for the TNT title match on Sunday. Christian Cage <laughs> hears about dead dads and shows up. <laughs> Calls the people in the arena losers before saying Wayne should bring a towel to throw in the ring on Darby's behalf. Get some of those terrible towels from uh, the hockey Don't people. forget to bring a towel. <laughs> yeah. Towelie the towel. That's that's right. <laughs> the worst character in South Park, as they said. Oh, he smoked. No, no, that's what they, they said. They wanted that's to make the, the worst. They said they were so sick of everything being a success and doing well in merch. They wanted to make the worst character possible and still make merch off it. And it worked. It did. I guess. Hmm. Uh, Aussie Open have lots of bare, like uh, a lot of sick, big combo maneuvers. I've learned in this match, mm. which is something we knew already. But I was struggling to think of things to write down here that weren't just like, "This is what happened here." And I'll tell you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a delayed suit black spot, which is so cocky. And then Wayne, yeah. <laughs> Wayne got a case of the Takeshitas on his hot tag, where, where he just he did every single move perfectly. Mm. A case of the Takeshitas. He's good, isn't he? Little git. Mm. Uh, Eighteen years old. Uh, sick. Mm. Sick Nick. That's someone else. That's it. Yes. <laughs> That's his new gimmick. Darby explains he forgave AR Fox because he doesn't want to live his life with hate. And Christian's like, oh, yes, you should. <laughs> oh, take it from me. It's great. What's your mom's name? No parent is safe from Christian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so simple, but it works because it's him. I don't know if it's his face or it's just the turtleneck, the power of the turtleneck. Yeah. There's something about Christian that when he's delivering lines, if someone else delivered the same lines, it wouldn't be the same. I fully agree. He's Lex yeah. Luger, the complete package. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great video doing the rounds. There's a little girl getting a photo taken of Christian Cage and she had like a replica belt with her. And for the photo, Christian Cage just took the belt off her, put it over his shoulder. Think about just, did you win that? <laughs> <laughs> Security, get her out of here. She's posed to be someone that she's not. <laughs> Claudio beats up Wheeler. Oh, this pro collision wasn't like one of the matches were good, but wasn't they were secondary. The promos on this this episode were amazing. Claudio tells Eddie it's no big deal. He came back from Japan and beat up Wheeler. So what? We beat up Wheeler every day and <laughs> uppercuts him over and over, and Wheeler just gets up and up to show Eddie Kingston that he's not. It's not an impressive thing to do. Claudio says Yuda keeps getting up and just generally doesn't seem too keen on Kingston. I can't lie. <laughs> And yeah, difference is when he gets up. Yeah, then Shibata responds by telling, uh, oh, sorry, but yeah, Kingston and Shibata are here to respond with Eddie laughing off what has happened before passing this over to Shibata, who claims the BCC suck through the medium of Google Translate. <laughs> there you go. I don't know what you say about them. It was just two just very good little segments, wasn't it? Just amazing. Just that, fun. There have been times I thought, man, Eddie's getting all the heat and get the promo time and stuff like that uh, Get with the Claudio feud, and Claudio's not getting his chance to do his thing. So he's like, big deal. You beat up beauty. <laughs> Euler. He's a kinky man, isn't he? The great Utah. <laughs> Taking all that and coming yeah. back for more. And obviously, it ended with, right, is that right, Wheeler? And Wheeler gets up and goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Saray and Ruby Soho don't think there are any issues with the outcasts. We can think of a few. But the women's champ doesn't like the fact she's stuck in Chicago. Most of these promo segments aren't really delivering. Well, I disagree. I think they're all, apart from this one, I've got no notes there. I meant just in terms of, like, you know, something for us to chat about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Other than saying these are really good. Well, this one wasn't the best one, but you know what I mean. Uh, Man of basketball, Dennis Rodman is here for a chat because they're in Chicago and he played for the Bulls. You should see that great documentary on Netflix. Um, it was oh, funny. Bash when... at the Beach, uh, 98. <laughs> That's my favorite yeah. one. It, it was... was funny when they announced, like, when the CM Punk thing happened, and then it was like, Dennis Rodman! <laughs> 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 Look in my eyes, what do you see? Uh... Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the song goes. That's how the song goes. He doesn't really say anything before Jeff and the lads are out. Yeah. Jeff wonderfully displays how similar the worm is to himself and the rest of the lads before offering him a spot in his team. And he also point out, hey, hey, NWO for life. And Rodman goes, that's right. We are both in the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was a wonderful promo from Jeff who's like, Sanjay Dutt, he strives for world peace. And you do too. Yep. My wife, Karen, looks great in a dress. And you, you do, do too. <laughs> that's right. Yes. All the 90s references. Oh, so so uh, King John Un's friend Dennis Rodman declines <laughs> and shoves down Satnam Singh before the House of Ass appears and a trio start match is made for the all-out kickoff show. Rodman didn't do much here, but I guess, hey, Rodman's here, Chicago. Whatever. Crucially, though, he was wearing Crocs and Jack said on last week's podcast they're not cool. So take that, take that Dennis Rodman. Oh, no. <laughs> Jack, me and D-Rod on the Croc hype. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite Ross jokes are the ones where you start to tell the joke and then realise three quarters of the way through, this ain't landing, but I'm going to finish it. And then yeah. you go, oh, God. Yeah, you got to yeah. push through. John Cena said, never give up. <laughs> Always proud of you. So you, <laughs> rock, you Ross, the end. Ross, you know, Ross is talented and great and charismatic when you can deliver crap greatly. That's all I do. <laughs> That's it. Been stealing a living for eight years. Deliver crap greatly. <laughs> Put a cultaholic logo on that T-shirt yeah. and sell it to the man. Delivering crap great. <laughs> Every time you got a paycheck, you're stealing from that company. <laughs> Shane Taylor speaks words. Smojo speaks better words. The pair were battling all out. And that was the build-up for this match. Yeah. Joe's promo was good about his hopes and his wishes being sort of two contrasting things. Mm -hmm. uh, Shane Taylor was just, yeah, I'm going to do the wrestling. <laughs> I'm Shane Taylor. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. That was the reaction. <laughs> Ruby Soho pins Brit Breaker thanks to Soraya spray painting the doctor's eyes in a wrestling match between the Outcast and the alien, the Baker, and the Kendo Stick user. <laughs> I tried. Nice. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> MGF is still enjoying his week off, so Alan Cole lists some insults his brochacho has sent him about the Dark Order. One of them he won't read out because it's too disgusting. Ooh, he called them the dirty diddlers. <laughs> it was good that he was like, it took me nine years to get rid of all your bad habits, my trainer Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order. Yeah. Uh, they made fun of Hungy for being small, and I wonder what the last thing was. I wonder if we'll ever find out. You're a friend of Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Statlander knows the outcast will try to use spray paint to take her TBS title from her at All Out. Soraya calls her a stupid bitch or <laughs> something. My goodness. <laughs> a, Bloody hell. A very sudden stupid bitch from Soraya, so it stupid was. Stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay, jeez. GPA is beaten by Powerhouse Hobbs in about seven seconds. Miro comes out, and the two meet men have a brawl ahead of their match at All Out. They certainly do. Yeah, GPA was looking really smug for some reason. I couldn't really work it out. Because Maybe he likes getting beaten up by Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in for a treat tonight, father. <laughs> I think that's what the Americans do with this. The, 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 they got a something GPA, a high oh. GPA, and he was looking really smug. 
Um, that didn't land either, did it? I'm terrible. I might as well go. I don't on. know what GPA yeah, is. I'm either. sorry, mate. Uh, I, I thought there was a better way we could have got, got Mira out there and just having a little squash match. Although GPA is living the dream, getting beaten up by some meat. Um, yeah, Miro took a hell of a sorry. Hobbs took a hell of a bump over the top rope as well, like prime he curd, did. Ang- prime curd angle, yeah. frontwards. Wee. <laughs> a wee. <laughs> just like Kids, curd angle. Don't try this at home. Wee. <laughs> Orange Cassidy is here for another promo. Even though he admits he'd rather be fighting than talking, he says he's proven himself time and time again, and he's ready to do the same at all out. He wants to take the weight off the company from Moxie's shoulders and to put it on his own, and he still has not got a catchphrase. It's a good. Pro- it's it, it's been a like a real uh, effort from AEW to have Orange cutting these more like humanistic promos about Mixer, not just like whatever. I'm here. Mm. He's speaking with chutzpah. Yeah. And he's doing it in a way that isn't completely removed from his character either. Yeah. So they've they've been very careful in how they've crafted these and they haven't felt like out of place for who he is. Mm. They've been very cautious with them and I think they've been very, very good. They have. Mm. Both of them, Moxley and Cassidy, knocked out the park all the promos before the match. I, I agree completely with everything you've just said. Ooh. A Blade Runner sees Jay White topple Dax Harwood in your main event of the evening. A post-match beatdown sees the Bang Bang Gang scuppered by the Young Bucks. An interesting choice after what happened a few hours before showtime. And yes, officially ends the big divide between Collision and Dynamite because the Bucks are here. Yeah. That's not where they're supposed to be, Governor. They're not allowed around these parts. Apparently Matt and Nick Jackson. You've got a license for that TV show. (laughs) They did a a, a lap of honour, as people have called, or like a, a victory lap around the ring. On one hand, I can see... More like see... a safety lap, am I right? <laughs> on one hand, I can see why, because they're in Chicago and that's punk, Punk's their guy and they're gloating about it. But on the other hand, they are actually the EVPs. Mm. So it's not the best of looks, is it? I don't know how mm. I feel about that. Well, that's what it said. They've been quite uh, upbeat about this. We saw, we've all seen the crap Kenny Omega drinking Pepsi going, oh, this is bad. I'm like, wow. Cutting edge stuff here, lads. Uh, really funny. Yeah. See what you, do. you have to be really sophisticated to appreciate the humor on being the elite, so. I would fit in well there. <laughs> they go, oh, tone it down with your big words, pal. <laughs> yeah, this was just a, a match that had to happen. Um, the commentators did their best to make it sound like a big deal that Jay White had been Dax Harwood. It's like, what, the tag guy? Yeah, but well done, mate. The great tag guy. I mean, he is, but it's just like, okay, it's a singles match. It was just, they had to have you're something you're here. Beating, you're beating a champion in AEW. This is one oh, of yeah, our isn't. wrestlers of the half year, I yeah. think, last year. Okay, yeah. I think to say you pinned a champion in the company is is a is a good thing. Yeah. I thought Cash was really brave doing the old What's straight it? edge thing on his yeah, way down uh-huh. to the ring after, you know. Well, he's got a gun. <laughs> Are they going to do? What are they going to say? Oh, I got, yeah. But he didn't use it. <laughs> Just to, you know. But also, also, imagine, imagine, right? If if Kenny Omega calls him towards and goes, yeah, I don't think referencing Punk's the right thing to do. I'm going to go shoot this thing for being the elite. Oh, Pepsi! <laughs> yeah, that's hey. it. Like, hang on, you got what, it both you, ways. What standards yeah. are you setting, lads? Come on. Yeah. Come, thought, on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. I just thought it was brave because obviously that happened in his personal life. He kept the title at Wembley and then he's going, what? In for a penny. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what I've written down here? What Copyright. a chop from Dax that caused JY to develop stretch marks. There's some analysis for you. Jesus wow, Christ. Um, Jim Ross just shouldn't be on commentary anymore. Uh, there was a nice compilation on Botchamania so last night. Oh, that's nice. The most recent one that went live of him just sounding miserable. And and he, all in, he was just... He's only just been woken up. He'd been disturbed by the milkman. 
Why is this happening? It was Who's he? Why are they the Golden Lovers? Why is that happening? It was much the same in this Excalibur match. Excalibur like, <laughs> like, not realizing he has to like, I have to explain this? Why are you saying it like this? It was much the same Why in this Why is this Mike Powell driving up the finish anymore? He was moaning about everything in this match as well. Like, just the moaning from Wembley continued on to here. It was just like, why are you there if you're not enjoying it? Money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll say this though, at least JR with Nigel is a good combo because Nigel knows, oh, it's Jim Ross and changes how he works to his style. So at one point, Nigel said, hey, get Grammar out of bed because that was closer to 20 than 19 that kind of on the outside and expression of get Grammar out of bed, JR could be, oh, 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 I like that. <laughs> he knows how to play. Because he wants to be in bed, presumably. <laughs> but what a shame that you have to lower your bar. <laughs> In order to work with Jim Ross now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I realize what we're saying there. Yeah, well, yeah, well done. Yeah, like, oh, I have, to, I have to work at, uh, you know, half the energy in order to, to make sure that Jim doesn't sound out of his depth. That's mm. rubbish, that. Like, no, he <laughs> should, no, J Jim should be, a, Jim should be a, a, a plinth. He shouldn't be a crutch. Up the plinths. Up the plinths. On top of the plinths. Up the plinths. <laughs> You're a plinth. I tell you what, I was waiting for a CM Punk tribute move in this match from FTR, and it never came. I think it was start, didn't it? Yeah, that was it, just that. Two, two guns like that. <laughs> uh, say something. Uh, AW All Out on the Zero Hour kickoff show, which actually was an hour long this time and didn't start an hour earlier than the tickets said it did it all in the bastards. Oh, thank yeah. you thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. yeah. It started five on the ticket before in real life. I want to say hello to Simon Miller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hangman Adam Page wins the over-the-budget Battle Royale. Later on the night, it's revealed that Hangman has donated his 50k to the Chicago Public Education Fund. Well, okay, whatever. Just a Battle Royale. Like... <laughs> That's charity, Matthew. Good for... Yeah. So the, so it's the a tax write-off. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Sod the orphanage that Alex Reynolds was competing for. <laughs> oh, billionaire gave 50k. Oh. Whatever. It's like, yeah. me giving a homeless it's like me going to a homeless person at Greg's pasty. Whatever. <laughs> sorry. appreciate it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, you, you know what? Old Kev does really like it. <laughs> One of the Battle Royale <laughs> stuff happened. Tony Nice's fitness class has got legs as a gimmick. I thought I thought it was a good way to start. I was ready to do the warm-up with him. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, good idea. Let's I'll, go. I'll stay awake for the next six hours, and then he, they tossed him out. They, they hate exercise. They do. Up the hating exercise. It was such a prestigious Battle Royale. Wow. Uh, Garcia stole the show, though. Yeah, it was dancing. His, his sports entertainment with Sean Spears and his, his, his sad thrust up the rope. Yeah. Up the rope? Up the entranceway? Up, up the rope. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Scorpio Sky limited both Hager and Garcia. Like, where's this poosh coming from? Mm. Um, and I like the ending. The, the final stretch with Handman and Cage on the apron was thrilling. Thrilling. Especially when you say it like that. It was. It was good. I yeah. felt sad for the community group that backed Brian Cage. <laughs> and they'd have all got footballs for the for the season. Yeah. Had he won. Someone pointed out, when I, I watched a bit of this on Twitch, because I was like, oh, I'm still streaming. I might as well watch a bit of this. Someone said, like, the, what happens if a heel wins this match? <laughs> so they go, I'm doing it to the evil charity. <laughs> well, the Mogul's We're going to make dogs sick the with Mogul the money we've won. <laughs> the Moguls cut a promo saying they're going to donate it to the Mogul like, Foundation or something like that. So they could have kept the money Brilliant. for themselves. I don't think it's the CM Punk legal <laughs> fan. Legal oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, jokes. Um, Icaro Shida, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue defeated Athena, Mercedes Martinez, and Diamante. After hometown hero Sky Blue hits a cold blue on Martinez. I like Sky Blue. She needs to stop doing the Sky Blue. That's right, the cold blue, I should say, from the side than doing it. Because I thought the whole point of doing it like that, like a sunset flip, is you have momentum. Mm. Doing the side, you just have to do the move. And she kind of like, here she comes, roll. One, <laughs> she two, was three. She was doing well to even get in that position at the end anyway, because she took this German off the top rope from Mercedes Martinez. <sighs> oh! Oh! 
Yeah. And then my Mercedes is uh, upside down, just going, nip, 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 flex, flex, flex. Well, she's in half like a Becky Lynch passport. <laughs> hey. It's a callback, everybody. That's good. Uh, that's all I've got written down for that one. It was right. a match that happened. Uh, Athena being a ring of honor was strange. I thought her stuff with, with Sheeta was nice. Um, mm. I don't know. There must be a reason why she's not on Dynamite and Collision. It's Any- probably CM Punk. Anyone yeah. know? <laughs> CM Punk can't hit Athena, can she? Can he? Sorry. I'm going to throw a monitor out of <laughs> uh, The House of Ass with the Worm. Not that one. Uh, defeat Jeff Jarrett, Saturday Night Singing Jay Lethal in a match that went over five minutes and really did not show Aubrey Edwards in the best of lights. Her integrity was certainly brought into disrepute. Well, I thought the idea was to... All right, so Aubrey Edwards at the end, someone's got a guitar. Oh, it's Dennis Rodman. And obviously, he's taking forever because he's like eight years old. There's no what's happening. And uh, so Aubrey turns around and sees it. It's just was whatever. But that's, uh, that's in the storyline, though. Yes. Been beef- she's been beefing forever with Sanjay Dutt and others. So I just like, all right, yeah, Dennis, Dennis is obviously crap, but I was like, whatever. Uh, it was yeah. Bryce or anybody wouldn't have worked, but... Hey, I think the, the jury's out on this one, you know. Billy Gunn brings her out for the match. There was no referee in the ring for it, and then she does this at the end. I think the jury's out, lads. Can I give some nods <laughs> to uh, Team Jarrett's wonderful basketball entrance? Yeah. <laughs> Where they were they're all putting basketballs in and sat down, goes to do it, and he just breaks it like a heel. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. I'd hate to be a teenager watching a Billy Gun match because back in my day, my mom would always walk in when the Diva segment was, was going on. Uh, but now Billy Gunn is shouting suck it and suck this and put this in your mouth and all this sort of stuff. House like of ass. Every single movie hits. So he's screaming at the top of his lungs before doing a fair mass. So you just know your mom will walk in and think you're watching something crude. Mm-hmm. Billy. Or visiting, <laughs> or visiting mouth at Wembley. <laughs> How about this explain to me off air? Do, should we make it an explanation? No, listen, listen, no. Listen to last week's classics right now, really. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> make it work for that one. Matthew had a queue of people at his feet <laughs> at Wembley, and there is a reason for it. They brought knee pads. <laughs> Classic SmackDown review from last week. It's all explained there. Yeah, it was a good match. <laughs> what were the... It wasn't. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> MGF and Adam Cole defend their ring of tag titles against Alex Reynolds and Johnny Hungy of the Dark Order. Yeah, they did. It was uh, very over with a hot Chicago crowd, even though I don't watch Ring of Honor. So I'm like, are Dark Order heels now? And it's like, yeah. Just like, for this right. match, I think they turned heel. And then Johnny tried to continue it on Twitter. And it didn't, oh, it did not go down it well, did it? It didn't quite land, did it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would, I would love to watch the shows, but unfortunately, two pay-per-views back-to-back weekends is a bit too much for me. Make more money, you poor prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Cheers, Johnny. People responded as if it was him. Like, actual person. And like, that's really horrible he would say that. I'm like... Yeah, not good heels, to say the least. Because if you don't know you're a heel... Yeah. You can't have like an IRL Twitter and then just one day go, I'm a bad guy now. Yeah. It's not how the world works. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. Now, MJF broke one of the rules that apparently AEW sent out to their talent in July when he necked the, the fans' pint. Oh, yeah, Excuse yeah. Excuse me. That was one of the official rules. They he broke. did, but he did it in a nice way. He did, yeah. He hated the beer, though. Ooh, he kept doing that. Ooh, sour boy. Ooh. Oh, no, not sour boy. <laughs> but I think they said that they, those sort of spots, they don't want them to do unless they get clearance. Oh, yeah. Go on, Tony's like, go on, get pissed. MJF, hey, can I politely <laughs> steal your drink? Of course you can, MJF, yeah. <laughs> uh, the neck injury stuff was interesting because it's obviously bled on from Wembley. It's going to be made more severe with the stuff mm, that mm. after the match that we'll speak about later. I like the jeopardy it sort of added to the match, but not really. I never thought that Adam Cole was going to lose, but there was a little a little doubt, I guess. 
Yeah. Well, what were you said? I mean, yeah. like, well, it more bleeds into what's to come for MJF. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna say this, the first two matches felt like segues into mm. something else. So yeah, it was like, all right, let's do this. Crowd were really into everything. It's like even though it's like the Dark Order. Um, who again were cheered when he won the battle royal? Just saying, yeah, your bad heels. They have been baby faces for three years now. Mm-hmm. They People look like Johnny Hungy, yeah, and the others. Uh, Kevin Kelly doesn't like Alex Reynolds though. Do you hear what he called him? What do you call him? A not just a bell end, but a bulbous bell end. Ooh, <laughs> a bulbous. That's bell-end. a mouthful. Bulbous Never thought I'd hear that said on a wrestling show in America. A bulbous bell end. Uh, I think Kelly's got some uh, I know. other things to be dealing with. I said it takes one to know one. Huh? Nah. Mom always used to say. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, so then they won and crowd like, yay, like, all right, fine, it happened. After the match, Samoa Joe comes down the ramp and pushes MJF, sort of recreating the thing that happened when MJF was the security guard extra for Samoa Joe. The pair end up in the ring and Joe grabs a guillotine choke on poor young Maxwell. It played out like a thing that happened recently. That might just be reading to other people's space. Like, of all the things that have happened, they've done it. And he lunged at him, et cetera, et cetera. But, it was the lunge and the guillotine combo. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, it's happened in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that Joe then retains the Ring of Honor TV title in the first meet fest of the evening against Shane Taylor, who got nothing, was given nothing by the crowd. No. Like, he hey, you were just a dude here to get Smojo in this position. So, yeah, these two matches just worked to have this, this nice little angle. There was nice st- stiff shots from both of them. It was like, for what they did in however long the match was, it could only be about five minutes. They both, they laid it in. Shane did a couple of uh, big dives as well. But, yeah, it was no build and no yeah, real. Just, yeah, just, it happened. But everyone was like, wow, that's a good angle, though. Mm. So, yeah, success there. Mm. Uh, Father of the Year, Christian Cage retains the TNT title against the champion Luchasaurus. What? That's not, that's not what that says, is it? It does say that. Christian Cage defeats Luchasaurus, it says here. Because um, actually... No, 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 no. Yeah, no. He retains the TNT title after the champion, Luchasaurus, defeated Darby Allen. Oh, oh, oh. So Ross uh, is right. There you go. Ross is right. Luchasaurus <laughs> beats Darby Allen, but not grammar. After the match, random assortment of babyfaces stopped Cage from delivering a concerto to Darby's head, because... Why, Would that have affected him at all? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just a weird random assortment of babyfaces coming yeah. out to save a man. Yeah. Um, Christian... Going for the concerto and using Nick Wayne for the distraction at the end, I think it's going to bleed into a Nick Wayne, a Nick Wayne heel turn eventually because when Nick was on the floor going to get his own sort of beating at the hands of Christian, mm. Darby still then went and did his move in the ring and didn't save his son. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Plus, he keeps on telling him, hey, you should forgive this dude. He's like, he had my blood on his shirt for weeks. Mm. No. Team <laughs> Nick. Yeah. Just me? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Cheers. We'll get there with him. Uh, Darby's perfected his style, which involves getting destroyed, not worrying about his life post-40. No. And uh, Christian is maybe the best heel in wrestling right now, so I appreciate all of this. Luchasaurus was also there. He was good in the match, Luchasaurus, I thought. Again, Darby's the ideal opponent for that big, yeah. that big strapping dinosaur man. Uh, the way he threw him into the barricade, and then there's the spot where Darby did the, sw- the, sun- the, the swanton right. over the top into the chair on the floor. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's all you do for us. Ooh, Oof. you need to do that, mate. Some analysis there. Oof. Christian Cage was a highlight in the all-out media scrum afterwards. Oh. He, he, came and sat, he took ages to sit down, put his belt down, and just sat there, got comfy, went, how's everyone's father doing tonight? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he has struck just this wonderful vein of gold. Has Christian Cage. Because yeah. then someone asked in the media scrum, like, oh, your thoughts on Edge? And then I thought, you know, he doesn't need Edge right now. I think Christian's doing fine without. Like I thought, I thought maybe I'd be hankering for a, an Edge and Christian reunion. 
I'm really enjoying what Christian's doing right if Edge, now. If Edge no. turns heel with him, I, 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 that, that makes my mouth water. Yeah, there's something <laughs> in that. But I don't know whether it would... Edge's gimmick is, your mum's dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the dad sword. gold. <laughs> You've got the bombs, I've got the dads. <laughs> it writes itself. Yeah. It writes itself. <laughs> and the next match, meet, 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 meet. Hang on, I've got to turn the page. Meet, 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 forever. A game over seals a win over Miro of a powerhouse Hobbs. This was Purple Aki's dream match. R.I.P. <laughs> you dodgy nonsense. He's not, he's not dead. <laughs> he is. He's not dead. Is he not dead? He's declared I, dead. I think the downstairs office, Joel. If you would like to relay this information, if you were here, I think they worked out. Joel wasn't here. I'm sure this. Wait, wait, wait. Someone down here has worked out that Purple Aki is not dead. I'm gonna go and ask. Them. Oh, he's come back to life. This is, this is oh her. no, he's risen again. Purple Aki is back from the grave. So if you don't know, cooked out a two. Purple Aki is a bit of a, a, a British curiosity. <laughs> That's a nice word. For lack of a better term, where he would be in gym, in gymnasiums and asked to feel people's muscles and be a bit creepy. And he was he's had numerous he's been banned from pretty much every city centre in the UK for just being a weird creeperzoid. And he, the the news broke of that he'd passed away. Yeah. And now we're hearing he might not have died. So, uh, hence why Ross has become roving reporter, Ross Twedder. Ross has interrupted the podcast to find out if Purple Aki is dead or not. <laughs> he's not dead. Like, that's... Oh, stop moving, my friend. Is... What's the crack? He's, he's dead. Yeah! Hey! USA! USA! Bring me Purple Aki's son immediately. I'll get Christian Cage on the line. I thought they'd all worked out that he was alive, but it turns out they've just seen the video clip going around. Of the, the, there's a new video clip of him squeezing someone's muscles, but it could be an old clip. Right. I thought there was more to the inquest. Oh, we looked at the newspaper he's got in his hand, the yeah. other hand, I guess. But anyway, moving on from that little joke. Why uh, did that go? Because <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then he ended the news bit with like, and RIP to a real one, Purple Lucky. But then, um, yeah, General, General, General Adnan uh, passed away he did, as well. Yeah. So that might be a bit more honorable. Then I forgot about it. So sorry, Adnan. <laughs> Love so it either Purple Aki to get the General Adnan. So, so Purple Aki got more of a more of a reference, more in memoriam than General Adnan did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like General Adnan headlined SummerSlam 91. Purple Aki headlined our hearts. <laughs> did, did not. Miro versus Hobbs was the kaiju battle we all hoped it was, yeah. and the crowd was very much into big man slapping meat, meat. The meat, meat. chant was excellent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, powerhouse stand up in the midst of a game over was a spot I'll remember mm -hmm. until the day I die. Uh, Miro's spinebuster on Hobbs. They were stealing each other moves. It was a, yeah. a big old, what do you call it at the start there? Some sort of battle? Oh, a kaiju. A kaiju battle. It's a Godzilla and yeah, things the big like that. Yeah, things in that. the wrestling, yeah. Uh, the big men in the costumes. and the, Oh, yeah, I've seen kaiju it. Kaiju big battle. Yeah, that's the one. WrestleMania weekend, baby. I assume that's when it happens. It, it is when it happens. It is. Stop. When does what happen? Kaiju, Kaiju big, big battle. battle. The, big, the big show. Oh, the company. Right, yes, sorry. <laughs> That's just an expression. No real yeah, Kaiju. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm there like, is, is Godzilla booked? <laughs> there is a new uh, film coming out. I can see it. Oh, God, shut up, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, the match, it, it, when it went to the bit at the end where the trade and finish and moves and whatnot, it just it had everything you want from a big, big he must have been yeah. sat at home crying in a, yeah. a pool of his own meat. Yeah. yeah they, they, <laughs> good save, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, exactly what I wanted it to be. And then after the bell, Powerhouse turns down a handshake offer from Miro and beats it. No, would you stop? Will you stop? No, he doesn't. He does shake his hand. And then he turns around and beats him anyway, which is just a, that's just a bad that's thing a, to that's do. That's a turning down of the concept, though. 
No, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of re- makes it, yeah, you, you, yeah. It refunds the handshake. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. And then hot and flexible appears in the Tron, and uh, no, it's not. Blackie. <laughs> 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 it's not George Mesner. <laughs> 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 that was my first thought. Well done. <laughs> well done. Instead, it's CJ Perry. Well, you know, it's a good consolation prize, I guess. It's here to help her husband. Her chair shot the back of Hobbs, spares Miro's life for another day. However, Miro then looks weird and walks away from his wife, shouting, you're not real, and her like she's some kind of lizard person on American Airline. What could this mean? Well, because, uh, I mean, it's a really good debut because he said, I don't worship anybody. Like, I don't even worship God or my hot, flexible wife. And she shows up. You know, like, oh, hello, darling. <laughs> Sorry about all those weeks of promos. Yeah. You see, when we, when Fred and I did live reactions to it, obviously couldn't hear a lot of what was said. But the vibe I got from it was Miro's upset that his wife has come to his aid. Like, it somehow emasculates him, maybe. Wow. That's what I thought. And then since then I've watched it, Miro's going, you're not real. So I'm like, oh, what? So he thinks she's imaginary? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's shocked that, she, that his wife is in, a, in the same workplace as him. I put the rationale down to seeing CJ Perry, to give her a shoot name, Ooh. in a wrestling ring for the first time in a while, made Miro think about her affair with Bobby Lashley and that the sanctity of marriage is not real. You're not real, man. You're not a real wife. You cheat on me. Ah. I'm looking at the nice way in the comment. <laughs> I just chatting that was a good bollocks. voice, that, yeah. No, 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 no. He, he looked at her and went, God, you're so beautiful. You're not real. <laughs> <laughs> no one could look that hot. Not Maybe really you're, you're not real. Because he's a football fan. <laughs> oh. He does support Real Madrid, to be fair. That's what he meant. You're not Real. Um, You're not Real with cheese. You, you, you say, like, the idea of leaning on the Bobby Lashley feud is a ridiculous concept. Bear in mind that the MJF Samoa Joe feud started because of a segment on NXT. Yeah. And they did mention NXT. And they mentioned yeah. NXT quite perversely. So Who knows? Yeah. Perversely. Perversely. Okay. In a perverse manner. Chris. <laughs> NXT. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. That's just actually Triple H's promos from the proper NXT. <laughs> Uh, Chris Zoolander ah, defends her TBS title against Ruby Ruby Soho thanks in part to interference from Tony Storm who continues to descend into insanity by way of 50s musicals I love this version of Tony Storm yeah. Yeah. where uh, did this come along and burst into my life I'm, I'm happy my soul. anything is better than the mis- misfits the outcasts yeah, yeah same definition really <laughs> um, so I'm glad that she's doing something different uh, yeah Chris Zoolander dressed up as Zoolander and got a cheeky reference on shout out I should say from Mr. Ben Stiller Idea. on the Twitter machine yay uh, I was really happy with this because they were given next to nothing in the build-up for this and Ruby's looked a bit not great the past few months. If I, I don't like Ruby, but I'm like, oh, okay. This was a return to form for her and Chris Statlander and I was just happy it was given plenty of time and eventually the crowd were really into it. Yeah, it was a proper ding-dong battle. Hello. It always shocks me when Ruby does that shotgun drop kick mm. off the apron to the floor, landed on her back. Ooh, my tailbone. That could be another contender for that AEW version of that promo. Uh, but the way she lands on that thing. Uh, Zoolander with a spinning Michinoku driver was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Poison Rana and Spike Hurricane Rana combo from Ruby. Mm-hmm. It was all, all the big moves were getting whacked out here. And I Tony getting involved at the end because now it looks like she's fully done yes. with the outcasts, which is yes. good. And she can Because I was worried on the collision match to see if they dial it back a bit, bleh, dial it back a bit and make her a bit more of an outcast again. But here they went full the other way and that was yep. the right call. Good. Hooray! Yeah! Ricky Starks is defeated by a cum dragon in a strap match. I, I even paused. <laughs> no, but I said it. Uh, yes, it absolutely happened. Ricky Starks versus Dyson was a bloody tight affair with Brian back to establish himself as King Pooh. Right now, there's a gap in the card where he needs to fill it. And after the 
what's it called? Uh, during the press conference, he revealed that he didn't do anything with his right arm the entire match. Mm. And I'm like, what? That's what I mean. It was the ideal match to bring him back yeah. in. <laughs> whip, whip, whip. Yeah. And speaking of the whips, ooh, yeah, right. both men S- took it. Spicy. Hey, Ricky Starks, you'll see it on Dynamite, like covered in welts and cuts and bruises and sores from that whole match. It's amazing. Mm. They just went for it. The finish really made Starks look great as well. That's one of those visuals, isn't it? It's the bit where he looks straight down the barrel of the camera. His face is beat red. Yeah. Mm. Blood. He's, like yeah. he's reaching out to everyone watching going, help. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's so good. It's as real as real can be without being fully real, I assume. Or maybe it was. Some people like that sort of stuff, don't they? They do. <laughs> I am one of those persons. Oh. <laughs> I actually forget that Ricky Starks was one of the first people to, to jump on the bandwagon of Desert Island Graps. Aww. interviewed him years ago when he was the NWA television champion. That's right. About like a thing like he wanted to do and like he's just rocketed and ratcheted mm. up and he's been a star and it's brilliant. He's all right, isn't he? Yeah. He's great. Hey, I'm not just saying this because he did it. You talk too much on NWA Power. Mm. Specifically for moi. That's me in French. Okay. Uh, just because look at him. He's amazing. He's stunning. Uh, he's gorgeous. Oh, those eyes. And he's such a good wrestler as well. And yeah, I've had this battle with him and Dick Blood where they... Dicked and blooded everywhere. Even dick blood with his big dick shots on Big Bill. They were bloody dick and good, oh, weren't they? Oh, yeah. I love seeing Dragon rolling back the years. It's weird seeing him, like, not do an arm drag. <laughs> so, <laughs> the blazer allows an yeah, arm yeah, drag, yeah. does it? Yeah, yeah. With the blazer, dick blood can only get his dick blood over your chest. <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah. Uh, and dick blood on commentary was rather nice. Nice change of pace and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's been slow and explained. That's why that hurts. That's, ooh, that hurts. And that's because of this. It's like, wow, this... Uh, Again, very little notice. What they call it in NFL, the Hail Mary pass. This all felt like that, like the last minute thing. This was wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then Claudio Castagnoli and the great Utah defeat Eddie Kingston and Shibata. Uh, Claudio gets Eddie with an uppercut for the finish. I'm sure Edward will take that one well. And I like the fact that it ended out of comparatively nowhere. It wasn't yeah. a build-up, build-up. It was like, yeah, I can hit you with an uppercut and pin you anytime because I'm Claudio Castagnoli and I'm half man, half horse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought people like, oh, it's anticlimactic. I'm like, no, no, compared to all the other drawn out battles on this show. Yeah, I like it when it's just that, yeah, hit with a move and I pinned you. I think it was the right move for Claudio to do to Eddie as well for the finish as well because yep. it now allows Claudio to brag to Eddie, oh, I beat you with an uppercut, you soft, <laughs> you know what. Yeah. Because <laughs> very few Claudio matches do end with an uppercut even though they are one of his finer moves. Yep. Um, but yeah, Shibata's back fists on the great Yuta were fantastic. Mm. Yuta took another beating in this matchup. Uh, Claudio and Shibata doing their uppercut trades was fantastic. It was just another ding-dong battle. Back and forth, ting. Ding and or dong. Yeah. Dong to dong, 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 dong. I think we're building ding towards... Ding and dong in the bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> Bogies. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we are building to Claudio and Eddie for probably yeah. uh, final battle. Mm. That should just be the main... They just destroy the building. Eddie should win. Eddie should win. World champion. A world champion. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the worlds. <laughs> Jupiter. Uh, Kenny Omega and Takeshita have a wrestle wank all over the ring. <laughs> Eventually, in a bit of a shock after what happened at Wembley, Takeshita gets the win because his knees are really hard. Yeah. Uh, man, the noise the crowd made when he got that final one, and they were like, one, two, three. Oh. I think you're it's all wonderful a- getting a noise like that with the crowd. Like, oh. I think everyone oh. was expecting Omega to win after how Takeshita won at Wembley. So the fact he did it again, even cleaner here. Yeah. Yeah, it was a shock. But what a man. I don't understand how they do these moves, these lads. 
How do they wake up in the morning and think, I'm going to do these to, you know, with, with me dance part at the t- tonight? I'm going to drop him on his head and it'd be fine. I'm going to do a sent on over the top rope onto a pile of chairs and a human being and be fine. Yeah. Uh, there's more moves that happened in the match, obviously, but they were all nailed perfectly. Mm. <laughs> Don Callis with the screwdriver. Yeah. Uh, like just driving it into the canvas, I thought was wonderful. Just the timing was great because mm. otherwise he probably would have stoved Omega's head. Yeah. <laughs> Looked like Don Callis. Yeah. <laughs> I like how that bled into the finish as well, well, towards the finish as well, with the referee having to take it out with Takeshi's hand when he was in the yep. one winged angel, which then allowed Takeshi mm-hmm. to sort of take advantage. But yeah, it's just his blue thunder bomb. He did one off yeah. the top rope as well, I think, or middle rope, whatever rope it was. Uh, the, the 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 kickouts he was doing some Kurt Angle kickouts with Kenny Omega in the match, mm. like off the knees. It was just amazing. They just went for it. it unrelated to that, but just because you said that, and I wanted to bring it up at some point, that's a perfect thing. Do you know Crash Holly was in TNA for like a few matches? Yes. But one of the moves he did was he go. He'd do the Undertaker rope walk and he'd grab the opponent's hand and he'd go onto the, the, the bottom rope and go, now we're going to preschool. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I just found that out today. That's amazing. <laughs> that is superb. <laughs> preschool, Brett school, old school. Yes, thank you. The, the three schools. <laughs> so yeah, um, unrelated to what I just said, Omega and Takeshi did um, the right thing and I'm glad Takeshi won. Good, we need more people. Can't just have bloody the elite winning every bloody match. So, yeah. They're doing a subtle storyline as well because I'm sure it's Omega's, I think they said, eighth defeat in a row since Callis left him. Something like that. Oh. So they're doing a subtle little storyline on Losing the sideline there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Ooh, ooh, subtle ooh. and Kenny Omega go off together. <laughs> Very well, a shoot blade runner from Jay White to Cash Wheeler give BC Gold a big win over the Young Bucks and FDR in an eight man tag action. Yeah. The crowd was so interesting here because Hangman universally cheered, Omega universally cheered, the Bucks booed out the building. Yeah. yeah. They're the only people the, the entire night to get any of the CM Punk heat, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Like they, they kept it all for Tony Khan and the Young Bucks. Well, I guess the Bucks Good. did turn down the meeting, didn't they, allegedly? But this certainly yeah. Omega did. Yeah. Yeah, he's an EVP as well. Yeah. For some reason, they've just gone, die the Bucks. Yeah, but the Young Bucks are way more annoying. But, there's been a, but, but, <laughs> but I think historically, it. there's been a thing where you get these certain crowds that go, whatever happens, we are not going to get behind the Bucks. Was it you telling me about, was it the uh, PWG tag tournament and the Bucks were in it and they were in the opening <laughs> round and <laughs> they, wanted, they wanted them to be the babyface underdogs. They got booed. They had Brian Danielson and Roderick Strong. Roddy Strong. Yeah, the idea... Beat them up. This, it's, it's in their book. It's them talking about the worst match they ever had or their least favourite match they ever had. Most uncomfortable they ever felt because they, they in their heads, we're going to have this match. We're not, fa- we're not over with the receder crowd, PWG's home base. So Brian and Strong are just going to beat us up. They're going to just wail on us until the crowd are like, oh, God, no, those poor guys. And they, like, sympathy crawl and tag and do all this stuff there. Instead, what happened was Brian and Strong beat the hell out of them and the crowd cheered. And then they beat the hell out of them some more. Crowd cheered. It's like, no, no, we'll keep on going. Just killing them now. (laughs) Crowd are cheering. And then the Young Bucks recover, do the stuff and win. And they're just like half dead and the crowd oh, we did not envision this happening. And it's so great because in the book they say, we were so sad we couldn't even go to Taco Bell afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, do you think this was similar? <laughs> I think it's the idea that, you know, when the when the crowd have a chance to boo the Bucks, they will. Mm. And I think this was this they just you know, they was they were the the Hunterhurst Helmsley uh, post curtain call for the crowd. <laughs> You're taking all the brunt here. Look, look, there's a lot of stuff to go into this, this isn't exactly 
you're not the people to blame, but we're blaming you anyway. Yeah, we feel like you deserve most of the blame. Look at you, pair of wankers. This is your fault. Yeah. You mentioned wankers there. That's all they did the entire match. FTR and the Bucks, they wanked each other off. Half the team doing the move the team does, and then the other member from the other team finishing off the other half. No, meant literally. Oh, they're just really good, aren't they? They can mix and match together. Stop Wembley. Wanking each other off. Because uh, uh, <laughs> you had Dax doing the shatter machine with Nick. You should have seen the cue. Uh, Dax, <laughs> Dax doing the shatter machine with Nick. We had the BDE trigger from Matt and Dax. They were just each helping each other out because they're, they're yeah. both that great. I was so happy they lost. Lost. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Come on, BC Gold. The finish how everyone's just sort of busy, then just Jay White hits the, the blade runner, then Colton just he's the only free man left and yeah. gets the pin. Great right. little finish. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Jay White. It wasn't um the, what's his name? Juice Robinson. It was one what's of the guns that got the name? pin. Colton Gun. I remembered. Haha. <laughs> Bullet Club Gold and uh, the Guns entrance. I could watch all the time. So it's great. The guns. It's Juice Robinson looking <laughs> wild. It's so uh, good. Yeah. So great. It's great. Ah, yeah. So that's nice that they had those matches where the other people who weren't the elite won. Yeah. It's a little show. So. Uh, then the main event, John Moxie ends Orange Cassidy's international championship reign at 326 days with a Death Rider. Big yes, one. A big old one, yes, it yeah. was. It was a shock to see Orange bleeding before John and then John not bleed the entire match. And it made it yep. of a pay-per-view. Shocking. It was great how Orange went more serious. He was already like, more serious before the match because of the promos. But during the match, he was getting more serious like when he was doing his kicks. He was doing the oh, oh thing, then just started battering John Moxley because he was taking it more seriously than normal. It was a nice move for Orange Cassidy's character, I thought, this match. Yeah. The yeah. finish was outstanding, mm. where Moxley drops him, and then Orange does like the laziest kick out. Yeah. And Moxley goes to the corner at this one point, and he does the crosses because mm. he's like, I've got to kill this guy. <laughs> and he knows that Orange Cassidy's next bust, and Orange Cassidy stands up and just, again, like they walk the line so well between not making him like a super serious wrestler, but then not making him lazy. He kind of does this very lazy middle finger, crowd pops, and Moxie just kills him with the biggest death rider you've ever seen. Like he has to, like I literally have to kill this man. Not literally, I metaphorically <laughs> have to kill this man. It was wonderful. Mm. I think like the, the tough thing with Orange Cassidy is. Like he has legitimately got better and better, and, oh, yeah. and he's he is a star. You hear that reaction, and it's sad that there'll be people who will just always call him pockets. It doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter what he does. He can find a cure for most world diseases. Oh, just pockets, shut up. <laughs> it won't matter. Like people have just made their mind upon him, and that's it. And they won't allow themselves the the possibility of thinking maybe he's developed and become a star. You know, and people I think if you if sorry, cut you off. If you right. watch the match you did with Pack. And then oh, watch the match he did yes. with Osprey, and then watch yep. this match in like a trilogy. Mm. That shows you the journey of Orange Cassidy from what he was to what he is now. Mm. He's a great example of people online who would rather be consistent than, or rather be right than consider that for a second they might have been wrong or change their opinion on something. Like the idea that that's my opinion, I have to stick to it. No, Douglas Adams, I'd rather be happy than right. I think Orange Cassidy's fantastic. Mm. I think genuinely. Like the top, one of the top guys. And I thought this was a brilliant choice for main event with everything going on. This was an unorthodox, unconventional choice for main event with everything going on. I think you knew that if the crowd were hostile, they weren't going to take it out on Cassidy and Moxley. And they didn't. And they didn't. And oh my God, it was the, it was Orange Cassidy's biggest big night out. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I thought it was a good match. I didn't think it was at the amazing level that I think other people were like yourself seeing it as because 
they did all the blood and the kickouts and stuff like that. Great. Our context is probably rules, but after a four-hour show, we've had all of that so far. It's like, okay, yeah. it was good. Thought it was a good main event. Don't get me wrong. One time was a bad match, but it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired at this point. Out of interest. Oh, wow, he kicked out. Oh, he bled. <laughs> well, I've not had that all night. Just saying, A-Dub. Is there a match that you, out of, out of interest, and there's no right answer, is there a match that you would have put on last? That is a very good question. Uh, because even, but even like the run-up to it, we're like, we don't know what we put on last year. There's nothing. It always feels like out. by default, like rather than it deserved to be the main event. But at the same time, Orange Cassidy is one of the, the big stars in yeah. terms of merch sales. Mm. Now that's, again, a gap in the market, now that someone's left. Yeah, yeah. merch sales, crowd reaction, like uh, one of the the... the the most successful champions in AEW history. That is, not, yeah, that that is without something. question. Yeah. And again, this was the best pay-per-view could have been with a weak build. Weak, yeah. meaning the length of time and weak description <laughs> yeah. as in well. In both senses, it was weak. Build. And I'll put down, I think the wrestlers all seem to have a chip on the shoulder this night because maybe looking into things too much as we do, he he he, rest of podcast. But Moxie had said in an interview ages ago with Renee, and he was just like, he was so mad going, we've done all this stuff, got all the success, all these great matches stuff, and all people talking about this one bloody angle with CM Punk. Oh, angle, yeah, right. <laughs> that's all, oh, sorry, let's slip, yeah. it's all fake. And this thing with CM Punk, that's all we're hearing about. We're not hearing any other success and all the good stuff, and I can see where they're coming from there. They worked their bollocks off, and no one was talking about sitwalking, that's not true. Obviously, same point we still be talking about, but people were also talking about how great the show was. It wasn't just so. as one-sided after as it was after Wembley, right? After yeah, they, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Biggest... Wembley, great. And then as soon as it ended, people on the phones going, "What happened?" Yeah, it, oh, it's just how quickly it got out during the show. It was just so annoying. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, the, the stand ovation that Orange got, I think they put it on YouTube, and it wasn't like on the actual yeah. pay per view. It was nice to see as well. So I agree with fully agree with Mark. there, we just said, yeah, bollocks to him. Yeah. <laughs> Success is the best revenge. Yeah. Nice. Also, someone had a cock piss partridge sign. So well done, mate. <laughs> Good show. Uh, Monday Night Raw. New Raw superstar Jay Uso is here and makes it known that he's well aware that certain people on the Raw roster won't be happy he's here. Sami Zayn appears to say this is true, but he's happy to see him flourish into the beautiful peacock he has become since leaving Roman's side. And he's happy to see Jay on Raw too. Antonashi turning uh, after initially turning down the handshake, Sam and Jay hug it out in the ring. Ooh. There was a lovely moment because he turned down the handshake and just as Sammy was leaving, Jay went, That's not very oozy of he me. Did, didn't he? Oh! he said the bloody <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's lovely. Uh, I thought Jay was like the biggest star in the world during his entrance. Everyone going bopping. Mm-hmm. You're bopping and you're bouncing for your it's just me who's day one-ish. Yeah, and <laughs> Michael Cole even getting his digs and saying, Cody pulled some strings and got Jay Uso back on raw. Well, he is an EVP. He can't get stuff done. In jokes. Now, Kevin Owens was supposed to be on Raw tonight, or last no, on Monday night, but his segment was scrapped at the last minute. And I think it's just to keep him off telly while Sammy and Jay have their reunite. And they'll okay, do yeah. something on mo- next week where Kevin and Jay have an awkward meeting together. Yeah, and start feuding with CM Punk, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. We could get a Kevin Heelton out of this, I reckon. That's the most logical way to go. Mm. One of the ideas I had on Monday was about like the, the trade plans, which we'll talk about. Um, with Sami Zayn maybe going to SmackDown and Kevin being angry with Jay. Like, you took my friend away. Oh, I like that. You that sent my friend this. away and I hate yep. you even more now. As Jay leaves the ring, Drew McIntyre and Riddle, two men wronged by the bloodline era Jay, make their way down the ring. And I like this because Drew McIntyre, the angrier he he looks, or miserably he looks, the bigger the pop is for Riddle. 
So Drew's actually playing the role. Yeah, that's, that's the chemistry at play. Mm. So he looked as miserable here as, as if he was tagging up with Joey Barton. So, <laughs> uh, Ricochet thinks Adam Pearce has watched SummerSlam, so is asking for an opportunity. Ricochet well, obviously, Adam like, Pearce has watched SummerSlam. Ricochet's like, hey, yeah, you saw SummerSlam, didn't you? Give me my opportunity, pal. He did say that. Mm. Seth Rollins walks past and Pierce forgets Trevor is even there. Pierce has a go at Rollins for being at work because a medical report on his back said he should take some time off. Trevor says Rollins doesn't have to carry the show on his own, but the world champion says he's fine. If Trevor's saying that, he probably does have to carry the show on his own because mm-hmm. Trevor can't carry now. <laughs> he can't carry now. He can't. We've tried so many times for him to carry the ball and he's always dropped it. The he auction, the chips, the and then he's dropped them. <laughs> An accidental trouble in paradise from Kofi Kingston to the head of Riddle sees the Viking Raiders pick up a win against Muck Riddle. And, uh, <laughs> they were delicious when they were on. They, the oh. one they created. And Riddle loses. Yeah, and again, in the same way that uh, Drew accidentally <laughs> spoke Xavier, that giant chair. It was accidental. Eric was... Accidental. It had to turn to make sure he hit him. Eric was within two yards of Xavier Woods when the contact was made. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, it's horses with courses. Uh, did you know the first Tornado Tag match was in 1946? When that, Milo it? Steinborn and Whiskers <laughs> Savage took on Tiger Duala and Fazul Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, I went on Wikipedia and it says that match took place in 19, uh, 1937, not 1946. Otherwise, I put the emphasis on 19 there. 1930. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> was I did a Kevin Kelly. 19. <laughs> was it a match at a fairground? I seem to remember it was a match at a Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Fairground, they're like, we need to make wrestling more exciting. Let's have four people in there. I'd imagine it probably some, was. Some guy's monocle fell off. Crikey. Crumbs. <laughs> he gets out the cage and that's What the will the Kaiser say about this? <laughs> I like the spot where McRiddle uh, sort of hooked each other and Drew turned into a belly to belly over the top rope. That was nice, yeah. Using Riddle as a weapon. Get the tables! He yeah, he's oh, this was such a good moment. Yeah. What happened? Thwack. No, you get the tables. You get the, no, you get the tables. <laughs> <laughs> we had another pointless, pointless correction on commentary. Yeah. Oh, Cole loves them now. No we, one cares. We called them antlers last week and that upset the WWE Universe, apparently. They're actually horns. <laughs> They really care about Valerie This Hallis is an in joke. This is now. This is never mind the CM Punk who Pepsi Just in case store. you missed it last week, Tom, we had a correction because they mistakenly said that Valerie Haller was the first superstar to wear antlers at ringside, but it wasn't. 
It was the Barbarian. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, so that to correct that after a commercial break. So someone's made a, a comment saying, you better correct this, lads, on there. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's lighting up. Because there's not enough the problems in the world. <laughs> and apparently those weren't antlers, they were horns. Yeah, they were horns. So she is the first. No, is she? No, the bloody, what's it called? Berserker? He had horns. Berserker didn't. Oh, no, he, he was had the Viking helmet. He had the Viking helmet with horns. With his hat. Hus, hus, hus. Are they the same horns? What are we doing? Mantor, what are we doing? Manta! Manta had horns. He did, yes. Edge, in a way, had horns. Edge was horny. Yeah. For <laughs> leader. Was horny. That's right. <laughs> he had many horns. Terry Runnels was the horny little she devil. <laughs> That's right. Heidenreich. Sometimes could be pronounced Horndenreich. <laughs> Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, yeah! <laughs> He gave a good going over backstage. He had the horn then, didn't he? Devil Morocco had the horn listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Their son was born. You're welcome. Uh, Radio 4's round the horn. (laughs) Metro Radio is Tony Horn. Tony Horn. (laughs) Tony Horn of the morning. People are honking their horn in traffic going, will this this podcast ever end? (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Um, Horning on. Hornagon. Horning on. Oh, horning on, right. I think we're like, you're trying to do a bad pun of Pentagon. No. <laughs> he goes backstage, comes out in a red outfit, and he's Hornagon. <laughs> comes, out with, comes out and stops into suspenders. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Hornagon. He looks like Sham69. <laughs> you said suspenders, right? And I knew what you meant, because you yeah, meant the yeah, tights. Yeah. Matthew just went, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm stitched Those up. Those sexy suspenders! <laughs> 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 I'm just thinking like full Monday. like, oh, I'll get me a nip out for Laurel and Hardy. That's spinning. Hey. Tie whirling. Laurel and Hardy by Penta and Alex. That's where it's at now. It's <laughs> <laughs> another fine mesh you've gotten us into, Alex. <laughs> That's not what I said, Alex. Biff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. What a great podcast. Uh, it's a long week. What are we talking about? <laughs> Rollins is here in his gear. Oh, hello, Rollins. Um, <laughs> after commercial break, Pierce tells Rollins he's going too fast and he's just trying to pretend. I don't think him. it's right. I'm not giving you my love tonight. <laughs> no, we missed the promo. Rollins. The Rollins promo. <laughs> That's where the next bit we're on to. Rollins' promo. Oh, God, sorry. I put that in the wrong order. Oh, I just, everything's blurry. <laughs> Seth Rollins is in the ring. His <laughs> 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 match. It's been a Laurel and Hardy. His <laughs> match in Nakamura at the weekend. He says Nakamura brought the Nakamura in. <laughs> no, he didn't. That's a lie. But Rollins fought on. Rollins Seth rolled on. A well, bonny lad. <laughs> Because Nagamora attacked them after showing off the uh, meet a Becky lunch, as she's known at the Indian airport, <laughs> at the wheel about the arena in a wheelchair. Rollins offers Naka a title match right now. Naka appears and says no. <laughs> after saying no a few more times, Rollins heads up the entrance away and a brawl happens. Nakamura could have had a title match for free, but said no. Get some fighting anyway. What an idiot. What would he do that for? Wade I Barrett. was waiting for a. I want. I don't. I want to earn it or something like that. I don't want to be given anything. He's a heel though. Get it. 
get it, get it done. <laughs> God, Wade Barrett. <laughs> Wade Barrett like melts his PC. <laughs> Wade Barrett made a good point. Currently saying, "Oh, you want to fight on your terms and not the opponent's terms." And then I was thinking, is that really a good point, Ross? As I'm sat here right now saying this sentence because he had a title match on a silver platter for him. I know what Naka is. Naka's a cat who wants to be fed but doesn't want you to give them the food. <laughs> They want all the attention until you sit and give them attention. And yeah, go, that's no. it. No, 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 no. So Pablo is Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> Nakamura is going to sit on Roland when they're trying to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it was like in the promo, it's, Roland's even said, like, I'm still feeling the effects from Saturday. Oh, I'm all battered and bruised, but I'm ready for a fight. And still Nakamura turned him down. And then he had to fight Ricochet anyway. It was a really bad segment for Nakamura, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I like Seth had shaken a bag of dreamies at the top of the round. Yeah. I, like, I like Roland saying, well, I'm on the clock, so I'm going to go to work. <laughs> Even if I'm not have a title match, I'm going to do summer. Which I was nice. <laughs> yeah. So they pay by the hour then, WWE. That's an interesting development. Ooh, no, they was... don't pay him by the hour. They say about guys like Sid. So. <laughs> He's on the clock. Anyway. Uh, instead of having a world title match, then Nakamura is now wrestling Ricochet. Bit of a downgrade there. With nothing on the line. He's the biggest idiot in the world. A 10-minute affair is ended when Naka hits Trev with the chair for DQ. And, oh, I'll actually do the bit there. After the match, Nakamura has a chair wrapped around Ricochet's neck, but Rollins is back out there to make the save. Rollins ends up being driven into the stairs and is hurt. We see Rhea and Damien backstage with Mommy telling Poppy that tonight is not the night to cash in, even though Rollins is buggered. Yeah, I thought uh, that little bit was nice. Just saying, like, why isn't Damien coming out? Good, yeah. Because Rhea told him not to, because she is the boss. Yeah, and the mother, and I like <laughs> she's boss mother. Um, I liked the bit where Nakamura didn't hit Trev because he was losing. Nakamura just hit Trev after Trev did the thing on the outside. Trev's already in pain. Nakamura's like, ah, sod it. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, tough week for Trev because um, the raw banner on the website has changed. The only thing that has changed is that Ricochet has come off and been replaced by Jay Uso. <laughs> Everyone else is exactly as they were. Tough week for Trev. Oh, I know it's only Trev. a tiny thing, but I don't know if I was if I was a WWE guy and I was on the post and then one day I loaded the website and I'd gone. I genuinely have a little bit of fear of that. Yeah. What have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? Am I, am I, am I getting sacked? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be, laugh about it. It's a genuine concern. I imagine. Be, yeah. Well, been saying this for a while. Haven't Everyone's been like, oh, the cuts are coming. And they haven't. It went into title. There hasn't been the massive load of cuts that we've usually expected. Well, they reckon the Endeavor thing's going to happen. I don't know if it's next week. Yeah, yeah, next couple of weeks. So. Again, we've had that for the last six months. But, so. but the cuts they talk about there will be staff ones because there's duplication uh, of roles within like the UFC and the WWE. Right, right. And so like there's two travel departments, two payroll departments, and all that stuff. So they'll just be merging them. So that's where they'll probably be. You know, it, it'll be a bit Swindon branch for a while. <laughs> back at <laughs> WWE. <laughs> uh, in a backstage interview, Zoe Stark says she respects Stratus, but no one pushes her around. Shayna Baszler arrives and says she's glad Zoe got rid of her dead weight, just like she did at SummerSlam. Dead Stark. what? Oh, sorry, no, Christian, dead weight. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Stark wants a match tonight, and those bad bitches are set for a collision course. Yeah, that was interesting that Shayna was the one to come at Zoe, uh, because mm -hmm. obviously they've been through the sort of similar storylines, and you're thinking maybe after these storylines, this is when the person who wins the feud, or does the turn like Zoe did, gets like pushed on a bit. But no, they're at the same level. Someone's got to lose, you mm -hmm. would think. I think it's it's nice that Shayna Baszler 
weird by giving props to Zoe Stark rather than start calling out Shayna. Shayna's mm-hmm. been there longer, recognizes that Zoe Stark is a, a star on the rise, and she wants to she wants to, to put her out. Real recognizes real. Yeah. <laughs> There's the real again. <laughs> the judgment day are up for a brag. Finn Balor thanks everyone, including his old pal JD, for having his back. In the process, making him Grand Slam Finn. Ray Ripley is proud of the lads and their achievements, but is sick of people talking about Jey Uso and not them. JD arrives and says the team needs a chance. Priest needs to change. Get... Sorry, I should say change. Beg my pardon. Priest <laughs> needs to get rid of the briefcase. And like, oh yeah, you stupid! Because he has a brand new one. It's purple and fits the Coliseum. It says, um, "Senor, Senor, money in the bank." Sami Zayn appears and wants a match with Dom, but JD steps in and takes it instead. And uh, the Judgment Day are very happy with this purple briefcase that he's given them. Yeah, I like it's the almost way- as big as uh, JD's head. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, not quite. I like the way this, the segment went because when Finn was giving his shout outs and said thanks to JD, you could see Priest rolling his eyes, and then JD came out saying, "No, the briefcase has got to go." Because you're thinking one thing after the the troubles Finn and Priest have been having, so he's like, "Oh, he's gonna have to just sort of like get rid of the briefcase without cashing it in." Makes you think another way. Then sort of the way it turned around after he produced the new one, it was a nice little segment there for little JD. Hmm. So. Was that the reason why Mammy said not tonight? I don't know. Don't cash it in now, even though the champ's injured. Why? Because we've got you a new one. I said, I could have cashed the old one in. No, <laughs> <laughs> we got you. It's like, it's like how's, how's he going to go? How, remember that thing from um, League of Gentlemen where Mickey Love gets a job interview? Yeah, where yeah. are you going? Leaving the job center. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Interview. Sit down. Bro, I've got an interview. How is he going to get an interview if he doesn't know his job options? Yeah. But he's got an interview. <laughs> It's Fine. like, I could cash it in. No, but you need a new one. <laughs> yeah. You could cash it in. You, could, you may have got the world title, Damien Priest, but now JD is upset at home crying with purple briefcase sports. Especially Can't get a you. refund on it. Yeah, do you want that on your conscience? No, you're right. You're right, mummy. I think it is, it is. It could be quite nice. It feels like Rhea is, you know, the, the bouse and she might be moving the parts and whatnot. So there could be some, you know, Priest may be thinking he's the bouse, even though he's not. And mm. then Rhea going, no, I'm the bouse. I need to stop saying bouse like that. Just say bouse. bouse. I'm the boss. Like a bus. <laughs> like a bus. <laughs> Gunther cuts a promo where he says he's ready to be in the history books. He called it the Intercontinental Heavyweight title, and my loins fluttered ever so slightly. <laughs> Just putting the you word that? heavyweight in there. The Intercontinental nah. Heavyweight Championship makes it sound important. Yeah. Well, Randy Savage is to call it the, I'm the Intercontinental Champion of the World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if it is in, in between continents and the world is made up of continents, then it, well, whatever. He, uh, he's the champion of the Pangea. Up the Pangea. Yes. Up, up the, the Krakatoa. <laughs> Pierce is now speaking up with... Krakatoa. <laughs> speaking with... That's all the kids are saying. With Raquel and promises her something. And in walks Chelsea Green. And we learn that the women's tag team titles continue to be cursed as Piper Niven was not being medically cleared, as discussed earlier. We then learned the thing Piers promised Raquel was a match with Chelsea. Oh, okay. A valiant Stoey Stark is choked out by Shayna Baszler in the Kirifuda clutch in their match. Respect the show between losses after the final bell. Tag team, question mark? Yeah, but they're not going to go after the tag titles, are they, if they've got any sense? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a bit of, like, the, the segment got off to a bit of a, a ropey start, as my sentence did just there, because uh, Zoe got no reaction during entrance, a bit like, oof, just after the big turn, you're expecting a little bit of either booze or cheers, because she just should, she, you know, took Tristratus down. Yeah, but it's the, oh, two hills are split up, and one of them's left, so we cheer one of them, it's like, no. Nah. Yeah, because she, she gave it a Trish. No, but... 
It's probably because they're crap. Some sort of noise. It's because they like, lost. I, I yeah. wrote that down because there was no noise at all. There wasn't even a... I don't know why they, they deserve to have any noise. Oh, fair enough. No Horses noise, Zoe, looking... they call her backstage into her face. <laughs> rather rudely, I thought. Uh, but then she starts wrestling like she does the lovely springboard drop kick. Uh, mm. Shayna reversing the top rope thingy into the Carafuda when Zoe survived for ages mm-hmm. and she gets locked back into it. It was valiant, but I was shocked to see Zoe lose so conclusively, so mm. quickly. Yeah, yeah. you'd think if they're going to build her up, they wouldn't be doing something like this. But yeah, if they're going to do a tag team, then fair enough. Uh, Stark says, you hit harder than Trish. And Shayna says, you hit harder than Ronda. And everyone just moves on. <laughs> like, I chose. Yeah. Finn thinks JD proved he should be in the JD at the weekend, but Priest still thinks he needs to do more to prove himself in the JD. They all seem to agree that if JD beats Sammy, he's in the JD. Rhea then instructs Dom to make sure everything goes right with the JD match later on. Yeah, so Rhea seems to know something about JD that the rest of them don't know. Uh-oh. Yeah. I think we all oh, do. Oh, not like that. <laughs> we all know that one. Uh, but I mean, in terms of maybe getting him like as a fully-fledged member of the, the faction. Mm. Mm. I read that weirdly then because he said Finn thinks you write what you said but my brain read it as Finn thinks JD proved he should be in the JD at the weekend like they're opening like Saturdays now <laughs> and we just need someone just yeah, sign you off sign yeah. off the weekend crew we just need someone just right. open Saturdays and take delivery and yeah. then, instead then, on the weekends you get more yeah. you should get experience yeah, yeah. and then one day maybe you can, you can do the weekday shifts you can come to Monday yeah. <laughs> we'll give you access to the blue pen <laughs> Raquel smashes Chelsea Green in less than two minutes. The curse strikes back. Uh-huh. Uh, Chelsea's still got the Robert Stone logo in a Tron I noticed this week, which is interesting. It's still there. Yes. I thought they, remo- they removed it. The big RS in the bottom corner is still there. What? I thought Chelsea was like prime Ric Flair against any top baby face here. All that was missing was her getting on her knees and going, no. Yeah. Remember that Ric Flair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, car- little- the guy going, shall I hurt him? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was his finishing move. One of the N64 games. And then getting up and do a cheeky slap. <laughs> no damage. That was it. On no, it was like, it was on revenge. I think it was, it was in revenge. The, and then he you, kept the sequence in No Mercy. We could buy it. Yeah. His <laughs> facing forward finishing was begging <laughs> off and being a bitch. Begging off and an eye poke. <laughs> <laughs> but then Chelsea starts bat. Sorry, Raquel starts battering Chelsea like she legitimately owes her money or something. The strikes were very very stiff indeed. And uh, what have I written down here? Raquel should have really got JD and Damien and Finn barred from ringside. Oh yeah, for the match next week because mm. Dom's barred from ringside, but the other two aren't. <laughs> Uh, the three yeah, aren't. you're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll send someone else out. Then. Yeah, because there's a women's world title match next week, uh, which Dom is banned from ringside, but the other ones aren't. The other ones, the other members of the Judgment Day. The other ones. We know the, what you meant. The other superstars. <laughs> <laughs> the other dayers. Uh, Chad Gable cuts a promo where he says he is ready to win the IC title. His jacket is spectacular. And it's worth saying throughout the night we get uh, not quite promo package, but. Um, PowerPoint presentations, I guess. Slideshows. Slideshows, that's <laughs> it. Of the previous, not all of them, Jesus, of uh, many of the people to have held the IC title throughout the years. Mm. They did a really good job of selling the importance of the title and the build-up to this moment of Gunther obviously winning and beating Chad Gable. <laughs> yeah, but Chad Gable's jacket, do you see what around the back is? His shiny, sparkly, golden jacket? No. Given aggressive beatings like experts... Gable. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he cut a nice promo backstage after he revealed the horribleness on the back of his coat. Um, but he should have left his family at home. It never goes well. Unless you're Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. It never yeah. goes well, though. Yeah. <laughs> Miz TV and Mizzles 
isn't oh Miss TV TV time and Miss I thought that was the names of the two people in the match. I went what? Is that Morrison? <laughs> Miss yeah. TV time and Mizzles isn't happy about his loss to the Rocket uh, Pipe. Oh my God, the Rocket Ryback. I nearly said. <laughs> <laughs> the movie presents Ryback. The show, not the dude. In brackets, get effed. He accuses Rocky and Cena of being in cahoots. Miz then brings out John Cena, and the man himself admits that he cheated at Ryback. Miz then beats up John Cena, and I certainly hope the goat is okay, because that bump he took on his neck off the skull-crushing finale was brutal. It was. You think? I think it was all right. Yeah, it looked it's like massive. his neck cranked. I don't know if you're selling the joke, are you? Was it wrestling Invisible Man? I forgot the segment. <laughs> I forgot I was, how good the segment I was. I was biting my tongue going, I was too busy concentrating no. on not saying Ryback. <laughs> I went, sorry, I'll just say it anyway. No one cares about this podcast being accurate. And I went, no, this segment was amazing. You're right. This is such a good the segment. Bump, the invisible John Cena yes. bump. Yeah. For people who didn't see this, and there might be some who just, you know, years from now listen to this and, you know, lockdown part two. Mr. Vitina to come out to answer his question and the cameraman follows... Stu, to give him his name. Oh, so, <laughs> Stu, the cameraman, for emails to complain. Uh, Horns. Th- <laughs> horny Stu, the cameraman, who was a horny guy, uh, follows the the nothing as John Cena comes out. And it is made to do the exact camera cuts to make it look like he is coming out. And I'm not sure if it look, would have looked good for the live crowd, but the TV audience watching at home looked amazing. Um, Miz gets mad and knocks Cena down, drawing a holy poo chant from the crowd. <laughs> um, I thought we are getting Knight versus Cena, but we're getting Miz versus Cena again, apparently. But I was all right. Love Barrett saying, oh, my God, get a medic for Cena after he took that amazing <laughs> skull crushing finale. Right on his neck. Yeah. Um, before double downing and said, that was better than any Miz match he's ever had. <laughs> yeah, amazing segment. I love like the, the wordplay when uh, he's, he says, that just before John Cena comes out, Miz is promising who's coming out, saying, a man has promised to be completely transparent with me this evening. Nice. Shabba. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> again, another really good segment in, like from this feud, from LA Knight, The Miz, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Been, been on fire the past few weeks, The yeah. Miz. Not literally. Jay Uso runs in Adam Pearce backstage, and we learn that SmackDown is getting a compensation trade for Jay. Jay leaves, and Tommaso Ciampa arrives on the scene, going, gives a job, and Pierce takes him into his office for a good seat. <laughs> <laughs> a good seat, too. Have a nice conversation. <laughs> Could it be Chamber who's the trade? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. It's got to be Cody. Oh, and trade it? him for a shiny Charizard. Look at him. <laughs> you said he lies on the scene and says, gives a job, to which Chamber just starts laying bricks. <laughs> That's yes, all right. Yeah. You're going to hold the, you get all the cables for Stony Stew. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys saying that? living all right. Dom, Dom. You'll find that was a skit from Boys from the Black Stuff. As opposed to, I'll feel that face. <laughs> You're right, but pet. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Tom is out there saving JD for a lubricate. JD managed. Did you do the thing where you pretended to push yeah, up? I did, you yeah. did, didn't you? Instinctively. Yeah, I did. Yeah, those nerdy glasses you always wear. Shut up. <laughs> Dom Dom was out there saving JD from a halluva kick. JD managed to get the win over Sami Zayn by pulling on those tights. 
After the match, Dom leaves as JD is kicked in the face by Sammy. <laughs> I like Sammy's Gavolka in the match because, of course, this little whopper just cost him the tag, or helped to cost him the tag team titles. Yep. JD landed high on a Michinoku driver, which looked really snug. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that uh, Dom's doing Rhea's orders and making sure they... I don't know if I love I don't know why I said love. This happened. <laughs> Rhea's giving orders to Dom and she's making sure it's happening. So I think they're all in cahoots. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe uh, Priest and... Well, Finn, maybe, maybe it's just Priest who's on his own. Or maybe Priest could be leaving the Judgment Day. Off the back of this, I never thought about that. Um, and obviously, as you said there, JD taking the bullet, but then Dom not taking the bullet back, if that makes any sense. It did. Yeah. That's actually what happened. Mm. And they were visible. Mm. So Up I paid attention bullets. to it. <laughs> <laughs> With his children in floods of tears at ringside, like Mick Foley's kids at Royal Rumble 99, <laughs> Chad Gable comes up short <laughs> in his latest IC title match against Gunther. With the win, get Linford on the phone because our tit slapper is a record breaker. Record breaker. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be the best and you want to beat the rest, dedication's what you need. (laughs) That was a theme tune when I was a kid on CBC. I remember not having lyrics. Yeah, mine mine had Lynn. By the time Linford Christie was hosting it with um, Cherry Bakewell, Cheryl Baker, it had had lyrics. Definitely did. But there was an earlier version, I think, which had it where you're the fastest, the tallest, the greatest, the smallest. I might have <laughs> waved for everyone's time because I am old as the hills. <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but all right, I'll take you. Thank you, mate. for it. Poor um, Gable's kids, brah. Yeah. Gunter they... making them cry, <laughs> brah. <laughs> if you, Good. If you... If you <laughs> if, you, if you look at the background of the shot, like with Gable down on the floor, the kid's crying, Christian's just creeping. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> saying, <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> yeah, it's just when they're, they're zooming on one of the kids, and you can just see her mouth and daddy when she's got yeah. tears coming down her face. Bless Unlike Danielson's kids, who explained in the press conference that one of the kids was like, Is daddy okay? And the one was like, Oh, he's sure again. You should have been hit harder than <laughs> Uh, that press conference Danielson was on fire though but never mind that Chad Gable versus Gunther main event I almost put Chad Gable in the well it was my pick I should say for the Hall of Fame this week but then he didn't put Dog Meltzer in I'm like well I'm taking that (laughs) one Uh, because yeah Chad Gable a few years ago was Shorty G the most loser planet I believe that I am short I'll make my, take my crap name and make it something. And Baron Corbin's beat him every time. Mm. Uh, yeah, he sucked. And now we're in this period where the IC title has been bigged up because Triple H loves these long-ass title reigns. Gunther has been built up. Imperium have been built up. Chad Gable and his cool team uh, are just there, ready to try and take it off him. They couldn't, but this was a beautiful main event. They thought they could. They thought he could. He couldn't. He couldn't. But... They should go back and do it again, though, because he cut a wonderful oh, promo. Yeah. I think it was a, a .com exclusive or a YouTube channel exclusive where it's just like, by the name of God, I'm going to get this job done because he made my kids cry. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd, I'd love him to run it back. Yeah. Maybe Chad's the guy, mm. but not now. But Maybe Chad is the guy at some point. Because much like Orange Cassidy did it, all loot. He got a lovely like standing O yeah. after the show went off the air from the crowd in the arena. So the investment's there, I think. So I would, I would, I'd run it back. Mm. What a, what a funny week! It's been a week on both sides where like cons- wrestlers considered comedy foil have had absolute belters, yeah. and the crowd have gone, "You are brilliant!" Yeah, it's been a great week for that. So many so moments as well. The big the slow motion big boot replay they showed where yeah. Gable's face folded in on itself was fantastic. Uh, the spot in the turnbuckle like Elia and. 
Gunter did back, or Walter did back in the day, where he bent him over the top and was yep. slapping him. Uh, there was super plexus, the headbutt, the ankle lock combo, the three moves there. The lovely delayed chaos. Yeah, the chaos theory yeah. with like Gunter flailing. He managed to do the chaos theory on him. So and I'm good. like delayed as well. Yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. let him think about it. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought he had him when he grapevined the ankle lock. Mm. I was like, oh my god, they're going to take the record away. But no. uh, then he let the grapevine go, mm. and it bit him on the arse. Not literally. Not on. Look, yeah. no, not even. Uh, Thirty-five years. That's all on the record stood. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, thirty-five years. Cheers, mate. Honky Tonk Man's crying. <laughs> as well as Gable's yeah, kids. It should have come like, oh, there's his kids crying. It should have come, there's Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly wider shot and Honky's crying next to him. What's that Simpsons? You have to explain this, where there's like an right, Elvis impersonator looking fella on The Simpsons sitting yeah. there watching TV going, oh, this is where. It's a very weird, like, quick joke when it's an itch and scratchy cartoon and for some reason it uh, the cat goes up in the TV and then it's a, it's a weird passing reference to the fact that Elvis apparently shot a TV when, what's that guy? A Goulet. Goulet-vous. René Goulet? No, no. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> the guy who's named after an ABBA song. Oh, what's his name? Go- René Goulet? No, it's a wrestler, isn't it? René Goulet uh, is a wrestler. He's a singer. Goulet-gone. What a lovely name. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Goulet was on and apparently Elvis didn't like him so he just shot his TV. <laughs> so there you go, Honky Tonk Man watching Raw. Yeah. Oh, this show, this show ain't no good. Well, thank you for the ending, Ross. I'll make sure I credit you when I do it. Um, yeah, Monday Night Raw, wasn't it nice? Uh, there was a bit we missed, by the way. Jay and oh, Dom. Dom making an official offer to Jay to come into the Judgment Day. I thought I wrote that down, but I clearly didn't. Uh, saying they both come up from uh, come from messed up families and they have Hall of Fame fathers. So, know, so Dom knows what Jay's going through. So he's like, come into Judgment Day. My life changed when Mammy and her friends came in my life. So imagine Mammy's Jay- friends have come round. That's always a good occasion for a young lad. Oh, hey, sorry. Ooh, the cougars. Imagine Mammy's friends coming round. <laughs> so I imagine if Jay somehow joins the Judgment Day because there's an official offer there from Dom. Wow. Wow. Yes, you did write that down, but sorry, I struggled with reading. <laughs> reading plain English bits broken up, apparently. So, so uh, it was a crucial bit to mention. Yes. NXT. Yes. Tiffy Strats beats Gunner James, the NXT Women's Gold, on the line. After the match, Becky Lynch on the Tron. She's going to be in the NXT shed next week for an NXT Women's Title match with Tiffy. Big old dick swinging contest between Tiffy Strats and Lyra Velk, uh, whoever it was, Keanu James. Sorry, <laughs> my God, I got the wrong name. <laughs> it's all about Tiffy Strats, though. Yeah, yeah, as it should be considering their gimmicks. They're both, you know, fancy ladies like the bra- bra- oh, braggadocious, braggadocious. How you say it? All the cartwheels and fancy. Braggadocious, braggadocious. Yeah, after the greatest wrestler ever lived. Uh, I like the spot with the bag. That's not me calling one of the ladies a bag. There was an actual bag in the ring. I'd say she was a bag because (laughs) Tiffy Strats carried her. (laughs) Tiffy nailed the prettiest moonsault ever to give it its proper name. Um, I was a bit shocked at how short the match was, but then when you see Becky come up, that's all everyone's going to be talking about, so just make it short. Why don't you? Exactly, mate. Booker T, when Tiffy's holding the belt up, gives it the big biscotti (laughs) once again, which I still don't know what it means. I think it's when he finds someone attractive and they are on screen. He has to shout biscotti. If you know what it means, let us know in the comments. Are they not like the little biscuits that you get yeah. when you have a cup of tea at Weatherspoons? Why is he shouting at attractive ladies on the telly? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe someone's just bringing his drink round. Biscotti! <laughs> DoorDash, you come round with it. Hey, Biscotti! He's just scrolling. Shops, yeah, yeah, yeah. is he? Ah, Biscotti! Yeah. Wow, Booker T's really into this match. Oh, right, yeah, she's going to be doing well, we'll know for sure next week he goes, Ah, chicken parmo! Chicken <laughs> <laughs> just that yellow whatever he's just got. 
Come on, Hayes and Wesley walk into each other while trying to enter the shed. It's tense, but nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> walk into each other like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope they do that British thing. Like, oh, sorry, you go fast. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, oh, you go fast. Oh, oh, you go fast. Oh. Was the, it was the American version where they go, oh, you're all right, though. Go on, in. <laughs> <laughs> the Diamond Dojo, just down the road from Mellow's Barbershop, is back in business. The Creeds have invited all the tag teams from NXT land to their dojo, and it's the point of the night when they start arriving. Tony and Stax are here and appear to be a little scared of Ivy Nile. Edris and Malika here too, and they want the NXT tag titles. Brutus with a bit of casual racism with the uh, the lines towards the Italian-ish fellas. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing casual about that racism, bloody hell. It's like, all right. All right Called the Mario and Luigi Mario as well. Luigi. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that, eh? On a public forum such as with this camera involved doing these accents. Mamma mia. <laughs> there I go again. <laughs> Uh, Ellie defeats Oro Mencha after a shoot to, to oh god for a shoot Tor Diddler <laughs> Moscow takes the metaphor man by surprise <laughs> Tor Diddler Moscow well my, my computer kept autocorrecting the pedo parts so I was like I'm sick of this now <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna write down Tor Diddler oh, I get it I'm right <laughs> I had better things to be doing anyway. It sounds like the tour, the tour diddler, the, the ballet or whatever. I'm like, oh, I guess he did that. Oh, oh, diddler. Right, performing right. the tour diddler. <laughs> I believe you get tour diddler with a lovely tomato mascarpone sauce. That's like, yeah, but what did Booker T sound when he, when he saw that? Tour diddler. <laughs> tour diddler. He said he could feel the, the metaphors entrance this week, which was good. It was a good entrance, to be fair. They've, it was. They've upped yeah. it with the graphics and whatnot. Yes. Vic snaps a Booker on commentary. He's like, early in the match, Vic's trying to make a point about someone, and Booker just shouts something random, probably. He's like, he did it. Rice and peas. <laughs> He's like, you didn't listen to me last week, and he just stream uh, steamrolled me this week too. Vic shouting a book oh, alive on the air, which is good. Oh, another book. Yeah, he has big time. It's awkward moment on the bus, and you get to the couple arguing, and you're like, oh, yeah. no, look out the window here. They'll sort it out with lovely sex, makeup sex tonight for Booker and Vic. I don't know why I said that. Oh. There was a lovely hip toss from Elia in this match where he sort of twisted his hips like you would do in the tour diddler on Strictly Come Dancing. Um, <laughs> There's a lovely moonsault off the middle row from Aura, who is really, really good, I think. He was the, really good here, yeah. The little matches we've seen. I never thought much of him until this match, but yeah, well done. Yeah, I love the fact that Elia sells, he's doing the 619 sort of thing in between mm. the ropes, and Aura kicks him. And he sells it like t Tom from Tom and Jerry, just got a mallet to the head. His face <laughs> changed, it was fantastic. Um, then there was just the, the sort of shoot nature of the, the finish, just yes. coming out of nowhere after saw Aura was dominating. Uh, it was a really good match, I thought, for what it was. Yep, well done, lads. Yeah. After the match, Wesley is here. He seems to think he has the next shot of Mello in the bag, but Ilya's like, no, pal, what you smirking? Tack. Mello is here. So I should point out he's Direct from, quote. I should point out he's from Russia. <laughs> Mello is here and reveals that last week he spoke to Sean Michaels, and the result was that Ilya and Wes being booked in number one contenders match next week, lads. It feels like we've missed a few chapters of the uh, the old Mello story. Because last week he was very insecure. He was like, Oh, trick, people think I can't win without you at ringside. Ooh. Then all of a sudden this week he's like, I win all the time. I beat you. I beat you. I win. You fight to fight me. <laughs> He's very assured this week, so it feels like we've missed a couple of chapters. Just had an off day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they just forget what they're doing in the next team. They have to do, and they like, have done oh. here. <laughs> Dom Dom is tearing up the rule book. No, he was reading it. He tore it up mentally. 
Oh, okay. Thank you. It was, I think it was a reference to a line they made on Coventry later on. Oh, Dom I, Dom was mentally tearing up the rule book. I, I heard that line. I didn't go back and watch the segment. So oh, I okay. must have just tore it up. Going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's ready to wear his lovely purple and black referee shirt, gifted him by his mummy. Well, who else is going to buy it? Has Mammy just been to like an outlet store? <laughs> she seems to be buying like random yeah, tat for that, everybody. Keeping the crew together because like, well, I always want to split up, but you've got the effort of making me this gear. I'm like, it's very flattering. Mammy's like, what do I need to do? I know, I'll pop to the range. Just get everybody something from there. <laughs> I've spent a few seconds in my head there trying to think of a pun for Purple Aki to relate to a well-known shop and I can't do it. Purple Aldi? <laughs> Purple Aldi! <laughs> That's where you can buy clothes from, Purple Aldi. Yeah, you can get purple briefcases, purple referee shirts, everything purple from Purple Aldi. Come to Purple Aldi for all your purple-related merchandising needs. I used to be down and out, now I'm up and over. Thanks, Purple Aldi. (laughs) Rhea Ripley had no style before she started shopping at Purple Aldi. Now she's got style for days. And now we'll we're all be calling her mother. <laughs> we're apparently doing the 1940s broadcast voice for these adverts. But uh, they're airing at an undisclosed time and location. <laughs> That's because there's no rations here, just purple. Just purple clothing <laughs> for there's, all the people. There's no rationing her style. <laughs> I'll say, what ho. My, I almost fell off my penny farthing when I saw her in NXT this week. <laughs> What a delightful crumpet. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bucket Cheese food has arrived at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Biscotti, we're not ordering that That's European kind of food. Biscotti, there's a war on. Custard cream. <laughs> oh no, the Hindenburg has fallen. <laughs> Nathan Fraser. Oh god, somehow less ridiculous what we're just doing. Nathan Fraser is here. He's interviewed. Oh god, and reveals that he is never going to slow down despite going viral last week for nearly beheading himself on the top rope. I have no idea why he would bring this up. Whatever, it's NXT. He says some other cheesy bollocks. What do the lads think about cheesy balls? <laughs> Ooh, I'm cheesy never going to slow down, despite the fact that I'm still, still doing an interview. <laughs> uh, he looked so miserable and old doing his pit. I'll put on Twitter. I'll just say it out loud now because no one reads my Twitter. Uh, he doesn't look like Nathan Fraser anymore. He looks like the time traveler that's come back to warn Nathan Fraser about the orcas. He'll be glad that Thea Hale's going through this gimmick change where she's being subdued by JC Jane because that's obviously what's aging him a lot. To keep things kayfabe, brother, brother. <laughs> Some people in the comments said, like, this is what Florida does to a man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite funny how, in a weird way, his father, Seth Rollins, and him are going through similar similar storylines. Adam Pierce is telling Seth Rollins to slow down in terms of his schedule. Uh, Nathan Fraser's being told to slow down because he can't run the ropes properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then we're champion of the world on Raw and some guy who can't run the ropes on NXT. Yeah, you're exactly the same. And, but it's the it's the moment where he looks at the camera and is like, oh, will you slow down or whatever the interviewer asks him? He goes, never! Down the camera. It works when Rick Mayhill used to do it in that character, like Bombardier. Yes. Never! It works then. But when you just Nathan Fraser, the wrestler, the nice fella, you look like a right prat. <laughs> yeah, and he lost he the match lose, as yeah. well, so... Uh, JC Jane is polluting the mind of Thea Hale. <laughs> Gigi Dolan arrives to say her piece. JC is taking advantage of that child, she says. Blair Davenport is here, and she's having a go at Gigi. Why can't everyone just get along? Gigi and Thea are set to do battle later in the night. Uh, yeah, this was like when the good students sat next to the bad kid, and they go, uh-oh, it's a terrible twosome. No, 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 you have to sit dif- uh, apart for this class. Yeah, it's a slow burn, because Thea, I, I was... Trying to think of a better word, but she was looking more saucy than normal. Yes. In her getup, she had like a smaller top on compared to what she normally wears mm. as part of Chase U. So JC Jane is making her naughty 
<laughs> Toxic Attraction 2.0. Yeah. Oh, God, I. Yeah. But I, she is being toned down now, is Thea Hale. Not the uh, the person who kept Bodie Haywood up all night with her screaming and whatnot. That's how it Stop it, Tom. Stop it. No, Tom, no. She would run around the room, Tom, and not let the poor lad get a good night's sleep, and now he's not even in the university anymore. It's terrible. Wow. It's terrible. But Gigi Dolan, what a whiny, whiny arse. I know, <laughs> God, oh, you're there picking on her, taking advantage of her. Just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in a house. How <laughs> oh, you struggled. Uh, you, house. you were lucky you had a house. <laughs> I had a shoebox in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but it's every week people just... in England lived in chew boxes during the war <laughs> and half of the Kaiser bombing them all every week so anyone you see anyone you see is like oh you, you're a you're a bad person oh. and they're just like because she says that and then all the person just says shut up yeah, shut up <laughs> <laughs> she's got no comeback <laughs> it's only so a... that's all I had to say I thought that would work really well on you it's oh. only a few sets removed which is a shame from like 2000 2001 where it was always like on WCW it was like you bitch you skank yeah. you skank you bitch you cow that's all it was <laughs> so it's only a, a few Gamma steps pub. Gamma <laughs> pub. it's only a few steps removed from that which is yeah. a shame in the Global Heritage Invitational Group B, this isn't read real Nathan <laughs> Fraser topples a very valiant dull Hudson oh he absolutely destroys him after this result, here are the standings. Does anyone care? No. What? Oh, sorry. Uh, Joe Coffey won. No? Oh, two points, two matches remaining. Nathan Fraser, two points, one match remaining. Delightful Hoods, people just twitching out now. <laughs> two points, one match remaining. Uh, Millwall United won. <laughs> United, no. Uh, Hank and Tank are speaking to the Creeds at the Diamond Dojo. Lucian Price and... Well, wait there. We need to talk about the match because this was a barn burner. Duke Hudson defeated Tazawa. On level up on Friday, it's a main event man getting thwacked by Dull. That's where <laughs> Dull's points came from. Oh, yeah, he beat Tazawa. Oh God, yeah, level up. That's what we need to add to this podcast. It's not <laughs> long enough as it bloody is. Yeah, Duke was doing Samoa Joe's like corner Urinagi thing, and Nathan. Oh, was Duke it? then turned into an arsehole because he's sort of like, oh, get along with me, pal. And then Nathan <laughs> slapped him, and he was like, well, I'll give you what for for doing that to me, pal. <laughs> Because he's now from South London. Um, uh, next <laughs> team. Uh, next team. It was a great reverse like the Razor's Edge from Nathan, and then he wins with a wonderful Phoenix splash. And again, we're sat there thinking, he's a tippy-top tier wrestler, yeah. is Nathan Fraser. Let's forget about the, the, the running of the ropes last week. But it's just the character. Change the Make him a mute. Put him in a mask. Give him a ball gag so he can't talk. <laughs> Work to his strengths. Ball gag him. <laughs> Cut his tongue out. <laughs> Just to make sure. This doesn't break character. <laughs> it's the only... Hey, look, Nathan, do you want to be the main event of WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> Hooray, That's the curse is lifted. Better than he Nathan stops talking and no one is ever injured again holding the women's tag team titles. It's not a coincidence. They dress him as the Sultan. <laughs> I can take uh, nice. our speaker of the Creed that I'm a dojo. Lucian Price and Bronco Nima are also here. As is Scripps, who isn't their family, but they are his people. The segment ends with Scripps saying he can relate to Price and Nima, which we already knew because they appeared established as a tree on TV for a few. Yeah, what the hell was this? It was weird, wasn't it? Have they just have they just done that thing where they got all the notes and dropped them and it's got oh, yeah. whatever? I'll pretend few, these are in the right order. They've dropped a few pages and not picked them back up again. I yeah, think. we yeah. know that like oh whatever. Uh, Hank and Tank were quite funny in this one, asking a pair of brothers if they've ever fought or talked to each other before. 
And the, 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 the crew's just like, what? We're brothers. Of course we have. Yeah. <laughs> Hang down. Yeah, but your name's a Julius and Brutus. I mean, <laughs> come on. That's where the segment should have ended. Though. The stuff with the Bronco and Nima, uh, not Bronco and Nima, uh, Bronco and Lucian should have, uh, yeah. it was just, yeah, whatever. Dabakato is toppled by Tyler Bate in a match that certainly happened in this week's NXT. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Bate, who Tied is very happy that Nathan Frazier's around because now everyone's like, God, Tyler Bate looks great this week. Tyler, pick, Tyler picked him up, <laughs> spun him around for a bit. Yeah, yeah, he spun him really, around. Really impressive, man. Spun him around like an old worldy like Spitfire propeller. The old he game. spun around like the SS Yamato and then dumped him <laughs> in the sea. I mean, there's no coming SS back for Dabakato. Dab- <laughs> <laughs> there's Baby no coming ship. back for Dabakato now. He's oh, lost, I hope not. He's lost to a man half his size. Yay. You can't do that in the WWE of all promotions, surely. Size matters in the WWE. Do you remember Big Cass and Bra- Daniel Bryan back in the day? I oh. can reach the top shelf. You can't. <laughs> that was the And feud. that was the feud. <laughs> oh. Dom and Mello have a little bit of interaction backstage. I honestly can't remember what happened here, but I hope you wrote it down in my other notes. I Jack did. picked the worst week to take off. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, Dominic Mysterio runs into Connor Hayes and nothing much is said. That's all I got. There we go then. It didn't, it wow, wasn't. I'm glad that was written down. <laughs> Roxanne Perez and Lyra Surname are chatting in the locker room about Dom Dom. Kiana James, fresh of her defeat at Tiffy Strats, arrives in the locker room and is angry. The segment ends with the conscious... Conscious of NXT? Conscience of NXT. Conscience. There we go. Roxanne seemingly booking herself in a match with Kiana. Oh, well, that's good, cool stuff there. Oh, yeah, with uh, with Mello, Dom was saying, like, oh, you've got your challenger for... Oh, like, challengers set for no mercy like they're going to fight to get to no mercy i'm going to pick who mine is so he's going to yeah. whizzle wazzle someone in the match that we learned in that little segment there with Mello, uh, which was interesting and then lyra and roxanne are sick of don being north american champion even though it's not their division bros it's not their division why should they care <laughs> sticking their noses in hey terrible once again you're right about everything <laughs> Um, I don't know what to say about the thing. Yeah, it, Kiana came in and they had a fight. Yeah. Roxanne and Kiana are going to have a match, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing more yeah, bad. I don't know what to say. Big Baz Corbin isn't asked about who wins tonight between Bron Breaker and Terry Spunk in their no DQ war later on tonight. But he will be at ringside on commentary to take a look at what Booker has ordered for dessert. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> Burn the ships, it says here. He must care somewhat then. <laughs> yeah, really. I think he's lying. Yeah, that's heel. Yeah. <laughs> Mustafa Ali defeats Dragon Lee after some tomfoolery. God, that'd be a great name for an NXT wrestler. From <laughs> the special guest referee, Dirty Dom Mysterio. After the match, Ali tells Dom that he didn't want to win like that, so he drops him. But you're a heel, aren't you, Ali? Like, it's a bit What the vague, hell's happening with this he's episode of NXT? He's shades of grey. Are they testing to see if anyone actually watches this bloody show? <laughs> and we're the only idiots that go, get yeah, us. Because he has been, he's been heel certain weeks, and then other weeks he's been quite sort of baby-facey and valiant, he hasn't he? As old yeah. Ali. So I don't know what he is currently. He just sort of flip-flops. Badly written. Yeah. Uh, Booker T ref- refusing to move when someone does a spot on the announce table, finally bit him on the arse. And finally, <laughs> Ali went flying into what I think it was. Um, he dropped his cake. Viscotti! Everywhere! Dom was an interesting part of this match because he was calling it down the middle for the longest part. And then at the end, he didn't. So it was weird. I don't know what to say about that, but that's what happened. Uh, Ali did a Dom, jack- I think Dom was there for a bit and he was I don't care. <laughs> I know, yeah. Who cares what's bloody show? I assume he's diddled Dragon Lee because he wears a mask. You're a, man, <laughs> a second later, and now I'm everywhere. You absolute funny. 
Are you serious? Are you serious? He did that because of the mask, yeah? Like his dad. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's it. Ali did a jackhammer, though, which was a shock. I think he did it nicely, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, just, um, yeah. In kayfabe, who would you rather wrestle, lads, out of Dragon Lee and Ali? Dragon Ooh. Lee and Mustafa Ali. Oh. Well, Dragon Lee's an unproven commodity. Mustafa Ali's at least been on PLEs or pay-per-views. Yeah, you can predict Ali. You've got more to work with with Ali. Has yeah. Ali won a title? No. Yeah, hasn't he? I think oh. the closest he came was that WrestleMania 34 kickoff show. Yeah. Oh, God, why do I remember that? It's good, good memory. How like. sad. Amazing. <laughs> wow, everyone else is trying to forget <laughs> WrestleMania 34, right? Ooh. Hey, what a night it was. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Ilya Dragunov pissed me confused while speaking with Tricky Willie. Uh, Ilya asks Tricky why he said he thought Mello could beat him when Mello already has. <laughs> Explaining why Trick thinks this way. <laughs> There's more to this and Ilya makes even less... What, what is happening here, Ross? Yeah, I don't quite understand where Ilya was coming from because he was like, you have to prove it to yourself and your friend and prove it to yourself, but also your friend. He's beat you already, pal. That's why he said he believes he, that Melo can beat you again because he already beat you a few weeks ago. AEW and WWE <laughs> have been so good this week. One show had to be bad just to reset the balance, think, and this was it this time. One of the main writers for NXT must have must have been like on holiday in Cyprus for a week. And, and they just... asked Booker T, <laughs> what's happening with the storylines? And Booker just guessed. Oh, uh, yeah. he, might, he might think he can win. I don't know, Biscardi. Um, but he, he said that you can keep lying to your best friend or keep lying to yourself, which I guess kind of makes sense because he believes in himself. But then the bit he read out there, yeah, I don't know what Ely was smoking here. Maybe some tuck. That's a two mentions of tack this yeah. week. For up, those the bus, up. up the buzzcocks. <laughs> up the buzzcocks. <laughs> Drew Gulak, Charlie Dempsey, and Damien Kemp yell at Miles Bourne for teaming up with Brooks, Jensen, and Josh Briggs. Miles is just looking for some tossed salads and scrambled eggs in the NXT shed, but he hasn't had the opportunity to find them yet. Next week, the evil shooters will make sure he gets the chance. They call again. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Seattle. <laughs> I see. I assume that the lads are going to batter. Poor old little Miles. I say poor old little Miles. He's a big strapping boy. Yeah, we'll call him. A, we'll treat him like he's a kid. Little aren't we? Miles. Yeah. Just before this, by the way, do you see the Connor's Cure link that Vic and Booker try to shoot? Ah! So oh, on, on Raw, there's a it's uh the Connor it's the Connor Cure month. Thing, oh, Connor's Cure. All right. Yeah. So they're doing the big link for the, the here's the, how you donate to the charity. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And on Raw, Wade did the link properly, where obviously the, Wade is Booker's role, obviously being the the, the the color commentator, and he said he he slaps the thing to his wrist while saying like tag in Bosh. Put the thing on your wrist. Whereas Booker just goes, <laughs> and Vic's like, "You didn't say the line. What are you doing?" And Vic, oh, I didn't know. Vic that. half stops talking before this segment comes to an end. She's like, "You didn't do it." And he just fades <laughs> to black. So bad. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Booker, Booker just oh. knocked him for six by not doing what he was supposed to do. Clearly, <laughs> Booker's just hungry. <laughs> He's had three meals and the show's not even halfway finished. I'm sure all Wade does was like, tag in, snap the thing on your wrist. That's all Booker had to do. But he messed it up. Just look confused. I have no idea. It was so good. Before Google look. I like to think that... I revisit that because it sounds amazing. I want them to keep cutting back to the announce table and there's just more food arriving. Like half-eaten plates. Lean into the whole Booker T thing and just have him just eating his dinner all the way through. It looks like the dinosaur scene from Hulk. Empty plates everywhere. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Pete Crayway start a feud with Booker because you turn up, you, you go, oh man, he's here. And then like a helmet Deliveroo driver comes down the ramp. Like, <laughs> Here's your dinner, pain, takes it off. It's, I don't know, Miles Bourne. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
DJ Yiff cuts a promo about Dijak, even though he lost to Dijak like last week on TV, he did. He makes a funny noise at the end of the promo. It's great. It's like when a child thinks they're a racing car in the living room of their disgruntled uncle. <laughs> so he's cutting this promo, right? He's like, Dijak, you had to use your belt this time, another thing the other time, but I'm ready for you. I want to fight you once more. He just goes, meow, at the end. And he leaves the shot and he's a little car. I'm sure it's like an actual. I'm gonna beat you next week. I'm sure it's like an actual noise that you know means something to someone. But to me, who knows nothing about anything, it sounded like a little oh, racing car. Hall of Fame episode this week. Jesus, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a wolf and a car and a DJ. Jesus. There's one person. You got people on the roster with no gimmicks. So you got yeah. You got in with three. <laughs> It's like a Swiss army knife of crap. <laughs> Axiom and Butch fight to a tournament drawing group pay the Heritage Cup. Here are the standings. You're a cruel human being for making me read these. Butch, three points, one match remaining. Axiom, one point, two match. Charlie Bate, Charlie Dempsey. After the match, Tyler Bate is on the ramp, smiling and waving. The creepy little Beatrix Potter nonce. <laughs> I am trying to fit in, Matthew. <laughs> Is he? I, did I miss a trick here? Is Tyler facing Butch? I don't know. Because Tyler's got no points in this tournament. There was a promo. So why is he out there going? Hey! There was a promo last week where he's like, "Oh yeah, me and Butch go way back," but that's that's ah. as far as it went. And now he's out there going. Unless they're having a match in the bracketology thing, maybe. maybe. Well, three matches. Yeah, he must do then. Yeah. Yeah. But I, Axiom, I thought was sensational in this match. He's very, very mm, good. Yeah. Um, Butch was just twisting all the body parts and doing all of his butchy things. I like the fact it ended in a time limit draw. I think that's the first time it's happened in the heritage group stages. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's been made a rule, so you might as well utilize it. Um, mm. I thought it was the ending was quite good with a bitter end. Um, you know, thinking he had it won, but he didn't. Um, Noam Dars, a wolf, also will end in this segment because oh, obviously of course, the met yes. metaphor up on the, uh, on the plinth ring at the top there where Toxic Attraction used to sit. And he's got like a wolf hat on with ears. Yeah. So he's a wolf. He's an alpha. That's why he's got a... Much like crew. us. We're all wolves. <laughs> oh, wait. Do you think that's what TJ Yip was trying to do? Look, we've been online. People think you're a furry. All right. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to get you next week. <laughs> <laughs> My new gimmick is now wolf chased by the police. <laughs> <laughs> After the match, oh, I've done that. Terry Spunk comes all over his table verbally. Yes, uh, this was an amazing promo. The days of right, Von yeah. Wagner come Tuesday, Terry Spunk when he's doing hardcore matches are long gone because he's cutting a promo. You can't see who he's saying it to, so my mind was thinking, oh, he's cutting the promo to the, the, the therapist he was shagging a few weeks ago. Do you remember when he was in love with someone? How can yeah. I forget? <laughs> But he's like, ever since you came in my life, you changed everything for the better. The birds are chirping, the fans are cheering, and it just makes me feel a certain type of way. Please understand. <laughs> Please understand. I don't want to hurt you or make you feel bad about yourself, but life with you is so much more fun. <laughs> and it, the, pan, the camera pans out, or whatever the right table is. And who is it? It's a bloody announced table. It's a table! <laughs> he's in love with a table. He's going to have they sex with a table. They should have drawn a smiley face on it. <laughs> Break is going to get Look his Look how pretty she is. She's so beautiful. Going to put a pair of suspenders on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the table's had spins. Break is... a hole drilled at the bottom of the table. <laughs> oh, God. I had sex with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
We shouldn't laugh. He's now deceased. It's a, t- it's a terrible <laughs> thing. Uh, after the ending of the show. What oh, an ending of the show. But anyway. Uh, yeah, the- oh, no. I forgot about the ending. <laughs> As if the show was ridiculous enough this week. He said the catchphrase, though, which is the most important thing. Break is going to get his ass table tonight. Get a You're going to get tables. <laughs> come on, come I like how different. I like how different our... Von Wagner impressions are. <laughs> You're gonna get tables. You're getting tables. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, My name God. is Von Wagner. <laughs> Hello. I'm Terry Spunk. I'm having a great day. <laughs> oh. I'm friends with my dad. <laughs> Doris Punk. My dad was Doris Punk Senior. <laughs> Train at the Spunk You. <laughs> gotta go, Vince. My horse is You're sick. an egg spunking dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Back at the dojo. Is this the Spunk the, You dojo? Oh, yeah, of course oh. it is. Where else would it be? The tag champs are worried about all the other teams in there with them. Either lovers or cousins, and hopefully not both. I can't believe the show, and I saw it this week. Not both Angel and Hamoto there. Some words are said in a massive orgy in shoes. Yeah, why not? Uh, There was a shoot shot from Angel to Joe Tony. You should have heard his cheeks wobble. Just like that, it was. That's the noise it made. It was incredible. Brock, Brock Lenza defeats Gigi Dolan of a Kamura. I've written down Lenza. Bollocks. It was a long week. Thanks to the sis from Blair Davenport. Thanks for Brock to show up. Yeah, JC Jane was telling Thea to turn this, like, the Chase You stuff down, like put down the uh, megaphone thingy she brings out with her. Stop being so annoying when she's like walking around the ring like a human being. Um, it's mad because it's what I was shouting for Thea to become at the start of like the Chase You run, but now I'm in love with Chase yeah. You. It's sad to see her having a Chase You-ness strip away. This is great. I'm not going to go to the toilet because I'm laughing so <laughs> oh hard. I really need to go to the toilet. <laughs> Just read the We'll carry on. I'll hear you. <laughs> Although Gigi t- Tom had a nice delayed kick to the back of the ear where she did, you know, grab it. I, and then did the little... I genuinely think Gigi Dolin's like a... Is he a, okay? What's just happened? He's, he just needed the toilet. We've done a lot of laughs. There's, there's worse ways. There's worse reasons to storm out of an interview. <laughs> but I think he's... I think I think that Gigi's genuinely like a big... Like a, a star in the in, on the making. I do. They and just I, need to sort out a character, Tom. There just needs to be a little bit more to it other than... Less money I was everybody. poor and I've got a nice bottom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We need more than that. Like, <laughs> no, because she said it to the, it to the thing. We said, "Oh, I'm the I've got the best ass on Instagram." It's something. true, Tom. It's all true. And I find that difficult when you consider that you know, um, Mad Cat Moss is on Instagram. Well, he's got a wonderful ass himself, he's got of course. A smashing Instagram ass. The Gigi survives the Kimura for a long time. Then Blair Davenport comes down and moves to her arm. Kimura's back on. Then she taps out. But yeah. It's weird to see what JC Jane is doing to, uh, to Thea Hale. I hope it doesn't end in tears for Andre Chase. Do you think that we do see a Toxic Attraction 2.0? With Thea, JC, and... And Blair Dumbledore. Oh! What would that be called? Toxic Attraction 2.0. <laughs> All in rainbow colour. I mean, they could be called the Mean Girls. <laughs> They are the mean girls. Why the hell not? I've got to do math. Oh, no, I, can no. do it. I can do oh, it. Uh, Ivy Nile, who's be- only been gone for a few minutes, finds a panting pair of creeds, which I believe means that it'll be a longer winter. <laughs> 
fresh from their orgy with the rest of the tag team roster. And they say it's good to be back. It was so cheesy, but so nice at the same time. Like the, putting on a pair of socks for the first time in a while. They had a good little fight. <laughs> a pair of socks on for the first time in a while. What, like, like, are they like your favourite socks? Yeah, your favourite socks. They're back on your feet. They are cheesy, but they're back on your feet. <laughs> you should wash them if they get that way. <laughs> uh, Lara Valkyria and Kalani Jordan are having a nice chat until a very insecure Dana Brooke is on the scene. And I don't know why she was insecure. We'll, we'll find out. Dana doesn't want anyone else speaking to Kalani. She doesn't want to ruin the upstart's career all by herself. Were you wearing shorts all the time? Yes. No. <laughs> God, change me my booing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Was that what you did, Big Poo? <laughs> yeah. Wow. so much the trousers broke. A laughter poo. Oh, God. That was quick. It squeezed out me like a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> Jesus. I hope you do a laughter poo this week. Call the Holly Wrestling Podcast. Help me lose weight. <laughs> Just being on it. Oh, what are we talking about? Yeah, I was going to say. Ian Lyra, that bit, where oh, Dana Brooke walks in. Oh, I wouldn't want to miss anything. Yeah, um, imagine Dana Brooke having a go at you for not coming along faster when she hasn't improved since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst, isn't We saw a roll of Stride Duma player down ball the other week. Bloody hell. Dana doesn't want anyone else speaking to Kalani. She wants to ruin the upstarts career all by herself. Just team up with her. <laughs> and it's no DQ time. The hardcore legend, middle-aged and crazy like a fox. No, that's DJ, whatever. <laughs> Terry Spunk loses to Bron Breaker despite putting the little Steiner through a shoot wall. <laughs> shoot wall. It was a shoot wall, brother. <laughs> he went it's flying. It's a wall. It's the shoot wall. <laughs> After the bell, Bron cracks open Cum's head with the steel steps. I imagine it looked like opening a chocolate egg. Chocolate egg. I read. <laughs> opening a chocolate egg at Easter time. Rip Cum Tuesday. I hope Braun has been arrested as this podcast recording. Now, um, oh, I kind of speak. I can shed a bit of light on this. Now, oh, we, it's, now according God. to um, uh, Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net, right, this segment, now, it, what was planned was Braun hits, come with the steps, fade to black. That was all planned. But apparently, Breaker miscalculated slightly and hit him on the back of the neck. No, he's actually dead. Is he? <laughs> Sure, like there was genuine because Shawn Michaels came out no! after if you know how big his head was <laughs> Shawn Michaels came out and did a bit in the ring with Bron Breaker like, like took, as medics took come Tuesday I'm away I'm getting a bit emotional here there's, there's <laughs> so video, is he actually injured there's video of him with a towel on the back of his head and you can see blood on the towel now, bear in mind that obviously there's, you know, this could be a thing, but bear in mind also that this bit wasn't meant to be shown because it went to black. Yeah. So unless you're doing it for the for the purpose of the live crowd, no. Wagner's got banged up. And he was saying... <laughs> so Brosby told, look, this bit isn't going to air, so, you know, all right, legit hits him. Terry's been cut down in his prime. <laughs> Potentially. Terry was gathering momentum with his table lover, and now he's been F-bomb, Bron Breaker. No, wait, are we, are we not looking at the other way around and that? They realized how bad it was going to be. Oh no, wait, it's live, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's live. The way it was, the way oh. you... no, the the blackout bit was planned. Yeah, like yeah. all of that was meant to go the way it was meant okay, to go. Yeah, okay. But I think what it sounds like, Bron Breaker just sort of miscalculated and hit him in the wrong, like hit him properly in the back of the head and the neck, and may have cut him. Because the way you would think with the stairs, you remember yeah. when Kate Kane used to like get hit with the stairs, hold up, fall back, yeah. but his head wouldn't actually. It was in the triangle yeah, yeah, yeah. gap bit. You would assume that's how it was going to get hit. Yeah, but if he's actually hurt Terry Spunk, <laughs> my God, there's been there's now the, the perfect that... end of this. Like, <laughs> yeah, what a very confusing episode of NXT though. It yeah. was. It was a roller coaster. This match was incredible though. 
Terry trying his best to be a white meat baby face. The crowd not really getting along with him, but that's fine. I'm here for you, Terry. Uh, the kendo stick and the mouse standing recliner was badass that yeah. he got out of and reversed. Obviously, the wall stuff was fantastic. Then he got tabled at the end. <laughs> he got the catchphrase in there. Brian, you've been tabled. Um, Bron needs to learn to sell. You've been stirred. <laughs> He's been killed. Uh, Bron needs to learn to sell because he just got tabled by Terry Spunk. And then mm. he was straight up and then getting out of whatever. It was a really, really yeah. quick, even by the standards of modern wrestling. It's like, oh, well, I've been tabled. I don't care. Yeah, straight away. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully Bron's okay. Sorry, hopefully Bron dies a death. A horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorical death. I hope he's in pain. I don't actually wish death upon him, but a literal it, metaphorical death. If he's harmed a head on that kid's head, oh, I can't even talk anymore. It's been a long. I know, man. What am I trying to say? If he's harmed a hair on Terry Spunk's head, that's right. I'll spank his bottom. That's what I'll do, and he'll recover from it in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dynamite! AE dynamite, aka the final lap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on page in a spot of bother. <laughs> I did the notes for the dynamite. Tom they're Donald. not as they're nowhere near as funny. I didn't realise the bar was this high. I've put in a couple of rye gags, but that's about it. So help us out. That's it's a hard act to follow, to be honest. Yeah, my God. Orange Cassidy opens the show, bruised and bandaged from his war with the Kaiser. Uh, John Moxley. <laughs> with Jonathan Moxley. Cassidy said he was told to stay home and said he'll be there every week because I'm Orange Cassidy and I don't have a catchphrase. As Orange walked down the ramp, he had a brief stare down with Moxie, who entered the ring via the crowd, as he always does. Then Moxie opened the show and retained the national title over AR Fox in the opening match. Darby Allen accompanied AR Fox to the ring, went to the back to watch the match with Nick Wayne, who looked thrilled. <laughs> Fox had a few good flurries late in the match, letting a shooting star off the apron. However, Fox got caught suddenly with a King Kong lariat and a Death Rider for the clean win. Darby Allen raised Fox's hand in the ring. And then, as that's happening, Christian Cage, alongside Luchasaurus, approached Nick Wayne backstage and said his dead dad was a rubbish wrestler. <laughs> Cage said if you want to be a true mentor, he should look to a champion, obviously Christian, mm -hmm. and told Nick to say hi to his mom for him. So if, if Cage becomes Wayne's dad, does that create a paradox? <laughs> hey, nice talk. Wow, yeah, there was uh, three three segments there, back-to-back, -back, working really well. Yeah, I think a uh, big pop for Orange Cassidy, soaking that in. We all thought this might be Orange Cassidy taking a bit of time away, mm. but it looks as if, nah, he's going to crack on. Well, John Moxley was supposed to have bloody time away as well, but CM Punk, a CM Punk. They just don't like time off, do they? Yeah. I was a big fan of the split screen they did with Orange's reaction to John coming out and all that sort of yeah. stuff. It was nice. I want to see more split screens. Up the split screens. Up the split screens. I thought the story of the match was quite nice when you remember Moxley's match against Ray Phoenix, where he changed yeah. how Ray Phoenix had to wrestle, but he didn't really get to change how AR Fox wrestled in this match, which I thought was très intéressant, as the French might say. <laughs> the lariat before the Death Rider was lovely, though, and AR Fox, he got a fair amount of offense in, I thought, mm. for what you might be expecting with, you know, the news about AR Fox and all that, all mm. in bollocks. Um, but yeah, it was a nice little match. We thought, like, I thought it might have been like just Moxley obliterating him and just mm. sending him away for a bit, but no, yeah. it was... Uh... In the lariat, go back to... Dark elevation. He's like, it's not on anymore. He's like, bollocks. <laughs> but Christian, when he walks up to Nick, when he goes, Nick, you're a fine boy. <laughs> which is a nice way to start the promo. Which is the, which is not what I would say about your dad. <laughs> but then he, but at the same time, he's like, yeah, you're a dick, Christian. But yeah, that, that was an even bigger dick for yeah. leaving AR Fox. Yeah. And then going back to AR Fox. Yeah. I can't get over that, mate. If, if your pal was in despair, just leave him alone just to deal with their own bollocks while you saunter off and have your nice happy life. Mm. Or happy-ish. Look, you don't need to live your life with hate. And it's like, Darby, you're wearing goth 
paint and you jump off and stuff. <laughs> like, a yeah, guy goes like right. Darby Allen going, cheer up, pal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Thank> God's sake. <laughs> I guess that's a lesson for us all. That we should never judge a book by its cover. Yes. Chris Outlander <laughs> retained the TBS title against Emi Sakura. Sakura was dominant from the off with a tiger driver and a crossbody against the ring steps. After a chop exchange and a clothesline off, Sakura got dropped off top rope and Satlander followed up with a Wednesday night fever for the win. What bloody hell? Hey, women's match on second. They're making progress. <laughs> Not um, that kind of progress. <laughs> oh. anyway, Hard-hitting stuff here with Emmy being um, emote Sakura, I've put here. That's terrible. <laughs> Great facials. Oof, who wrote that? <laughs> Did you see the video of Emmy Sakura on, that she put on Twitter last night when her and Saray were having a bit of beef? Oh, no. Uh, it was during Saray's entrance to All In where she obviously, no one thought this at the time, I don't think, but she stole Emmy Sakura's gimmick, didn't she, with the We Will mm. Rock You? Oh, yeah, and Emmy yeah, yeah. was there crying. Oh, like, I saw her crying. Yeah, yeah, oh. Yeah. oh, it was heart-wrenching. Oh. oh, fell for her. Poor lass. But then she got the ring here against Chris Statlander and took it all out on Chris. Yeah. It was a meaty match, lots of big strikes. I like the, the delayed backbreaker from Emmy as well where she just swung around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I was was a really good match. It over-delivered from what you might expect from before. Good. They're yeah. getting the TBS, ti TBS title rules. It's the other one that sucks. <laughs> Roddy Strong, neck brace and all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Had a sit-down interview with the kingdom. He opened up about his parents' addictions and struggles and how he would have to fend for himself with a... <laughs> With just a BB gun by his side. When he was passing out alone. <laughs> Roddy said wrestling is everything to him. He declared, I grew up alone and I'll win this limited tournament alone starting tonight. Oh, he's such a great bitch. <laughs> that is fantastic. Same, I have heard people speculate that there's a bit of a dig at CM Punk here, but I guess we'll be seeing about every bloody angle in the next few months. Um, How? Oh, constantly injured. Always complaining. <laughs> Got no friends. I thought the way the shot was like set up, I thought he had his hands on the knees of the kingdom, but it wasn't. It was just a chair uh, that was blurred into the sort of with the background as well. Wouldn't it be funny if he just had his hands on both their knees? Their <laughs> Hold me, boys. I can't get through this. Yeah. And as he's talking, one hand starts to creep up. Matt Taven just goes. <laughs> Fan fiction there from top. Um, Rally soon. Really nice to see a bit of character from Roddy that wasn't just frat boy. Yeah. Yeah. Roddy's just hilarious because they made that new graphic for him for all the matches. Oh, God, Taz died. <laughs> With his glasses on. <laughs> yeah, the neck brace and the thing is, Taz is like, like next up, we have Roddy Strong versus Trent Brennan. Taz like, <laughs> Joel, look at him. Joel Gertner's had a glup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not sure, really. The <laughs> Sex Gods, Jericho and Guevara defeated Aussie Open. Jericho and Guevara worked well despite their recent tensions. Ozzy had a few great flurries, with Sammy constantly saving Jericho from double-team moves. Jericho accidentally knocked Guevara off the apron, which almost cost them, but Jericho lands a sudden juice effect for the win. Post-match, Sammy and Jericho start shoving each other, which caused security to rush out. For shoving? Like, all like, the beatdowns happen on this show. The one-man like, concerto nearly bloody happened. CM Punk and Jungle Boy, of course, security guards <laughs> in AEW. Oh, on yeah. edge. Yeah. On edge at all times. That would be it, yeah. Um, I was shocked at how much of a babyface reaction Chris and Sammy got in the, the build-up yeah. to this match, but it was really loud. Uh, I thought there was a nice spot where Ozzy Open were going for a double thing on Jericho and uh, Sammy cut off Mark Davis off yeah, the turnbuckle. I thought Kyle Fletcher was really good in this match. Oh, yeah. There was a bit towards the end where he had like a couple of kicks running across the ring on Jericho and he just he looked like the dog's bollocks, so he did. Yeah, and two, two of the lads who were really good at moting 
and like he 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 just humming it up. And moten. Oh, emote. <laughs> what, you meant like Raoul Moten? Oh. <laughs> to moat. <laughs> to to moat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I moat, you moat, he she moats, they moat. <laughs> To go <laughs> oh, too soon, um, and yeah, I hope Sammy accepted it was a mistake because it clearly was. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a full match here. Don Callis was on commentary. He really made this by pointing out Jericho is doing his usual thing of letting his partner do all the hard work and then took all the glory. I thought it was a nice bit of like, ah, yeah. twisting the the knife. And again, bad guys will accidentally hit, hit one over a tag team, and it's like ah, it happens. Whatever. Good guys will end year-long friendships after an accidental touch. Shocking, isn't it? Silly wrestlers, eh? Yeah. Always <laughs> silly tables, eh? Jesus. Hall of Fame. <laughs> no. The bin. <laughs> the cultaholic bin. That'll be the good thing for next week. Uh, recap of the strap match from All Out. A close-up of Ricky Starks' scars and bruises. Starks said he proved that nobody can tap him out and said, don't give me a piece of bread and say I've been fed. I want a full meal. To which Booker says, I agree. Biscotti. <laughs> <laughs> For starters. <laughs> yes. Um, but like, what a line that was in the promo. He, he, he's really good at getting this one good line. And what was the that's line all he you did need. earlier, which I made a note of? What, in the... Yeah, Ricky the, Starks on Collision, where he said something else food-based. <laughs> I feel like... Oh, was it? Don't put a... You can't put a lid on a boiling... Oh, dear. Yeah. I already said that don't one. Don't put it in a boiling pot. Oh, gives a full meal. So goes, Did he just do promos where he's hungry? <laughs> what can people relate to? Shutting up my handsomeness. <laughs> food! <laughs> I will deliver a beating <laughs> yeah. to Brian Danielson. <laughs> I'm uber serious about this one. <laughs> Did somebody say your seat? <laughs> Sponsorship incoming. Oh, no. Here comes a fist. Tesco whoosh. <laughs> Down with Tesco. I'm still sour. I know. Bless you. <laughs> Don't get cross. Buns. <laughs> Even oh, Joe! <laughs> Joe, the noise of a deflating balloon <laughs> from the grassy knoll. Well. Whatever. Shut up. It's hour nine. <laughs> Backstage, Renee speaks to Don and uh, Takeshita, whom Dom calls the new big dog of pro wrestling. Uh, He's beat Kenny twice in seven days. He is a large yeah. canine. Well done. And then announced a new target next week in the form of a picture. Yes, which we will show you. Next week. Oh, uh, keep them hungry like Ricky Starks. The artist behind those pictures uh, is a lovely lady by the name of Mel Coleman. Mm. Uh, we interviewed her for the Coltime <coughs> podcast feed last oh, week. God, so, sorry. So we've. If you, I, don't, I don't think she went down the wrong way. I don't yeah. know whether I don't think she's done interviews before, which has surprised me. So I was like, if you wanted to hear a bit about like how these all came to light and a bit about the woman behind these amazing portraits that Don Callis has used on Dynamite, check out the podcast feed. We have a lovely twenty-minute chat. Wow, that's nice. There you go. They are good, aren't they? They're really good. She could have done like the Jericho headless, well, head, mm. the head in one. Yeah, her, Don and Kenny. Did, one, thing, did, yeah. did Kester and Callis as a minor tour? That's right, yeah. Over the cool. and, and, and last, I think it was a Christmas, a few Christmases ago, she did the one of uh, Britt Baker and Tony Schiavone at home. <gasps> oh, she did that one! <laughs> that was Hal oh. Coleman too! God, that was great. It's great, she's brilliant. Yeah. MJF was about to address Samoa Joe, but Joe hit the ring for a front row seat, which is in the ring. MJF said Joe only came out so quickly because he thought MJF's music was the sound of the ice cream truck. And uh, Joe rebutted the last time he had anything to do with ice cream trucks was when it was the biggest star on another network. And Tom has put down, yes, who could forget Samoa Joe's run as part of Ice Cream Pro Wrestling? 
<laughs> as only Tom could say and get away with. What was that actually in reference to? Twisted though? Metal. Oh, right. Because uh, he plays the role of Sweet Tooth who drives around the ice cream truck, which <laughs> is he that did on the, the USA of. Network, is it? Or Fox? It's on Peacock in America, oh, right. which they advertised. Apparently one time they had like, hey, the re superstar Samoa Joe, and then none of the things, the things that just cut out the bit there. And everyone went, oh, Ructions. I went, well, why would they put down that? It's yeah. AW Megastars on this. Anyway, whatever. And he plays I customer number three in Funny Feet the movie as well. <laughs> what? It's an ice cream, isn't it? Funny Feet. <laughs> funny Feet? <laughs> there it is. Joe! Joe, oh, Joe's giving himself away. What's Funny Feet, funny Joe? Funny Feet ice cream. I have no idea. Yeah, right. You've funny asked. <laughs> Don't all I know. There one, yeah, that's it. Funny Feet ice cream. There we go. Funny Feet. Funny Feet ice cream. They call me Funny Feet. I'm the king of the oh, ramen. Oh, yeah. Funny Feet. Ice cream. God, you can feast on Tony that. Tony Atlas's favourite <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> 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 Look at faces. <laughs> Why would a foot have a face? That I wouldn't want to eat that. I'd want to burn that. What's that one on the far left? No, there, wait, Jill? that's an ice cream. Decompo- Decompo- oh, God. <laughs> I need some moisturiser, that one. <laughs> oh. That's good. That's oh. good one. No, the thing you clicked on before, someone stitched a funny feet ice. That's that's a thing. That's that's a that's a <laughs> thing. Oh, made that. That's a, yeah, I don't even know what to call it. A, a toy lolly. <laughs> that's why they put a face on it. Wow. <laughs> that's a treat. Sixty pounds. He's <laughs> get out. Is I want it. It says discontinued, and I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> Just continue. I have no idea why. Bring back funny feet. <laughs> God. Anyway, Small Joe's waiting in the ring for it. Callaholic, stop talking bollocks on the podcast. MJF keeps making fat jokes and tiny tit jokes. What? Oh, it's Small Joe. Whilst Joe kept, uh, kept asking MJF, what's your problem, kid? And that's all I took to get on the skin of MJF. So MJF retold the story of William Regal dismissing him after his WWE tryout. And MGF said he knocked him out and sent him back to NXT, telling Joe he'd be next if he played his cards right. Then recapped his part in NXT with Samoa Joe and how Joe shoved him into a brick wall. Joe said he did it because he thought MGF was a little bitch, which led to MGF <laughs> slapping Joe. Joe said he wouldn't take the bait and instead would win the tournament and take his title. Then, but as MGF was leaving, Joe kicked the ropes and low-blowed him. The two then brawled and Joe re-injured Max's neck. Adam Cole made the save as Joe went for a muscle buster, the medical team checked on MGF, who was saying his left arm was numb. Joe came back and said he couldn't promise he wouldn't tear MGF apart next time they crossed paths. Bitch! <laughs> yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> I love how Joe had a comeback for everything. Like, everything MGF threw them, uh, Joe had something. Even when he was talking about dicks, like, Joe was like, well, yours wasn't big enough to get circumcised properly or something like that. In worse than that he effect. said, at your breast, they're still waiting to, for enough material to work with. <laughs> It's like, okay, lads, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, dicks, willies, all right. Even, and then the, it's good. even when the crowd were chatting, like, F you, Joe, was like saying, stop speaking like your mothers do to me, because they want to F them. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the mums, Christian's got the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's no, happy. No need for Edge now. Yeah. <laughs> I do like, in terms of this, like, tournament, because a, a criticism of, like, tournaments in AEW's past has been, like, they've been too, like, a foregone conclusion, like, who's going to get to the final and win, whereas now we have two people who are definitely going to get to the final, but we don't know who's going to win. I know who ah. I would prefer out of Roddy Strong and Samoa Joe. Being who? Jo- Joe. Ooh. Joe versus MJF. Ooh, ooh, but the nice yeah, thing but is... Roddy's, got, Roddy's so good but now. But you've got Wrestle Dream, so you can do both. 
Ah. ah. I'd do. Ro- I'd have Roddy win the tournament. I'd have Joe and Roddy in the final, and like Rod- something shenanigany happen that makes Roddy win the tournament, and then you have that match a Grand Slam, and then you do Joe MJF at Wrestle Dream. Mm. I forget there's more shows. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to get past this. I'll take this more shows. This weekend, no shows. I know, I'm so happy. Like Del Rio booked for an event, no shows. <laughs> still smacked down on collision. <laughs> no <laughs> shows. I could do them and run a mile, it's all right. Uh, Roddy Strong then came out and got in Adam Cole's face, but Cole blew him off, not like that, as he Adam. needed to get to the medical room with Max. Adam. Adam. Then so Roddy Strong... They, Stro- they oh, come out to no music. Like, they just oh, run out the good. Movie. And then they get in the ring. It's like the refs are sorted out. Like there's belts lay everywhere in the ring. Like it's clearly like they're still trying to sort the ring out. But Roddy's not bothered. Even the kids <laughs> get in the ring and yeah. do their pose. Seen the belts? Not why are these still here? Like, <laughs> oh. And then uh, yeah, Roddy Strong beat Trent Barretta in a Grand Slam World Title Eliminator Quarterfinal. Strong took the neck breaks off before the match, which is what you'd hope really. And we get an evenly contested wrestling contest between the two. Roddy feigns a neck injury that leads to Trent getting hit with a grim backdrop on the the ring apron. Ugh. Beretta landed a pile driver, but Roddy got his foot on the ropes. He came back with end of heartache for the clean win. Taven immediately putting Roddy back in his neck brace afterwards. Can I just say sort of about oh. Samoa Joe and MJF before we move of on? Of course you can. Because my life is so empty, I want to maybe sound clever in a few weeks' time. They teased the muscle buster, which when coupled with the neck injury, makes me think that Joe could topple MJF. Mm. Oh! Oh, that's mm. true. Yeah, because he was going to nail it, wasn't he? Then he got cut off and it didn't happen mm. and MJF was crying. But what is the neck attached to? The back. Roderick Strong, Messiah of the Backbreaker. <laughs> back, baby. Yeah. you got to show up all his stuff here, all his maneuvers, all his wonderful things you can do to people when he's on form, which you've not seen a lot of on a- in AW, apart from that one match of Jericho, which is mostly remember for them brawling next to the Mr. Frosty ice cream maker. Oh, yeah. Whilst Excalibur went, uh, Superstar Billy Graham's dead. <laughs> That is a thing that happened. Yeah. Um, there was a lovely backdrop he did on the corner of the apron. On yeah. the, the, oh, God, it looked lovely. Um, it was right for Trent to be going after the neck of Strong and right for Roy to play possum until he wasn't. It was a lovely little setup for the match. Um, we learned that Trent had never pinned or submitted um, Roddy in singles competition, mm-hmm. and that continued, obviously. Um, the spot with a roll-through pin off the Hurricane Rana reversal. Mm-hmm. Liquid wrestling. As you say, Roddy doing the backbreakers. It's good to see. He looks the part now. He's got the gimmick and he's got the wrestling. Yes. Yeah, rather than just being the frat boy with the wrestling. Yeah. He's got a gimmick. Up the gimmicks. Up the gimmicks. <laughs> Renee speaks to Tony Storm, who didn't know she'd cost Ruby her TBS title match because she'd done so many performances. Storm said she must look forward to a four-way top contenders match next week. And as they say, quote, chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. Storm then shoe. left and then threw a shoe at Renee. <laughs> I love Tony Storm. Yeah. Yep. That's a that's a t-shirt, that. Chin up, tits out, on the back. Watch out for a shoe. Shoo. Shoo. <laughs> Shoo. That's DJ Yifley. <laughs> Handman Page out for a chat with Tony Schiavone. Page puts over teachers. Yay. After donating his charity money to a Chicago education fund, he's interrupted by Prince Nana and Swerve Strickland. Swerve said spending two weeks in a coffin gives you some clarity. <laughs> Lovely. And said the first person he thought of about when he got out was Hangman. Swerve was ashamed of Paige for wrestling on the pre-show in a charity battle royal, charity, when he'd previously been a major star in AEW. Swerve gave Hangman two options. Ride off into the sunset and let Swerve take a spot or fight Swerve for a spot. Paige stormed off, but when Swerve mentioned Paige's wife and kids... Page returned to the ring where he was jumped by Brian Cage and left laying. Oh, you dumb dumb. It was confirmed shortly afterwards that Page and Cage would go one on one next week. How good is Swerve? 
his face walking down the ramp was a picture. Yeah. And then his promo, it felt a bit off, but that was by design, I think, because yeah. he'd, be, he'd been in a coffin for two yeah. weeks. Um, just the, everything he said was on, it felt like it was a bit stiff. Yeah, a bit stiff, yeah. And then what? Paige did. All oh, right, corpse in the coffin. Uh, his, his, his barbs were stiff. Because the stuff about you know having no T-shirt for a year and all that sort of stuff, and you can see Hamman getting a bit upset. And he mm. calls him fat. Oh God, I wish that was considered fat. I I no, did I think last time Hamman Page. <laughs> right. Hamman Page. He did that. Obviously, the thing was CM Punk cancelling or not cancelling, whatever that thing he did. One promo outside the hospital. I did say on this podcast. Did Hamman Page look a bit fat? <laughs> he did look like a bit fat in the face. Say that, so I said that, and I, has, I haven't seen anybody else say it. So when Swerve said, yeah, you're a bit chubby. I'm like, oh, it's good. It's not just me. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, look, it's, you know, whatever. Nothing wrong with it. But obviously, Swerve's a bad guy. So mm. he's saying bad things. It's um, all the stuff with Paige, like like the, the, the CM Punk and Paige stuff, has been like Punk just throwing barbs at Paige and Paige just not rising the bait, not having anything to do with it. And it felt weirdly like that here. Swerve said all this. He, he gave me read Page the right act and was on the money on a lot of stuff. And Page just walked off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you want a match, just book, go and ask, the, go ask Tony to book a match. Yeah. And it's just the way it. he was like, I've had enough of this SH1T this week. It's like, oh, yeah. we're blaring lines. Yeah. I don't know whether this, I don't know how this paints Adam. I'm not too sure. I can't say I was like massively in, endeared to him. I After think he's, his subdued, like, oh, just, I, I can't deal with this. It's like, he's a real boy. I think that's the thing yeah. about how man he's, he's very, like, even though he's a big strapping cowboy wrestler type, he's very relatable. <laughs> True, but every cowboy film I've seen, someone says, yeah, you're, you know, you suck. You're, you're a fat cowboy. <laughs> the cowboy goes, damn, it's farting words. And throws someone through a saloon window, so. Well, luckily, this isn't the 1600s anymore. Damn it. <laughs> Maybe one day, Ross. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it when um, Swerber said he was going to become the first black AEW champion as well. I was like, yes, it fits. The shoe fits. And I was also shocked there hadn't been a black AEW uh, world champion so far, but there hasn't. I don't know if I am shocked. It's AEW. Right. <laughs> the WWE took ages to get there as well, just for balance, obviously. Yeah, obviously, a lot, right at Wembley, Swerve came out, and everyone around me just went, wow, look how cool he is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's got star written all over him. Yeah. And uh, Cage just leveled him. Because Cage must always be feuding with Hangman, apparently. <laughs> no matter what star he's doing, no matter what's stable, right? They uh, find each other. And in the main event, Darby Allen defeated Nick Wayne because he's such a good friend, in the Grand Slam World Title Eliminator quarterfinal. Darby missed a dive to the outside early on, which rocked him. That's just how he gets out of bed in the morning, bloody hell. (laughs) Fast pace back and forth, which became a slugfest. Darby grabbed the microphone and told Nick to hit him harder. Christian Cage and Lucasaurus arrived before and break and join commentary commentary to watch up close and, for lack of a better term, bury Nick Wayne's dad. (laughs) Tom. They did! (laughs) They said he was rubbish. Wayne gets a two count off Wayne's World. Excellent. But Darby refused to, to hit a coffin drop, probably because his dad was in it, when he had the chance, <laughs> which frustrated him. Darby eventually bent Wayne's arms back and gave him multiple kicks in the head to get a tap-out win. What a good friend. Christian Cage stared down Darby to end the show. They nailed it, they did. I imagine the pressure would have been on inside their own heads because they've been oh. building towards this match, I feel, for for ages, like, known each other for so long. And they've got there on the big stage and nailed it. The wrestling was textbook. Mm. The derby spots were derby spots that were nailed. The finisher, I love the finisher, how gnarly it looked. Yep. It was a, a home run for me, Jeff. Thanks, Chris. Enjoyed, yeah, I think... I think Darby refusing to hit the coffin drop was a bit of a like, hang on, you've been battering. A minute ago, you said hit me harder. Mm. And I go, oh, I can't 
can't, I can't hit you with me finish, which is a, a fall over. I can't hit you, you with that. Like I'll all... kick your head in instead. You sound like Orville the Duck doing, I, I believe I can fly. I, <laughs> I wish I could do a coffee but shot, I but I can't. Shut up, Orville. <laughs> oh, it's cuddles. That's it. Oh no, no, Tom, no, please no. We can't do the Tom, we, we can't do the. I want to go bit. home this week. We, all can't, right. we can't do the cuddles bit on here because on the SmackDown podcast we can be a bit swearier. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. Just yeah. over there. Nice main event. Nice I'll, main I'll, event. I'll have long pretend what that means. I don't know what cuddles. It's fine. Are. It's fine. What does so, it mean? Cuddles the monkey was Orville the duck. I never liked as a kid, but yeah. then there was another guy. The guy. Jeez, yeah, the real people. Is that another the, the long monkey? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was funny. Yeah. He was funny. They were, uh, Orville can get effed. But uh, Orville, uh, Orville sucked, but the, what was it? Cuddles. Cuddles the monkey was meant. But we just made a very aggressive version of him one day for about 20 minutes on the SmackDown Some, we, Me and Tom just talk crap. We talk- <laughs> As you may be experiencing, Ross, this may be, you may be stunned to learn this. <laughs> me and Tom sometimes talk. Yeah, it's in me, talking crap. Aye. Uh, wonderful main event. Wonderful main event, and the show has direction this week. Yeah. It's like CM Punk left, and the show's quality got a bit better. Dun dun dun. Well, to be fair, it's dynamite, <laughs> and Punk's not really on dynamite, so it can't no. really oh. cast aspersions just yet. The oh, you know, also, you know, obviously, getting away from the AW all in, all out, check it all about nonsense. It's like, yeah, let's just calm down, settle down, get this, these angles going. It's like, yeah, I like this episode. The big, the acid test is collision. So if collision has a bit of a nosedive this week, no. then we're sweating. Then we're sweating. Because that's s- been so good for so long. Just like this podcast. I'm sure he's doing it on purpose just to keep mentioning the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Get the cheap plugs. <laughs> ah, that was the week of wrestling. Not even that long, really. Yeah, exactly, Jack. Get effed. <laughs> you and Orville the Duck. <laughs> Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, the mailbag. Sup, lads? How's the podcast been? It's all right, eh? Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Crazy, crazy. Probably around the four-hour mark now, I would guess. Yeah, You're almost there. Keep it up. Cheers, pal. I'm currently writing this at 12.22 a.m. on the 3rd. Excuse me. Just a couple of hours after CM Punk got CM junked. Well, I've been catching up on all podcasts, and I'm currently binging the throbbing large... L-O-R-G-E, large, dirty, girthy, widening, gusset-tearing, cultaholic wrestling podcast. I just listened to 292, which is only a couple of weeks back, just before All In. In that episode, a wrist-piss question was about which wrestler would be the offspring of XYZ tag teams. The Heart Foundation came up to which which Matthew responded, who's the best wrestler in the world and who throws TV monitors at people (laughs) backstage? (laughs) Bret Hart's the greatest wrestler, Jim the Angel, Nine Dart, uh, apparently, after some issues, threw a TV monitor at someone backstage, and that's why he was fired one time. Didn't Bret Hart also throw a TV monitor? No. He smashed them at ringside. Ah, that's that's he's been throwing them at anybody. Um, and Matthew's answer was Jericho. Dun-dun-dun. Need to change I don't know that why I did that, yeah. That is all. Oh, have fun for the rest of the episode. I know I will. You predicted the future, Matthew. Former professional wrestler Philip Brooks, a.k.a. Ben from Ipswich. <laughs> Thank you predicted you, the future there. Jericho didn't throw a monitor. No, but you said you, you said CM Punk was the answer you gave for that wrist piss question, and it's come true. Punk and Jack Perry did the thing with the monitors backstage. Matthew's answer was Jericho. I thought your answer was Punk. Yeah, that would make sense. Oh, so, so did, I put did, that in there for no reason at all. Then, <laughs> so, so did he? Did he message in and just say, "Do you remember last week when you said that thing?" Bye. <laughs> 
I've put that and in you for incorrectly. No oh, you just. I thought it was. A, <laughs> I thought you predicted the future before it happened. It's been a long <laughs> week, everybody. It's been a long <laughs> week. Sorry for wasting the last few minutes of your life. Uh, well, thank you, Ben, for Mitswitch. Cheers, Ben. Thank you, Ben, for Mitswitch. All the best, Ben. Insane. Do you remember that thing you did? <laughs> no. Thanks for writing. Hello to all who are Jesus. present. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know who I'm more angry at. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to all of us oh. in this episode of the Colec Weekly Video Podcast. First time sent a long time. I'm trying not to get some wrong. Would you? I've been watching a podcast since around episode 15. And your content has helped me through a lot of hard times just at the start of this year when I had to do an operation on my back and was bed bound for a month. You and had to do your own operation on your back. <laughs> And Mr. Munther studies the, in college. The door, the door frame. <laughs> like a bear. <laughs> because... Hot and flexible. <laughs> you because, because of it. And you, your content helped me get through that miserable period of my life. So for that, I wanted to say thanks. Yeah, Thank you. That was a call back to in the podcast, just in case you missed that bit of the podcast. Yes. On to the we're questions. Just, we're just laughing at you. Yeah, we're just laughing at you. <laughs> One of my favorite game modes from, my, from any WWE 2K game was the 30 Years of Mania game mode in 2K14, because I like to experience a lot of historical moments from wrestling history and playing through most of them. My first question, do you think we'll get a 40 Years of Mania game mode in 2K24? And my second question is, if you're allowed to bring one wrestler that isn't contracted with WWE, to be added to the next 2K game, who would you choose and why? For me, it would be Big Show because the rest of the Mania 2000 card is underwhelming outside the main event. Hmm. Bill Buchanan says hello. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Which would make the 40 years of Mania game mode possible. Cheers, Ali from Bahrain. Well, thank you, Ali. Bahrain. Bahrain. Do you listen to Martin and Chiara on the radio in Bahrain? Because that's a mate of mine who's gone over to launch a radio station in Bahrain. Wow. Yeah, very exciting. What type of radio station? Music radio. Music in general? Oh, pop, pop music stations. Oh, okay, pop, pop music. music Lovely. So hi to Martin and Chiara, my mate Martin. Fantastic. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> do you think they'll bring that back? Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. What? Uh, who? Which wrestler do you think they'll bring back for this mode? Yeah, there we go. Well, I don't think Big Show's a problem because they'll just do what they did in No Mercy and just swap them out for Steve Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards, <laughs> yes. That'd be fine. Um, I think... I want to bring back CM Punk and have a <laughs> WrestleMania 21 <Aww>. mode. <laughs> Press circle to show your Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah, Cash Wheeler can go. I like that bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, CM Punk is my answer as well for the same reasons Tom said. Mike Awesome's mine. Oh, yes. So I can finally see him wrestle at WrestleMania. Yeah, he didn't make it, did he? No. But they're going to place him with either Big Show or CM Punk. <laughs> yes. Or Stevie Richards. <laughs> yes. Was he not Was he not in the rafters for the WCW wrestlers cutaway? Oh. Seven. My attention yeah, there we go. We need Sean Stajak, Hugh yeah. Morris. <laughs> Lance Storm. Lance Storm. Stacey Keebler. But you can only wrestle as them in their like casual attire that I they had in the rafters. Yes. And with faces like slapped asses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bloody Sean Stajak yeah. ruining our big night. <laughs> Yes, you, Sean Stajak, is the reason why... Yes, Sean Stajak's in the mode, and he's the reason why superstars aren't in You're there. the radio DJ, whatever it was, that Sean Stajak called into to <laughs> spill the beats. <laughs> uh, DJ Dickhead. 
Hello, diddle lads. I am going to go out on a limb and guess Ross has nominated Dave Meltzer's dog. Oh, Matthew didn't read this beforehand. <laughs> I've seen recently on that video of Dave. Yeah, yeah, we know. As if not, I personally think said doggo deserves a spot. Do be proud. <laughs> anyway, my question is, I would love to know what pet you all have or have had throughout your lives. Or perhaps pets you would like to own one day. Or even an exotic pet you think might be cool. I enjoy a lot of wrestlers' poets po or posts about their pets and would love to know some of yours. This is your expert tease this, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Thanks for the content and gratulations on getting through such a busy week last week. From current Liverpool forward, Darwin Nunez. The, the same one who scored a last-minute screamer against Newcastle last week. You bastard. Yeah. A.K.A. Liam from Liverpool. Cheers, smiley face. I don't care about answering your question. I don't even like animals. Shut up. Uh, Let's go around the table and talk about our pets. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my first ever pet was a rabbit called Hobnob. And it... It ran away, and for some reason, my granddad on my mum's side thought this was really funny and would make jokes about it, like Christian, I guess, and would say stuff like, I had a lovely pie this week. Oh, Ooh, rabbit pie, me favourite. And he's like, I barely have to let it, son. And we're like, we're really upset our rabbit ran away, and he went, I'm not. Aww. Since then, my... Uh, my parents on my dad's side have always kept uh, dogs, greyhounds specifically. When one passes away, because they always get them retired, they just get another one. And it was really funny a while ago because one time they got this old dog, old male dog, who was very reliable, nice, would do everything you'd ask for it. And then, well, they had a friend and that passed away. So they got a young female greyhound. <laughs> and suddenly this well-behaved male old dog was like, hey, I'm the cool dog around here. Yeah. Time for time for food. I'll get it when I'm getting ready. Me. I'm so cool here. Aww. Yeah, so that was nice. What about yourself, Ross? Uh, I had goldfish when I was a kid. I told the story before about my black goldfish whose eyes kept getting bigger and bigger over a, a period of weeks and months until one Sunday morning or whatever day of the week it was came downstairs and it was upside down in the tank and its eyes had exploded. <laughs> Uh, so that happens naturally. Oh. So <laughs> that happens naturally. Apparently, so it was a black goldfish. He had a lovely big, like fin, on, like a wavy fin on the top, a nice big wavy tail at the back, and his eyes just kept getting bigger until one day they popped. <laughs> Did like a cartoon uh, woman with big busters walk past us. <laughs> Yeah, and down. his tongue like rolled out. <laughs> <over. laughs> <laughs> it's over my hammer. <laughs> no, but he died. Uh, that was the last goldfish I had. And then locked lockdown 21, the second lockdown, I got a, a hamster called Alan, who's now deceased. So rest, oh. of, rest in peace, Alan. R.I.P. Alan. Yeah. Bless you. I thought I've had though. I can't wait to get a dog. Get a house and get a dog. Need a house first, though. Bloody cost of living, eh? Yep. Shocking. That's living all right. <laughs> Cost of living all right. Uh, I had a goldfish called Reggie first. I was very young. Uh, we had two <laughs> hamsters. called it Scripps. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't call him Scripps. Um, had two hamsters called Reeves and Mortimer. Of course you did. <laughs> and then did by, they smell? I, <laughs> they did by the end. Uh, I, then when Reeves and Mortimer passed away, I took on my brother's hamster, whose name was Steve McManaman. <laughs> 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 Did you have to call it Steve McManaman every single time? <laughs> every time you had to be Steve McManaman. <laughs> uh, when that one passed, I got a hamster. I got a dwarf hamster called Frasier, who was the nastiest hamster I've ever known. Every time I went into the cage to, to clean him out, he bit my hand. Yeah, Alan did that to me. Alan hated me. Drew blood. Oh. He was a dwarf as well. 
I was just, I was just angry. Apparently, though. we got recommended a pets for home, a pets at home, wherever it's called, the green sign, that pet shop. Get oh, a dwarf, yeah. they're so docile and nice to just, you know, play play within your hand and stuff when you get to know them and they're all acclimatized to their house, their, their cage, whatever it's called. Yeah. And it turns out that's just not true. Oh. You want the bigger one, the bigger variation of hamster, not the little Guinea one. pig? <laughs> you know what I mean, I forget what they're called. Chinchilla. Yes, rat. <laughs> rat. <laughs> Dog, all right. <laughs> but obviously, the, obviously, we've got Pablo now, and uh, I was never a dog, never a cat person until Pablo came into our lives, and uh, it was it was a stray that was found by a friend of ours. And Alex, I remember, I'll never forget the day uh, she called me to the front room, and a friend of ours had put on Facebook, found this black cat. Um, no one's come forward, hasn't got a chip. I want to give it to a new home because I can only keep it for so long. And I remember Alex, we never talked about getting a cat, and she went, I don't know what it is, but we need this cat. I don't know what it is. And I went, okay, well, your instinct's pretty strong. I, I'm not sure about this myself, but I'm, you know, there's not there's not many stronger force of nature on the planet than Alex's instinct for something like that. I said, okay. So we went to meet the cat and uh, I thought, oh, he's lovely, but we'll go away and think about it. And on the way home, Alex is pricing up cat trees and stuff. And I just went, this is happening, isn't it? Aww. And she went, yeah. You know is. what it was, though? It was Alex remembering her days of working down the pits coming that's out. What, of the that's back. what it is, isn't it? Oh, working uh, down pits. Reminding me of my days where I shovel coal. <laughs> Spend my days working hard on the goo. <laughs> but the paws on the wheel. <laughs> Swinging too slow. Jo- Joel's there. He was the pit pony. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. I guess you're technically the pit pony of the podcast, aren't you, down there? <laughs> Bless you are. Uh, but I you know what? Wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way now. I'd always rather be happy than right. I'm glad that Alex pushed that because Aww. honestly, he's the best. That's a lovely story. He's the best. He's great. Aye. He's, a little, he's a little dickhead, but I love him. <laughs> That's what you said about me the other day. Um, <laughs> Stand by it. I would like to have a dog, but I'm not in a position to be having one. That's something in the house all night with, you know, just like Dave Meltzer's dog, I guess. Yeah. Um, and But I would like to get something like, I don't know, a rat or something that I can come home to and go, hello, you. One more. Make, make those little cat. noises. Get a um, get an adopter cat like a cat from a cat shelter. Maybe you can get house cats. I know you can get house cats. Pablo's a house cat. Yeah, Mm. he just chills all day. We'll see. Uh, Ideally, a goat. But I love goats. I'm waiting for to retire and have like a goat. Goat would be class. Yeah, tortoise would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that we went off. We could have talked about for ages there. So (laughs) I'll just cut off. Thank you very much for the question, gentlemen. When I say I've been watching you guys since day one-ish, please understand that I am the age that Douglas Adams referred to as the answer to life, the answer and everything else, yes. Context of the question, I misheard a guy at my job say Vince McMahon when he actually said businessman. And it literally just dawned on me that these two phrases have the same syllables, cadence, and pronunciation. Vince McMahon, businessman. Vince, okay. Question. I'm a businessman. You guys ever noticed anything like this? Any other wrestler that wasn't, you know, intentional? This week has been long. <laughs> You've had a long life. If you all decide to talk about anything else and not answer, that's cool. You're pretty and your hair looks nice. Oh, okay. XOXO. Former Chicago Bears legend and NFL Hall of Famer, Dick Butkiss. Or Will from Winfield, Kansas. Thanks, Dick Butkiss. So Will's question is, have you ever spotted anything? What was the question? <laughs> well, I think you just said, have you ever have seen anything ever? Have you guys ever noticed ever? anything like this or any of the rest that that wasn't, you know, intentional? Oh, um, right. one, one that went around is um, mankind, dude, love. Ah. Cactus. Cactus. <laughs> 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 Makes me wonder why it wasn't cactus. <laughs> cactus. 
tush. <laughs> On a more serious note, the concept of Paul Bearer didn't regi register with me for many years. Yeah, I, I didn't know what Paul Bearer yeah, was that's until. A good shout. That's I only know a good what a Paul Bearer is because of him. Yeah, so that's not a common thing you hear about, is it? Answered the question. <laughs> well done, you. Oh, I've got another one. Um, it, again, tell me if I ever realized this. Uh, Scott Levy was Scotty Flamingo in WWF and when he left to do ECW he was Raven which is of course a dark bird compared ah. to like a colourful bird ah. I okay okay actually now he's called Owl <laughs> I have got one and it wasn't until I got back into wrestling proper oh. that I realised Rocky Maivia is made up of Rocky Johnson and High Chief Peter Maivia ah yes and it never really occurred to me oh okay I thought really? his dad married his granddad <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they had him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that is nearly all the uh, mailbag stuff we've had. But Ross, thank just you. Well, that was actually a fun question. Ross uh, didn't want to include it, but I've asked Joel to load it up. Um, it was the one that we got. Well, some... it looks quite incriminating, Matthew. Incriminating. <laughs> no, not the feed again. Um, here's a picture of me. Can we have that on? It's like a bit of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How many <laughs> drugs is Matthew <laughs> stuffed in his mouth? Washed it down his bottom. Hello, Bradachos. Me and my mate recently attended London town this past weekend. Going to AW, blah, blah, blah. Went to the, yeah, hooked on wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting quite nervous. I've been scrambled. This is like a scene from Train Spotting. I can't even say it. I've been scrambled across London like many other wrestling fans managed to get the sports bar and grill and Marleybone. Once I managed to get through the queue of people at the bar, I noticed a certain box media creator amongst the crowd of wrestling fans belling up familiar hits. We watched on its Mafu came walking God, it's quite, there's an exorcist-like performance whilst gripping onto the table. This is when I turned to my mate and said, whatever happens, I want to be that level of drunk tonight. <laughs> Inspired by this, we managed to convince 15 of the wrestling fans to join us on our quest for that level of intoxication with even a convoy of Ubers heading to Leicester Square and subsequently taking over a bar full of wrestling fans with me, my friend, and 12, 15 others staging the best karaoke session I've been able to be a part of and become one of the best nights I've ever had. So thank you and not thank you to Matthew. <laughs> Thanks for being the inspiration behind the night I'll never forget. And not thank you for back my credit card to, leave, <laughs> to achieve such levels of intoxication. Uh, P.S. I did manage to get Matthew to commit to a photo before he left. I have left this photo largely <laughs> unseen except for me and my mate. I thought it was best I called the holic and Matthew's eyes. So I'll attach it to this email. Sorry, Matthew. Just for all the content you provide. James from Sunny Sunny Dorset. Thank you, mate. So wow. we've seen oh, stoned off his box, Matthew. We've seen cowed off his box, Matthew, now. What else is to go? There's <laughs> this question and many more can I be found out on here the Colt Russell podcast I feel like we need to keep that picture in the event that you do go off the rails and we can use it in a documentary <laughs> that's the thumbnail that's the thumbnail for the, the Netflix documentary the dark side of botched L life botched the Matthew <laughs> Greg murders <laughs> the Matthew Greg murders <laughs> that was a maniacal laugh <laughs> <laughs> Mailbag, I got like that. Come. That's incredible. That is incredible. It, it looks like I'm meeting the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm really careful with you. <laughs> I love your podcasts. <laughs> I grind me teeth to it every <laughs> night. <laughs> I love the podcast. It keeps the intrusive thoughts away. I need drugs to make through all four hours. 
It's the only way. <laughs> all right. Keep all this in, Joel. <laughs> headphones. Uh, what were the headphones playing at that point? Was it the soundtrack to American Psycho? It's just that audio kind of breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> in case I forget. Oh, Jesus. That's great. <sighs> oh, that's great. Are you caught in our custom ear? Like, hello. <laughs> I'm not like that now. <laughs> it's because <laughs> your hair's a bit like that as it go away, and you were just. <laughs> it's just buffing on all of facial expression. <laughs> I don't get it. Why are you guys laughing? If you had a wanted poster, there'd be the comical moment where you'd just be stood next to the exact same. Looks nothing like us. <laughs> Piss. piss we're on to yes <laughs> hello lads first of all thank you for all the work you put in it certainly worked this week also i wanted you to know that i all i know about english culture i learned it from you so i'm practically english on behalf of the rest of the world i'm sorry about that <laughs> you're not up the gregs and all that stuff Way <laughs> real and fake quiz as a mexican man my passion for wrestling comes from lucha libre so it's always nice when you guys talk about mexico but how much do you think you know Lucha Libre? Oh, God. I made a list of Lucha doors. Some of them are real. Some of them are fake. You decide which is which. All right. Brilliant. So. Oh, I'm into this. Oh, these pronunciations could be so bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nino Hamburger is a... Hamburger is a... Oh, God, I even say that. Hamburger is a... Hamburger's a... That's fake. That's, all right, that's real. Cheeseburger, but Mexican. Get, give me his burger boy. It's how it translates us. It's, um, it is real. Get it. Ah. It's a real burger boy. Uh, Amenaza Amarilla, the yellow menace. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll have to get these up. I'm going to read to them. Uh, Amenaza Amarilla, the yellow menace. Oh, I can see all the yeah, answers. Hang on, I was going to say, answers. yeah, go to the bleed list. <laughs> that's well, real. Yellow menace. I, I saw the answer yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that is fake. Ah. Villano V. Villano 5. That's, That's real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, real. Yeah, uh, Robert Verd. Green Robot. <laughs> no, fake. I think that's real. Fake. Villano 3 Junior. Villain 3 Junior. Real. He's real. Yeah. Fake. Oh, no, he's real. He's, he's, real. he's one of the best oh. AAA guys going at the minute. I knew that. Uh, kang <laughs> kanguro. Kangaroo. Surely real. Fake kangaroo. Oh. Heo del Villano 3. Son. Son of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. Villain 3. Real. Fake. Real. I've realised, no, Heo del Villano 3 is the really good one. Much about Villano 3 Jr. Damn it. So easy to get those two. So, so, so Villano 3's had two kids and they're both going by... So the Jr. can sometimes be a nephew or a cousin. Ah, but Heo is like literal son of... Son. Like because Ray's, it was his uncle, wasn't it? Right. That was the original Mysterio man. Mm. Ronald. I am the mysterious. Oh, that comes up here. <laughs> Ronald mysterious one. <laughs> El chile picante, the spicy chili. Fake. Real. Fake. Sadly. <laughs> oh, vampiro Canadianese, the Canadian vampire. Real. Real. Yeah, that's vampiro's first name. Yay. El matemico, the mathematician. <laughs> mathematician. Can't be speaking. I'd love for that. The to mathematician. Be real. He's an NXT. It's Axiom. Yeah, Axiom. Axiom <laughs> Mathematico. Uh, real. I actually knew this one beforehand. Yeah, it is real. So I've got that. I've got one of those big books of Lucha, and it's just, yeah, he's got like numbers in them. Amazing. <laughs> he's got numbers on That's them. That's how you know he's a mathematician, right? <laughs> Keep up the good work. Well, good work. 
Uh, former West Ham striker Guido Franco, a.k.a. Uh, Quetzal from Nueve Leon, Mexico. P.S. Oh I'm from the same place as Umberto Carrillo and Angel Gaza, and I sadly inform you that our estate is known... Read this slowly. Oh, no. Read this slowly. Oh, no. <laughs> NXT fans, brace yourself. Read this slowly. <laughs> I sadly inform you that our estate is known for seeing romantic relationships between cousins <laughs> as something normal. So NXT is not that crazy with their segments. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> So they've been doing these promos where they're both oh, in bed texting oh, each other oh. with their shirts off. And it's a very normal thing. It's it's the start of a gay pornography. But it's all, all <laughs> Laurel and Hardy shares a bed. It makes it even better, doesn't it? <sighs> Thanks. Oh, sorry. Gracias? Question mark? Jesus. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, if you're having a Reese's Pieces, pieces or things to ruin us all, please go to mailbagalcoholic.com. Love you all. It's Cultaholics. The question. You burp, sorry. You think that's getting cut out, oh, do you? you mother. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of my drugs before I leave. <laughs> I can blame on Pachiti when the police come. Is that come. Why you went to the toilet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a, just a smelly bag. <laughs> leave, that, leave that alone. Ah. <laughs> what a lovely podcast. And Joe's looking really nice today. It's going to point out for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Just time for one more question. But before that, thank you, gracias to our producers, Reno2200. Them double digits flying for another month. Noah Anderson. Anderson. You know what? I miss Jack going, Reno2200. He's from the future. <laughs> Thank you very much, you massive, lovely human beings. <sighs> the big question this week. Will CM Punk go back to WWE? I sure said, what, what will he do if he does? Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll add that now. It's because to say yes and end the podcast, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I previously would have said, absolutely not. No, 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 no. The amount of hate this man has thrown over the years and said and all the horror stories of him and his Z-packs and him and Triple H, obviously not like... Triple H speaking vehemently going, well, CM Punk never said any of these things to me and all this stuff. He'd always acted like he said it, but he wouldn't and all this stuff. And I would have said no. However, I think someone pointed out to me, is this right, that CM Punk has just bought a big F-off house cut worth a lot of money. And if he's lost his money there... Uh, AW, he has no other talent uh, income coming in. Uh, he might have to leave just to afford it, which I've never thought of before. Like, aren't you like independently, not independently wealthy, aren't you comfortable with the amount of money you made in wrestling? And if you buy a giant house and you lose your job, maybe <laughs> not. Maybe suddenly, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll hate it, but I need to pay this off somehow, right? Mm. Who's your source for this information about buying a new house? Reno2200. <laughs> Phil Brooks letting agent. Oh, it's just on a thick... Someone told me, and I'm, I, I, sometimes I people tell... Sometimes people tell me stuff, and it's just like, it's a joke, right? And they don't tell me, and I'm just going to spread Freddie like a Freddie Mercury is not coming. It's going to be sad, Why not wake up today? But if he does have a big new house, that is like another another reason for him to go back, I guess. Yeah, if he if let's say he doesn't have a big investment or reason <laughs> to do that, and he certainly, sure as hell can't go back to UFC, he might have to go back. Yeah, you, sorry, I'll start again. If he doesn't have any reason to go, I don't think he'd want to. 
But if he has to, then yeah. Unless he goes to New Japan and Kenta kills him. That's the only place, I, like, realistically, if we're sat here, like, you've got to say one promotion you'll go to. I think New Japan's more likely. But then even New Japan have got that AEW connection at the moment, yeah. and that, that earth might be scorched oh. as well. But I think, because mm. I, I was the same thought process as you, just like, all oh, that water under the bridge, there's no chance, but... You think about the names of welcome back in the past after thinking there's no way back, your Warriors yep. and your Samaritanos, to yeah. say it your way. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no reason why Punk can't go back. And I, I think he will, eventually. I don't think it'll be very soon, but eventually I think he will. I think, yeah, Vince, I was on uh, Broken Skull Sessions many years ago, and, and Austin asked him about Punk. And Vince first apologised for Punk getting his papers on his wedding day and said he genuinely hopes he can see a time where they can work together. Mm. So and I and I believe that as well. I think with if there's money to be made. So um there's been numerous reports and sources inside that have discussed this this week. And I know that general consensus is that if there's money to be made, uh then there's that's something that could happen. I know I, from what we hear from sources inside is that they wouldn't want Punk just to come back for like a one time pop and a one mania match and gone. Like they'd want him to come back and work like a a, f- a decent sized schedule for a bit, work with people, create talent, and then take it from there. But, uh, and I think that I genuinely could see it happening at some point, maybe even April. Think about it, right? This time, like in 2021, would we, would we contemplate the idea of Cody Rhodes walking out of Mania? No, no. But Cody Rhodes didn't, you know do massive podcasts that cause lawsuits no, on the way out, did he? <laughs> so long, suckers! You know, he, he was like, all right, bye then. Hey, that throne. <laughs> yeah, but if you... It's, good if you say, it's almost like a bad, like, Seinfeld or Frasier episode where it's just like, oh, yeah, sorry about that thing I did. What thing? <laughs> <laughs> the huge... No, never mind. No, 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 tell me. It's like, uh, 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 you didn't see it? It's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just the chance of, like, you may have not seen it. Everyone knows about the CM Punk thing, but God, look at WWE. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll take you. We, I was, we were saying... How does I was losing to uh, Dabakato? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we no were saying feelings. on the news the other day, like, just imagine if the word spreads, like, the, within the locker room, like, the prospect of CM Punk coming in. What's the locker room's reaction going to be in terms of, like, oh, is he going to cause the same sort of ballocks that he did in AEW in our mm. locker room? And what that reaction might have... Because if they're all going, no, please don't do it. Yeah, he, it still, he still would come in, obviously. But that, you know that, what I mean? It's a good point you say, because... The thing that was floating around was, oh, he, he wanted to work, or tease the idea of working with Kevin Owens. Him and Kevin have had issues. There was that famous story about when they were in Ring of Honor together, CM Punk appointed himself locker room leader, and apparently started yelling at Kevin Owens for wearing a shirt, and was just like, you're out of shape, you bum, or whatever like that, and just in front of everybody and stuff, and Kevin's like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> I don't want to wear a sh- I don't want to oh, keep a shirt on. Like, that's it. Mm. Leave me alone. So obviously that was de- decades ago. Now I'm not sure if he cares. CM or not, Punk but... has improved dramatically. Yes, <laughs> backstage yes. decorums. Yeah, Kevin's still yeah. a bit temperamental. <laughs> that reputation he carries with him. But Kevin's, you know, I'm sure he'll maybe he'll do business stuff like that. But it's like he's not like a oh I love CM Punk me. It's it's just like how many friends has he got there? Then if there's millions to be made off a big match. <laughs> I'd put bygones be bygones <laughs> just for a few million. That's it. And I guess another thing to say is like the environment of the WWE you would think the stuff that Punk and Perry and Punk and the Bucks and all that sort of stuff had gone on in AEW just wouldn't happen backstage in WWE. That, I mean, that's the important thing is that, oh, you look, the, the any issues up. caused, yeah, we're going to sort it out. Yeah. I remember, what was the last bit of like drama like that you heard about in WWE? 
There was, Ooh. I think there was Simon I, Gotch and Sin Cara. Like. <laughs> I seem to remember there was something that occurred late last year when there was some sort of miscalculation in a tag team main event. And they said things got a little heated. I think Seth Rollins was involved. Oh, and, and they were, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. but it was all sort of quelled within minutes. Yeah, and, and it was just about the was match. Fine. It was about the match not being as good as it could have been. <laughs> like, yeah. I've always hated you. It was just like, oh yeah, that didn't quite go as going to plan, and no one noticed on TV. Like, no, yeah. you feel like WWE have more control of their, their locker room than AEW yeah. do in general. Yeah, and so I think that if CM Punk does come back, I couldn't see him being the CM Punk that was in AEW, knowing mm. that he, ah, I can do what I want here. Yeah. I genuinely think they go, right, this is this is where you fit, this is what you do, keep your nose yeah. clean and we'll have a lovely time. Yeah. yeah. And I think and I think as you say, if he's just bought a house, maybe he might be more inclined to go, I think I'll play ball for a bit. Mm. <laughs> I think but him but it, but he might not. He might genuinely think, well no, I'm But if he does have that thing, again I'm sorry to bring this up, I'm gonna find out where he actually needs the money. If not, CM Punk needs WWE more than do we need CM Punk right now? Mm. Oh, sorry, and the, the slow build to WrestleMania with got Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, the use of storyline with both of them, Sami Zayn, Kevin, like, yeah. yeah, we're okay. You want to come along? I think we'll manage somehow. Yeah, that's it. Thought 90,000 tickets was sold on one day. Yeah, CM Punk, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. Yeah, it is interesting how Survivor Series is in Chicago, though. So the, the, the I, I guess, if you're thinking of it from just a, de- a re-debut perspective, that's the ideal place to do it. Mm. Mm. It's funny if they're louder there for CM Punk when he's not going to be there than they were when he all out weekend. <laughs> that might actually happen, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, I think you'll end up there eventually. Mm. I think we'll hear rumours circulating around November and uh, and then we'll all be disappointed when he doesn't turn <laughs> up. But I, I wouldn't be shocked. I yeah, would not I w- be shocked. I would have been shocked a few years ago prior to AEW, but now I wouldn't be because it's like you don't have an alternative and what else are you going to be doing? Not writing Marvel books anymore. I'd, 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 I'd welcome it, me, because you think... Have we got any jobs going for CM Punk? Of course we have. Oh, okay, well... Couldn't we'll, afford them, but of course him. we've got a job for CM well, Punk. Now it's, um, now it's hiring him, so... The thing that's been forgotten in the midst of all the backstage bollocks is how good the stuff on TV was with CM Punk. Yeah. Like the MJF. That's the thing to remember, right? Yeah. When he was on, he was on. Yeah, the stuff with MJF's arguably the best stuff outside of Hangman they've done since the start of the company. That's a good argument to make, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, as long as that environment's right backstage where we can't have the bollocks overtaking the TV stuff, I think get him in mm. and let him do some creative control because he's shown, not not Hogan levels obviously, but he's shown like with input in his storylines that he, he does good He does good things. He does good wrestle things. Mm. I think who you put him with, like Seth Rollins. Yeah. Seth, I mean, there's, there's, you know, when you, if you, mm. CM Punk, you know, there's the storyline of CM Punk like to lean into reality. Um, and obviously you have Seth on record saying, no, don't bring him back. He's a cancer. Uh, don't bring him back. So there's, there's your jumping off point. you got to have Reigns in there as well, obviously. That's an interesting Reigns just annihilating CM yeah. Punk. Very, uh... <laughs> I should have been in the shield. Yeah. Take that one. You were wrong about me. That's what Roman Reigns would say just like that. Mm. <laughs> Chris who? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe... <laughs> Maybe, maybe uh, a sort of maybe maybe a Roman punk feud without the title involved. Mm. Maybe. Well, but when you win this title, CM Punk will put a big X on it. <laughs> it wouldn't even show up on the background. <laughs> oh, that's ruined it. Right. So yeah, we're all in agreement. <laughs> you should come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All yeah. those in favour. Hi. <laughs> punk and Cody. Oh. They can both talk about the good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on over there, then? Our runs were just missing the sword towards yeah. the end. <laughs> God. 
Do you remember how, like Cody was sort of like saying there was some bollocks going on backstage without saying it overtly on the air? He said it as as Cody tends to say things, yes. Yeah, they could make something out of that, couldn't they? Mm. You were so unhappy to see me that you left. Well, I followed you here. Ha <laughs> 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 Elmer, Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Don't talk to Cody him. twacks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we could officially put a bow on this episode. Oh. It's been one for the ages. Um, Tom and Ross. And Joel, thank you all much for putting in the extra shift and a half of this. Tom, what have you got to tie this over until next time? Um, the classic SmackDown review tomorrow morning on the Cold Holic Podcast feed with myself and Matthew Gregg. If you want Matthew and I talking a little bit more rubbish. Oh, yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> bet you do. Bet you do. Four hours in enough. Uh, on the YouTube channel, where did AEW go wrong with CM Punk? Um, be a short one. Uh, we're celebrating Gunter's record-breaking intercontinental title reign now there should be a video on the channel now and look out i believe over the weekend for a video on the history of the x division the truth oh, about the nice. x division and and sort of how often they lean back into it in impact wrestling and the origins of it and who the amazing story of who invented ultimate x Ooh. it's not who you think oh. find out in it's a jeff jarrett <laughs> it's sadly not <laughs> sadly it. not cho cho chosen one <laughs> And Ross, we've oh, got I've Chris. gotten out all my week was That's taken up it. by the two pay-per-views. Of course it was. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Bless you. Um, I have a new boss. Golden Give. There was a new video on there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Golden Give. Football Hold podcast. And Give. If you like the soccer, go there. Yeah, if it's either one, go away. We think those podcasts are long, clocking in at two hours. <laughs> but we're here now. <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> and I have a new Botchmania out. It's still online. Yay! Yay! And I would like to plug Jeff Jarrett's My World, talk about experience of going to Wembley, and putting over War Tom Campbell. <laughs> oh, he does, doesn't he? My mate, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Because... I'm mates with Tom, and Tom is now mates with Jeff. I am vicariously friends with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. He's a lovely guy. And my head Jeff. fell off yeah. when I was listening to my world, and he went, I want to give a shout to Tom Campbell. I was like, what? Why are we mm. doing that? You, you are, you're crazy. I love it. That's really sweet of him. Bless him. He's no, friends with that, Ross. Well, yeah. Tom, too. <laughs> I had straight to hell on the channel. Go That's back right. and watch yeah. it. From... You sent Jeff straight to hell. Yeah. Yeah. No, I and we had afternoon tea with Jeff we Jarrett. Floated up to heaven. That's it. Of course, you floated yeah. to heaven with him. This, is, had, this has been hell. We had this afternoon is wrestling tea with him. This has been hell. Mailbag <laughs> at goldholic.com. Patreon.com forward slash goldholic. This has been goldholic. You have been wonderful. We're now going to look at uh, the goldholic wrestling podcast logo. What should we say? Terry Spunk. Terry Spunk. Fantastic. On the count of three. One, two, three. Terry, Terry Spunk. Spunk. Rest in peace. In kayfabe. In kayfabe, not really. Sorry. Unless Ron really did hurt him. Sorry. <laughs> if he is dead, say hello to Purple Aki from all of us. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 